Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fae Fair. I didn't think about that one, huh? Joining me is... I am your co-host, Ben Enns. My pronouns are she, they. And joining us once again is friend of the show, Lauren. Hi, it's nice to be back. My pronouns are she, her. Welcome back, Lauren. Yeah, welcome back. It's wonderful to have you. It's so nice to be back. Today we are beginning Fate Hollow Ataraxia, a fan disc for Fate's Day Night, released in 2005. We're covering up to the third Bazette section exclusive, meaning we're not covering that, but we are covering up two. Uh, before we get there, we have some coffee to sip and Barano Soretsu. Soretsu. I'm so it's tired. so that you insisted on writing it in Japanese and then fumbled it. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah, we coffee time. Funeral Parade of Roses. It's Yuri Tea Time. We had a, a, a rose-themed uh, movie night last night with Heather and a friend of hers who was coming to visit, wherein we watched uh, Funeral Parade of Roses and then the first four episodes of Utena. Oh, sick. Three. The first it was three. only three? Yeah. Okay, I thought we watched up to four, but... No. Do you like how the, the rose motif in Utena is just that stamp from the beginning of a movie? Uh-huh. 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 I saw that and I was like... Like doing the Leonardo the Caprio pointing at the TV thing. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> is this where I talk about the drinks that I have? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hit us with your drinks. I uh, I got a um for calories and caffeine. I got me a um a horchata con espresso. I made myself some horchata and uh, added some some coffee. Whoa. And uh, for energy and uh, electrolytes, I have a delicious Pocari sweat. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it's very fitting considering how like muggy it is. I could drink another Pocati sweat. I've been thinking about it. Yeah, I would drink another one. Um, yeah, I just got one down at H Mart. For anyone who isn't in Boston right now, it, it is possibly the worst weather, mm. or my least favorite, mm-hmm. which is to say, hot. Uh, incredibly humid. Uh, end of sentence. <laughs> incredibly humid. Uh, with rain kind of threatening, but not actually like really going all out. Um, because you know, you know, if the rain fell, it would fall. The temperature would fall by like three or four degrees. Yeah. So we get like half-hearted rainfall, and then it gets like really hot again, really quickly. Yes. It gets really hot again, and then is somehow even more humid. <laughs> um, it's miserable. It's sprinkling right now as we speak. Yeah. Yep. I don't I like. I mean, humidity. my my least favorite weather. Like this, I I agree with you that that's not the ideal. But I'm as long as it's below like ninety, I'm like, it's manageable. Okay. This. That I is true. A lot of heat is my problem. I get really like heat tired very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I, I run hot, so like it's bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, at least it is only like twenty or twenty two or something. It's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. not thirty. And <laughs> right, like it was like eighties earlier this week, and now it's like sixties or something. Yeah, which is like that's manageable. We, Another problem that we have is our studio gets really stuffy. Mm. Mm-hmm. We are, uh, it's, both of us are in here, our computers are in here, there's like one window that doesn't have an AC in it, I can't open the door because the cats will come in and scream at my microphone. Yeah. Aww. Sweeties. Yeah. 
funeral parade of roses. Ben, do you have any, you have iced coffee? I have iced coffee. I've had I had a cup this morning when I got back from the bakery. Oh, this is your second cup. Uh, b- both of them have mostly been ice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I might resort to a third. Wow. I haven't. I did not sleep well. I'm plebeian drinking water over here again. I should health. I should probably drink water. When I laid down after I got to our stopping point, um, I was like, why did I drink caffeine? I could have slept like for real. Mm-hmm. My heart is pounding. <laughs> oh. I hate um, that feeling so much. I did uh the other day when I was playing Hollow Ataraxia, I ordered some Taco Bell and received two sodas instead of one for some reason. I tried to pawn it off on someone and no one took it, so I drank two large sodas on my own while well, playing Hollow Ataraxia and I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> As I said at the at the end of last I said d- some point during last podcast, and I think Ben left it in at the end. I don't drink soda, so Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, ben I has remember. Never had any soda? I did not say that. Ben will never take a sip of my drink again. Ben is under a gay ass. If you if you really need if Ben is misbehaving, <laughs> uh, you can trick Faye into having a soda to to banish Faye elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Funeral Parade of Roses okay, is a very good movie. It's so fucking good. Great movie. Holy it's shit. incredible. I had no idea what to expect going in. I was just uh-huh. like, Funeral Parade of Roses, I guess nobody's going to die. Um, that makes sense because I know like Ikuhara liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was an influence on Utena. Mm-hmm. And that was everything I had going in. So I was kind of expecting like, okay, sort of like a queer tragedy. That's fine. And like, that's true, I guess. But it's yeah. also like, it's a lot more like uh, like psychedelic art housey than yes. I was expecting, and yes. I love the little box pops bits. The what's? Uh, uh, box populi, um, the, the the little interviews of like people, oh, like, yes, the yes, gay yes, boys yes. on the street. Great bit. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, those There's are so really great. Fantastic, like. Like, uh, I, I, there was a moment where uh, one of the people who was watching with us was like, are are these interviews real? And I was like, they, these, these like, moments are so not acting feeling like, you know? Yeah, they're very I mean? candid. I, yeah. Um, we, it is, they're so fun mm-hmm. because I feel like the, the, at least one of the themes that it is going for can be summed up by a monologue that someone is giving at some point about masks yes. and that we all wear masks it, and it, that like, even if you take one off 
uh, you'll just find another mask under that, uh-huh. and then another mask under that, and like people fall in love with your mask, thinking yeah. that it's you, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone's right. lonely. Uh, all of that. Yeah, great. And then it is so fun for the movie to be like, oh, and here is the production of us making this movie. Yes. Here is how it works. Here are Absolutely. real people. But like. All of that is still artificial. Mm-hmm. It is still like, oh, we have edited this. We have framed these shots. And like, even though, yeah, there are shots that are the crew making the movie, that is uh-huh. still, they are also actors uh-huh. in that moment. Right. Yeah, and yeah, even there's... like with the interview sections, where even though, even if they are just found somebody on the street and, you know, ask them, that person is still like looking into a camera and mm-hmm. answering to the camera mm-hmm. and like even if the camera wasn't there if someone is asking you these questions you though being in that position of having those questions asked to you like that puts you in a like positions you as a subject yeah in like this responsive like okay how do i'm thinking about the way that you're responding and like how do i interpret the the position of the person asking me and like there's a lot of like um you know 20th century philosophy that sort of deals with this stuff right like mm-hmm. the idea of like you know there exists a mask but like the face underneath it blah 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 and like there are a lot of different thinkers who've taught talked about like the ways in which like you know the the face that you know is interpreted by society like the the um the element of us that is um you know, integrated into society and taken in is different in kind from the, you know, the self, right? It's um, the self is sort of imminent in this expression of identity or whatever. um, But the identity isn't like wholly constitutive of the self. It's sort of like a, a construction and it will always be a construction. And that's not like, you know, necessarily it's artificial in some sense, but it's also, it's not like fake. Mm-hmm. and like there's like this is a whole, whole thing about like judith butler and like um performativity where it's like you're always doing this this is necessary like and all sorts of other people like althusser and like the there's a famous dialogue about like um in i don't know dialogue a famous passage from althusser about like uh the interpolation of someone who is like you know calls like a police person says stop thief and then you on the road, like, are, like, basically being asked to identify to the police as a criminal and, like, position yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. Smart stuff. I don't know. I, I really liked a lot of this stuff philosophy. here. Very, very cool. Oh, um, yes. Fantastic movie. Okay, okay. So, broadly, the plot of funeral parade for us the actual like plot plot is like it's an oedipal retelling right Mm -hmm. it's uh it's a it's um this new up-and-coming girl at like a a hostess host club you know a gay bar etc etc trying to unseat the uh the the current like uh madam of the house you know what i mean Mm -hmm. get with uh with uh her girl her girl her boy uh and like take it over and all this stuff and then eventually finds out that uh uh she's fucking her dad basically and he kills himself and she blinds herself and wanders out into the street <laughs> right like so it's an inversion of the oedipus where she kills her mother and marries her father yes yeah uh-huh sort of quote unquote did you catch the name of the brothel the genet 
No, I did not. Um, Jean Genet is a, uh, a French-like novelist, play- playwright, poet, whatever, um, mm-hmm. who is sort of well-known as, like, a, uh, having, like, um, you know, uh, not necessarily being heterosexual. Yeah, uh-huh. that's, a, that's, a, that's a very polite way of saying it. <laughs> yes. Um, I think uh, I just looked at it. Wikipedia uh, has uh, under subject on the little, uh, you know, personal identification uh, um, has for Jean Genet, uh, crime, homosexuality, sadomasochism, and, and existentialism. Shout outs. Yeah, which sounds, which is about what I would have thought would be there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so it's yeah, a, it's a, like a, a fun little thing to catch. Yes, yes. They, there is a lot of, like, quotes from French philosophers and other, like, European philosophers that people are telling each other, which is very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this sort of, like, hippie kind of, like... Uh... They're such hippies. <laughs> it's also it's, a movie it's about so interesting. It's, it is drugs. so much a movie that is, like, it... I don't know, like, the, this movie is, like, so, like, Japanese New Left pre, like, all of the Red Army faction fallout, mm-hmm. the, the Japanese Red Army fallout. It's really interesting, because you, you could not make this movie even by the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really interesting to see it be so openly about like marijuana. You know what I mean? When, right. Even now, we we uh, Japan is so tight uh, on like drugs like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really I interesting mean, to see compare like the way, <laughs> compare the way marijuana is treated in this movie to how it's treated in fucking K and K. Yeah, because they're just like into talking to people about like you know what is it like being high? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, well, you know, it's, you know, it's like floating off um, the ground. Yeah, that's but it's, a, yeah, what a wild thing that is like. Yeah, I was sitting there think like watching that section, going like, yeah, you could never do this today uh-huh. because immediately all of those people would be prosecuted uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. or ostracized, or least, even yeah. if there was like uh not uh actionable you know what i mean mm-hmm. it seems like a, you would be dipping into a really big taboo oh yeah i mean i'm sure it's taboo at the time too you know what i mean uh because this is all tied up in like queerness and like uh like hippie stuff you know what i mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. but uh it feels more likely to elicit a crackdown oh yeah you'd never hear from uh-huh. these people again uh-huh yeah. uh so in addition to like the plot and uh we get like these weird like all this great like weird interlude stuff we get the the filmmakers i looking at looking up the list of like actors online and seeing a bunch of um the uh the the actors listed as playing themselves is very funny mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, so hold on have you did you look up the uh the the career of uh peter the main role yes yes um uh, Peter playing Eddie in the movie is like a, a famous uh, androgynous queer actor. Uh, I don't know all the details, but like plays a lot of transgender roles, even though he's not transgender. But like this is like this is gender play, right? This is the lines are blurry. Yeah, I have a, I'm gonna I'm gonna list a couple here. Um, Kiyoami from uh, the Kurosawa movie Ron, which uh-huh. is a King Lear adaptation. Um, I think that's character. I remember seeing it like a couple years ago, like years and years ago, back when, when I was still in grad school. And it was like, um, you know, that character is sort of like an androgynous, like jester figure. I forget. Um, we also have there, there are a couple movies that I haven't seen, which I'm more excited about now than I was before. Um, we we have uh, Death Note Two: The Last Name as Rem, <laughs> the, the live action. 
Yeah. We have uh, Drakengard, voice actor, as uh, Kame and Angel. Oh, wow. Drakengard 2. Oh. Uh, as the same characters. Nier as Grimoire Weiss, the fucking book. Wow. Yakuza Dead Souls as a character uh, called DD. And then Drakengard 3. <laughs> As a character named Michael. I've never seen any Drakengard games, but it is very funny to see all of this Yoko Taro uh, uh, yeah. representation here. Great performances-wise. Yeah, I uh -oh. never would have connected him to mm -hmm. Weiss. But... I've only heard Weiss's, like, English VA, so now I'm very curious. Um... Let's see what what else we talk about. We got we get uh there's great bits of um Eddie and uh her crew heading out uh, and like chopping together and like pissing in urinals and getting into fights with his girls and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, it's all great. I love the like the circus music that plays whenever something like that happens. Yes, yeah. Uh -huh. uh -huh. They like get into a battle with like the. I don't know if they're just supposed to be like random girls or if they're supposed to be like sukebans or something, but like. Uh huh. They do have like a a, a weird fake tattoo, with <laughs> like goofy uh, right. uh, Kana face. This is mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about this movie is how obviously staged all of the fights are. Uh -huh. Like there is no, or there is some effort. I, I guess I can't say how much effort was actually put in, but it doesn't feel like there was very much effort to like make the it's like fight a scenes movie. <laughs> yeah look look like they're actually happening it looks like actors playing out a fight uh -huh. Uh -huh. i mean i, I even even think like that's I'd... probably on purpose yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's camp the movie yeah. is very camp uh-huh oh absolutely but even like even in very serious scenes like when eddie is uh murdering uh her mother's boyfriend and then her mother the the like way that she's stabbing the the mother is so like 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 sideways like obviously not hitting anything uh -huh. you know what i mean it's great stuff and mm -hmm. it's like it doesn't take you out of it it's like no this is a, this is an incredible scene mm -hmm. yeah uh it's just it's it's all vibes <laughs> i think my uh, favorite version of this is like the the one where she has sex with the uh the american like guy who was there since vietnam totally. Oh yeah, yeah. And then oh, so oh. they have like this whole this like it's like close up, very like sensual shots of like, uh -huh. like you know the guy's like hand on her, and then she's sort of like moving, like sort of stretching very luxuriantly and going like uh, into the the camera or whatever, uh -huh. like, like very zoomed in. See goosebumps on skin, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And then it like zoomed, then it cuts to like the studio camera, and, she, and like they had just have the actor just sort of like. Like the 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 guys are sort of sitting there next to her, like reading something, and she's just sort of like wriggling around in the bed in front of the camera. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, and then they like yeah. cut, and there's like 15 people in the room. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And is that right? Isn't that right before the section where they interview Peter, and he's like, and they're like, oh, you know, what do you think about the sex scenes? And he's just like, oh, I I don't know, I just do what the director says. Yeah. <laughs> great stuff great stuff what a great um, movie yeah i it it is like formally interesting because for the first half hour 45 minutes i was like is there a plot to this <laughs> um because it is just kind of like disconnected scenes that later on it will weave together into a narrative yeah it's like um, running backwards and forwards in time yeah. a little bit you know but it, but it's not even 
clear about that for no. a while. No, no, not <clears> at all. It really just feels like, oh, this is just a set of vignettes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Um, there's something else I wanted to say mm-hmm. that I'm blanking on. Oh, uh, I think it is interesting to me at least that uh, I don't remember her name. The other, the person who's uh the madam eddie's yeah mm-hmm. yeah um eddie's yeah, dad's uh current girlfriend uh-huh um it is interesting that she is i think the only woman wearing a kimono mm-hmm. everyone else is wearing western uh mm-hmm. western clothes which is interesting because yeah, she's positioned other, like, as uh, there's other gay care uh people in the brothel uh in the like club who are wearing uh kimono but they're like way less femme presenting yes yeah i mean Um, and there's also a lot of like i mean i think with the stuff with her is that there's a lot of like um you know new era stuff happening yes like like the way that you know she dies and like she gets put into like you know she gets interred into this uh sort of traditional cemetery and like you know, as they're leaving, they realize that, like, the cemetery is actually, like, sinking into the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, so this sort of more traditional... And, like, there's a whole bit earlier than about, like, this woman sort of, you know, getting on Eddie in particular as, like, uh, you know... Artless. Art, you like, know, modern, yeah, artless, like, un- like, graceless, only. sort of, like, yeah. yeah. Like she's, she's like, so caught on, like, performing traditional Japanese femininity. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. God, the bit where Eddie's like, I hope one day this whole country sinks into the sea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, yes. It is an interesting, uh, like, this is still very close to World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yes, that that is kind of the, the thing I was going to say, is that she's very much presented as this is a former version of, or... This is an old method of being mm-hmm. <laughs> in these spaces that is dying out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's and it's interesting because, like, especially considering that, like, the like what we were talking just talking about, how like you really couldn't make this movie today, and like both, like you know, everywhere else, like in in the West and in Japan, this just there's been this sort of like recession of. Um, these kinds of like you know the the like the presentation of these kinds of like thoughts and ideas and like lifestyles is a lot more like you know things have gotten a lot more conservative in a lot of ways Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like obviously that's something that you make this movie like expecting to have happen but like with that in retrospect it sort of positions it in sort of an interesting way to me Mm -hmm. I feel like you get uh, if you try make something like this, you get a bunch of queer people being mad at how problematic uh, the queer people in this movie are. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that was the case at the time. Like that was the whole plot. That's basically the plot with the um, the the madam. Because like Eddie is like you know she's part of the like the the drug dealing and all this other stuff. But she's dating the drug dealer guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> the I drugs mean, drugs are in her house too. Yeah. So um, I, I think that uh, uh, they're all tied into this, right? It's true. But, like, we don't ever see, like, um, I, I keep forgetting the character's name. Um, like, we don't see the, the madam, like, showing up in the uh, uh, Lita. Yeah, Lita. 
Lita. Uh, like showing up in like oh. the hippie scenes, like getting like wigged out and like having like their weird little rave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah, not that is not stylish enough for her. Or uh, maybe right. too stylish. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, 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 it's <laughs> like newfangled. Like <laughs> Playing where they have to walk a straight line while everyone's wall high while everyone's trying to trip them or they get stripped and like tickled or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a great moment where someone is like, no, stockings first, and someone grumbles about it being cheating. Yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> like the, the director guy being uh Guevara. Oh yeah. <laughs> like fake beard. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are, what are some other like uh the 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 uh, funeral parade that happens is really interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like three guys like carrying boxes through the streets. Yeah, uh, that's a fun bit. Uh, okay, okay, the bit where uh Eddie's father slash lover has uh killed himself. Mm-hmm. Eddie is blinded herself, and then. It cuts to some fun and funky little guy being like, wow, that was a really fun movie, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and then it, yeah. and it cuts back to, like, them being sad. Yes, this, yeah. they, uh-huh. they, they like, did this incredible bit where they, like, completely break the tension to be like, okay, uh, here, we're gonna have a guy be like, I hope you stick around for the next movie, and I hope you had fun with this exciting adventure. And then it cuts back to Eddie <laughs> stumbling around with, uh, with like, uh, her eyes gouged out. <laughs> What a yeah. great, what a great movie. Um, another great bit that I remember is like when uh, she's like getting before like um, before she goes to the uh, the art gallery, right? She's like trying to escape from like a street harasser, basically. Yeah, and she like gets like goes down this like blind alley, harassment. and she's like looking back, and then like you see the scene of like the the harasser basically following her into this like dark alley. Hold on, I'm gonna find this. Um, uh. This dark alley and like just like staring at her, and it looks like the the cover of the thing. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I put it in the chat. The yeah, recording yeah, chat. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Creepy. Yeah, and I feel like it's very because like they they like the presence of things like street harassment like show up a couple di- a couple different times in the movie. Right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where she'll like, get pinched by like somebody or whatever, and like that kind of thing. Someone's trying to hold her hand. Someone will ask her to go to a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really. I don't know. I thought it was a really interesting perspective because it's something that I feel like. Um... Do you remember that? Uh... Just very briefly, it hasn't really been updated for a while, or at least it hasn't been translated. There was some. Uh... Some manga about basically a, a trans woman who's like the premise is that she like got diagnosed with terminal cancer or something and is like, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna do this now. And like, uh-huh. there was a, I think there were only like three chapters out, but like one of them was like, she's just like getting on the train for the first time, like fully girl mooded, and is like, there's a lot of like, you know, heavy anxiety and um, is realizing that like, oh yeah, no, she's like gets like sexually assaulted on the train and like, yeah, that's just like obviously this is something mm-hmm. I haven't experienced personally because like Boston is not really the same kind of situation. Um, and but uh, I haven't not I haven't not had uh, gr- horrible stuff happen to me on a train before. I did. Uh, I was riding the train early in the morning to go get Heather at the airport once, and I noticed the guy across from me was jacking off at me. Ugh, Christ. 
I was yeah. having such a good morning too. It was snowing. Yeah. yeah, it's so like I don't know. A lot of this stuff sort of like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that just like hit me personally really hard. Mm-hmm. Like again, back to a lot of like the interviews. Like we talked about how like it's sort of interesting that they're there, but like a lot of the content is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? Like where they're like, you know, why are you doing this? Like, have you thought about marriage and like what? Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> are you stupid? Yeah, there's this one the this one uh, person who's like uh, got like a, a like a lisp, but it gets really like bashful about it. And mm-hmm. it's like, I just like doing it, you know. It's very cute. And there's this one girl who's like, uh, they're they're like, well, what have you thought about your future? And she's like, nothing. Right. I'm not doing this because I like it. I'm just doing it. <laughs> I don't right. know what I'm doing. You know, very just like like solid in your face answers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. fuck off answers. Right. They're very fun. Yeah, no, that's something that I thought was really interesting about it. Because it's not like, they, it doesn't really feel like they're being open. It feels like they're, like, on edge. Yeah. Like, yeah. you put a camera in my face and, like, you know, how do you feel about, like, you know, are you doing this because you want to be a real woman? Like, go to hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, someone said to that. that right, yeah, exactly. I don't know, so oh. it's, it's just really interesting to see, like, you know, the perspective that you know people have at this time in this space of having some random people put a camera in your face and ask you about your like gender expression or sexuality this is um this is like a a a, a like low level a, a very basic thing to like enjoy from this movie but uh there is like a, a certain subset of people who like uh, anime and stuff like that who maintain this insane myth that gay people don't exist in japan or it's a Mm -hmm. modern invention Mm -hmm. uh, imported from evil sjw united states or something like that and like seeing stuff like this and it's just like no people are just fucking gay yeah (laughs) you know it's just it's just nice it's nice to see people being gay in like cultures throughout the world uh yes it both made me think about gender mm-hmm. in a way that i don't often in the sense that like made me consider the concept of gender mm. not like uh not actually change my relationship yeah. to my gender but um also uh reminded me of um it's like there's a very interesting they use the term gay boy mm-hmm. for what we would call everything from uh a uh cis man who is gay mm-hmm. to or to cross dressing to cross trans women to trans women uh everything in between yeah and it it is uh it's very drag you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i knew a bunch of drag queens back in uh chicago uh i was a i had some friends who were in the drag community and it's very very reminiscent of that to me right it's like the gender lines uh, are much less solid there than they are on like t- Twitter and yeah. Tumblr. You know what I mean? It, and it reminded me of uh, a, a. I was part of a like, uh, I think it was like a sex ed class, but um, it was uh, me, a lesbian, and her uh, partner who identified as a trans man. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was a, uh, like, talking about gender and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and it was it was interesting because at the time I was kind of like, well, if you're, 
or yes i i have had like i've thought about that conversation a lot because the trans man was like still wanted uh slash like believed that he had access to lesbian spaces Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and it's like oh right the 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 kind of firm lines that we draw around gender Mm -hmm. uh especially like kind of younger people i -hmm. guess um are yeah they're interesting because it's like oh yes he absolutely identifies as a man yes and also is still a lesbian yeah uh and holding those two things in your head at the same time is like oh yes it it makes much more sense when it's like no those those aren't contradictory yes um yeah it's like you don't i don't always feel like um they're in like online discourse especially i feel like there's not as much like water being held for the like the blurring of those lines you know because people want to be able to say i am a specific thing you know Mm -hmm. and be part of a community of people who are also that specific thing not have other people muddying the water of what they think that word means you know yeah and like you know i'm like talking broadly about arguments that have been happening for for fucking years on on twitter you know what i mean i'm not pulling specific stuff but uh so it's a little making up a guy to get mad at you know but well, uh i mean these things have also like they've existed not just for like years on twitter but like this is true decades and decades like you can find, I mean, all the stupid stuff about Mitch Fest and like, um, I don't know, if you, a couple, like a couple of months ago, my, my wife was reading like a, like a, a Dykes to Watch Out For compendium, mm-hmm. like an anthology. And you can see like if you, so Dykes to Watch Out For is like basically like a newspaper comic written by Alison Bechtel. Yes. Okay. Um, it is the Bechtel comic. I've read some yep. of this. Yeah, it's great. And there's a lot of stuff in there about like, f- like stuff from the 90s about like the, uh, the central character, like, you know, having like a, you know, a weird relationship to a transgender lesbian and like, mm-hmm. oh, bathroom, like, what are you, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable, like, fuck off. Um, mm-hmm. Or just like someone, you know, th- th- there's a lot of these same kinds of like terms and arguments that have existed like since the 90s, since the 80s, you know, in more transformed ways, like, you know, further, further back. Um, and I think that, like, you know, there's always a, te- there's this sort of, like, uh, tendency to, uh, like, think about your, like, I mean, this is sort of broader than just gender, but, like, self-knowledge as, like, uh, sort of a static kind of thing, like, I am X. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is a, I think, like, the, the sort of silly example is, like, astrology, right? Like, oh, I'm such a Virgo. And, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, you can mean a specific thing by that about, like, I have these static personality traits and that's part of that sort of, like, my self-understanding. And, like, I think there's, like, also, like, the word we're talking about is the sort of, like, not so much, like, necessarily a dynamic self-understanding, but a self-understanding is, like, a, a process. Yeah. Right. This is the, this is the masks thing, right? You're not, a, you're not a sole, singular, true person. Right, you're a nesting doll of experiences. Mm -hmm. Right, and like, you know, more about gender specifically, like, it's a very, you know, along with a lot of other things, it's this sort of complicated, like, at least in my experience, my experience of it is is basically like a, you know, a complicated and sometimes unstable, like, set of negotiations between, like, Mm -hmm. my body and, like, this external society and, like, you know my subjectivity like my inner self-understanding as a person and like there are like 
incongruities there and like you know there's friction at each of those sort of interfaces and like yeah. how you want to sort of negotiate each of these frictions at any given time can be informed by like you know whatever's going on in your life or past experience or like new things happening and i don't know so like yeah, yeah. it's like you never achieve your ideal self <laughs> you know no one does right and i mean i i don't even think that's like a real thing yes exactly yeah it's 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 a dream that people have that can, causes them to move forward and like mm -hmm. pursue something you know mm -hmm. and keeps you alive right there's like a set of like what, that's what makes it beautiful it's mm -hmm. the the art is in the doing not in the final product you know right there's like forces on your your on yourself that you feel that like drive you forward and you know they aren't they they might feel like they're pushing you towards something but there's no guarantee that it's going to be like a coherent thing that you can like you know hold in your hands or your heart as like a, a like a complete and like seamless entity yeah yeah and you end up in this place where it's like no one is exactly the same but also you're not that unique you know what i mean which is like a hard thought to hold in your head at the same time absolutely because a lot of people want to be singular and unique and like be like okay there's no one in the world like me which isn't true because there's so many people mm -hmm. and there's been so many people and then other people want to be i'm exactly like these other people and that's also not true because <laughs> right. your 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 personality and your selfhood is something that is not is unique you know yeah it's right. a, it's I mean, this like, fun like double blind catching thing right and we're all sort of a part of it is like we're all sort of like you know, drinking from the same social well, right? Like, yeah. to a certain extent. Like, we, we see different aspects of it, but, like, we all, we, you know, we, can, we all have access to similar, you know, segments of, like, the news of what's happening and, like, mm -hmm. hearing things about, you know, have you heard? There exists transgenderness. You can transgender if you want to. And, like, reacting in different ways based on our experiences. But, like, we're still sort of reacting to similar or released, like, correlated stimuli and, like, on the other hand, we see different angles of it. Yeah. 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 Great movie. <laughs> Such <Yeah>. a good <laughs> movie. Do we have any other like little little moments from the movie we want to talk about? I want to talk about the time that all of the uh, the film crew are in the room together and one of them whacks the TV really hard and it gets all fuzzy and everyone cheers. Yes. <laughs> they weren't trying to fix the TV, they were trying to make it worse. So they yeah. <laughs> what a great moment. Oh, like I was like, I was looking at the TV and it looked fine before he started fucking with it. I was like, well, it looks like it's already working. And then like, I was like, oh, oh they're trying to get it to wiggle. <laughs> that reminds me of when I was little, when we had a CRT, I, um, I remember like discovering that you could fuck up a CRT image with a magnet. Mm hmm. And, like, I remember holding, like, a magnet while I was watching something and watching, like, the colors just, like, change and, like, the lines distort because what's happening mm -hmm. is, like, it's sending, like, you know, it's a cathode ray. <laughs> it's And so mm -hmm. it's going to be affected. They're going to be diverted by a magnetic field. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is incredible. And eventually it kind of, like, it would, like, stay that way a little bit when I, like, moved it away and was like, oh, fuck, did I mess it up? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. I like the... the, the uh going on on ben's scene uh the the bit where they watch the movie and it's just like the same three clips over and over and over again and then and then it uh, like ends and one of them is just like i don't get it <laughs> you know someone's like well, what do you think because eddie's in the movie and eddie's like uh yeah i don't understand <laughs> do you want to do some weed <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, that's art movies. Did you like the uh, like the guy being like, "Oh yeah, I was uh, I was in Vietnam. I've been here ever since." And it's like, and you you see like this like picture of him like like uh-huh. as like part of like an ex uh, military thing. It's like, ooh, it's a little uh-huh. uh, yeah. It it's oof. a really interesting that like as at the same time that culture is kind of embracing the West, mm-hmm. he has a picture of what looks like him like holding up dead corpses uh-huh yeah uh of uh yeah of vietnamese soldiers presumably uh-huh um uh-huh. and so the, like there's there's at the same time that japan is embracing the west the west is kind of fetishizing asia mm-hmm. as a whole mm-hmm. and like that is yeah. certainly part of that interaction there yeah i mean yeah, getting yeah, the yeah. u.s out of japan has also been sort of a uh angle of the japanese left for a long time do you remember that little bit where like there's like a guy who comes in who's like was running from the police and she's like treats his wounds and then he goes on to extend a monologue about like imperialism yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. she's like well i don't think that violence is the answer and he's like sometimes you have to do violence in order to prevent more violence his monologue is so good because it's like you are always doing violence. You just have to pick where that is headed. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, even if even if you even if you want to sit it out, you are Im- implicitly then embracing state violence. Uh-huh. And the violence that the state is mm-hmm. using to yeah. uh its own ends. It's also a great bit that like he's beat up and, and she's bandaging his head and then he starts giving the speech and all of a sudden he's like standing proud and Yeah, like, it's he's, like a like, propaganda movie all of a sudden. It's so yeah. fun. Again, like formally fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> such a fun, it's, fun. Movie. It's so dynamic. Like I remember, I was talking to another friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Jasmine, who uh, was like, I was chatting about this for a long time after I watched it. Um, and like I remember saying, it, like it feels it's like a landscape of a movie, mm-hmm. right? Like there's so many little bits there that you can sort of like prod and poke and sort of turn over the rocks of and be like, oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff under here and like. It's like so hard to hold in your head all at once, but at yeah. the same time, mm-hmm. you sort of like too many you can sort of, at once. Yeah, you can like amble through in your mind's eye and be like, "Oh yeah, that weird thing that happened." And like the rose stamps, the yeah. the like the like interlude title card things that say sick shit. Yeah, <laughs> was it? Uh oh, I have this written down. The very first one is really great. Oh my god, yeah. It's um, I'm a wound and a blade, a victim and an executioner. <laughs> Right. Great line. When we were watching it in the launch party, I forget who it was. Somebody was saying, it's like, oh man, when I saw that, I keep thinking about Archer. <laughs> <laughs> if Archer was giving a, a, a speech about transgenderism instead of <laughs> about swords. I'm always oh, saying this. I am always saying this. Um, Archer should be giving speeches about transgenderism and teaching Shiro about the, the futility of uh-huh. cis masculinity. What you got, Fen? You look like you got something on your mind. Um, no, yeah, great movie. So fucking good. I need to watch this again. I meant to watch it again, like, last night, but, like, some other stuff came up. And, like, but, man, it's so good. 
after the like very obvious artificiality of all of the violence in the movie the mm-hmm. like sudden cut of eddie swinging the knife at her eye is so upsetting yes <laughs> it's so it's like, brutal it's not more realistic you know what i mean uh because it cuts but it cuts at the perfect spot that it's uh, it's not obvious how fake it is mm-hmm. you know as opposed to everything else lingers on also, the artificiality like mm-hmm. great props uh-huh um, yeah. the, like, of her the eye Eyes. Did. yeah the, like practical effects there oh it's really my good. god that's <laughs> really horrible it's one of those things that is like yes if you look really closely it's like oh i see what they're doing yeah but uh at a glance it's like oh this is deeply unsettling yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's so good there was some strobing parts that i had a hard time looking at i had to look away from but like you know that's that would also happen to me in Utena. <laughs> yeah, it's so. it's interesting how uh, oppressive both the soundscape and mm-hmm. visually it is at points. Mm-hmm. Um, of like, it it feels intentional that mm-hmm. kind of dialogue is mixed at a normal volume, and then there are sections where music is just blaring at yeah. you. Oh, absolutely. I had to turn it down at one point. It got way too loud. The circus music kicked up for one of the early times, and it was just, like, screaming at us. Mm-hmm. Like, was that the one where they're, like, somebody's, like, oh, shit, the cops, and it, like, plays the circus music while they're, like, hiding shit, Maybe. and they're, like, running I around? Do, yeah. that uh-huh. like, <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Great fucking movie. Watch it. Yeah, man. We have uh, the the like uh, the Blu-ray restoration that that got made a while back, and uh, oh, we sick. didn't watch any of the special stuff, extra stuff, but it looked fucking fantastic. Yeah, sweet. Oh, seeing it, in, seeing what I did of it in theaters. Uh, oh. what an experience! I wish I had been able to see the whole thing. Oh my god, I would fucking love to see that in theaters. That would be oh, so incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like enraptured by it, and I had to like I was in charge of opening for the day, so I had to go. And I was like, what if I just stayed a little longer? <laughs> Yeah, I would, you know, fuck opening. Fuck fuck a job. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Fuck a but... job. Well, I worked at the place they were showing the movie, so Yeah, no, fair enough. They would have got they would have I would I wouldn't even have been able to escape. They would have yanked uh, you out with that comedy bucks. like hook. It felt longer than it was. I was about to say it, it was feels it like felt like hours. a two hours. Yes. Yeah. It's almost two hours, right? hundred and f- yeah, so fifteen minutes short. Mm-hmm. One forty five. Mm-hmm. 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 We got any other uh, funeral? Oh, well, I did find out when when I looked it up that uh, Rose is slang for uh, like uh, like gay in the same way that pansy is. Oh, yeah. uh, Bara. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's where that comes from. Yes. Yes. I I kind of knew this, but uh, it is funny. It it is funny to like have that be like uh, 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 to like think about that. Yeah. I I had not really thought about it originally. The American, like, BL, like, you know, the American communities or the ang- yeah, the Anglophone communities that, like, consume Japanese BL media, you say bara and it means specifically, like, you know, hulky, sweaty dude yeah. with lots of hair. And, this is like, how I know it. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, oh, like, you know, it just means, like, you know, pansy or sissy or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because um, this is also where, like, apparently Yuri came from here because, like, um... You know, the like gay, gay men were referred to as like the like the Rose Clan or something like that, and uh, <laughs> the they were like, well, what would be the what would be lesbians then? And they were like, I guess the Lily Clan. Yep, yep. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, another great bit. The funeral for uh, Leda. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the the bit where they're uh, ta- being like, oh, she loved roses, which is a great double entendre with that. Mm-hmm. And also the detail that specifically she only liked artificial roses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only fake roses. Really wonderful. Yeah, no, that's such a good bit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yes. Fucking cinema. That's fucking Kino, baby. <sighs> Anyone else? We're wrapping up. How long did we go on that? Almost like uh, 40 we're at minutes. 111. Yeah, but that's not that bad. Yeah. I less mean, than an hour. Yeah. We've, we've been, rec- we've been, I think we started like at like, uh, what, like 30 minutes in or something like that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it's been about 40 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, not at all. Not yeah. at all long. That's kind of a, like, uh, movies like this, you can't... It's hard to talk about. The the plot description is not going to get it yeah. for you. You're, yeah. you're going you, you're gonna to listen to the discussion be like, this sounds interesting or I don't get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you just have to watch it. I feel... Yeah, uh, you just gotta you just gotta watch it. There and are listen to the discussion and be like, okay, here's the things I think in mm-hmm. my head. You know, there are some things that we talk about here that I'm like, this is really good, and also it's kind of a commitment. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Yamasusu is the one that's coming to mind right now. Uh-huh. Is like that's a lot. There's a lot of that, and the first season isn't very good, but you still kind of have to watch it, and then uh seasons two and three are really really good and season four is mixed um uh but like there's so much there that you have to get through and also you kind of have to be into like moe club media um or like hobby anime so but this is like you should just watch this yeah (laughs) it's 105 minutes that's nothing (laughs) just watch the movie just watch the movie it's so good I don't know where you can watch it. Where can you watch it? Great question. Very carefully. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. oh, wink, wink. Pure-hearted gay boys can find it. Wadi <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, is so good. <laughs> uh-huh. I've been rereading Wadi Yuri. We'll I'll talk. We'll talk about it at some point. Oh man. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. I got to the I, uh, the the single best panel in all of Watayuri last night again, which is uh, the like Hime imagining uh, Yano saying my blade of self expression <laughs> about her outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm up on uh, Watayuri again. I was sort of shaky on it for a while, and I'm wrapping it around. Yeah, I'm interested how I'll... I probably should have waited till the anime was over to start up on it again, but uh you know i heard that the current arc was kind of uh uh coming towards an end and i wanted to catch up yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's so unclear if uh the the current arc ending means that the manga is going to head towards the conclusion or if it's going to pick another set of characters to focus on mm-hmm. uh nina's gotten some time but she could use a she could use a fucking break Shouts to Nene. Give an arc where Nene goes on fucking vacation and just gets laid. Like, come on. <laughs> Shout outs. Nene, yeah. 
Nene deserves a pay raise. I don't know how much she makes. Uh, not enough. Someone, not based enough. on the based on the the like uh, contract that Hime signs in the anime, someone was like, "Oh, they're actually getting paid like pretty decently." They are actors. I fucking hope so. But I will say, this is that is such a place. Like I I've worked at places like this where it's like, oh yeah, I love the job. You know, the pay's okay. Um. It's so stressful. It is so <laughs> stressful. Oh my god, it's so stressful. But you know, I really love the people who work there, so I'm gonna stick uh-huh. it out. And mm-hmm. you can like feel your mental health deteriorating every time you go in, but you yeah. still go. It's that kind of place. It yeah. also, also, someone said that based on a couple of receipts that we see, they could totally like that could be a viable business in Tokyo. That's very funny, especially because all of the food is they like frozen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they, yeah, one of the things that they said was like, manga cafes will do either drink or pay by the hour mm-hmm. um, or pay by the 15 minute chunk, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is something that they could also do. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm ordering food and then I want to hang out for a little while yeah. and so I'm going to, yeah, pay for 15 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, all right. We got to talk about the other thing. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about Hollow Ataraxia. Before we do that, would it be okay to talk a, a little bit about um, the this book that I read about Japanese archery? Oh, oh yeah. The, 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 what is it called? Kudo. Yeah, so the book is called uh, Shots in the Dark by, uh, what is it? I think it's Yamada Shoji. Yeah, you've mentioned this book before. I don't know if you've mentioned it on pod, but. Yeah, yeah, no, um. Yeah, no, so it was like, we asked him in the Discord, was talking about, like, how much of the stuff about archery um, that, like, Shiro and Archer are talking about in Stay Night is, like, something that is, you know, would be comprehensible to a sort of, uh, sort of an average Japanese reader, and how much of it is, like, Nasu going wild with, uh, like, Chunibyo, um, specifically <laughs> uh-huh. for Fate Stay Night. Um, and, like, because I'd, I'd seen, like, I'd heard, like, talking about, like, zen archery before and i like didn't mm-hmm. so i knew that there was like that concept existed but i didn't really know much about like the history and like how much was like common knowledge so i was a little bit curious i did a little bit of research and i found this book and this is sort of like um it's very accessible like it's technically a scholarly book but it's also sort of definitely aimed at sort of a lay audience mm-hmm. um because it's also one of these like sort of interdisciplinary studies and um it's called like i said shots in the dark japan zen in the west um it came out in the u.s uh, translated by Earl Hartman in uh, 2011. Um, and a big part of it is mostly like a bunch of, it's like a compilation of a bunch of papers written by the author, the Japanese author Shoji Yamada. Uh, and one of the things is that it, that it does among, so it has sort of two topics. One is um, uh, Japanese archery, Kudo specifically, um, as opposed to like a sort of sport archery. Uh, and the other is... Uh, the idea of, like, the Zen rock garden, which I'm not going to talk about as much because there's not any of that in uh, Fate Stay Night. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the it goes into a little bit of history at the beginning, um, talking about, like, Kyudo as it exists is sort of, like, comes from a couple different kinds of archery, but mostly, like, temple archery, which is sort of, like, a, like a noble pursuit and, like, involves sort of, like, you know, something that you would do at a specific temple... And wasn't really, like, something that you would do, like, as part of war. So it wasn't, like, horseback archery or, like, foot soldier archery. Um, and 
one of the things that is notable is that it traces the um the the sort of tradition of like you know what we would call today or what is called, sort of called today's like Zen archery or kudo as uh back to this very specific uh person and I'm going to uh all right so I'm gonna double check something because I have some notes here um uh and so I well I'm, the the name of the person is escaping me right now but um basically there was this one person who was uh, ended up being sort of like a split off from the normal tradition of like the sort of like uh, Q, you know, archery, sport archery, sort of training archery, uh, and was like also like associated with the Zen lineage, but not actually part of a, uh, not actually like ordained in the same normal way, and was considered sort of an unusual character in. And at the at the time, there were a lot of people who were sort of involved in both Zen and archery who were like, "Who is this guy? What what the fuck is his problem?" Why is he so weird? Mm. Um, but what ended up happening is that uh, a uh, a German who was there at the time, because of this sort of like early 20th century cultural exchange between Japan and the West and uh, Germany in particular, which I'm going to get into a little bit later. Um, you have uh, a whole dissertation prepared, don't you? Oh, no, no, I'm not going to waste too, too much time. I just want to straight <laughs> I'm just it. kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, that's that's just so much a, like, I'm giving a pr- my, my master's thesis presentation. I know, I'm sorry. I have a bunch of ticks like this. It's uh, something that I've picked up. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, so basically there's a lot of, like, uh, the, the interaction between... Um, uh, the the German and uh, this guy who had sort of started his own school of archery, um, basically, uh, like they didn't the 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 archer didn't really speak any German, and the German guy didn't really speak any Japanese, and they were their sort of interaction was mediated by some other guy. Um, and so there was a lot of like uh basically miscommunication. And so like there are things about like so the there's a lot of like sort of very like uh, you know pity sounding quotes that were like if you go back and talk to like one of the people who was uh oh yeah Awa uh, Awa Kenzo is the the archer and the German was uh Eugen Herigel. Um and there was like issues basically the translation between them was unreliable and there's a very fun part about the translator at one point um under hearing something that uh Awa was saying thinking to himself that doesn't make any sense i'm just not going to translate this and the <laughs> german guy saying like what did he say and the translator going like oh he was just reiterating the basics it's fine <laughs> um and anyway, so what ended up happening is that this German guy went and then wrote a book in German to the German press about, uh, like, how cool and uh, sort of, like, deeply and mis- deep and mystical Japanese archery is, having sort of come across this sort of, like, you know, ha- having had been miscommunicated to. It got very popular in Germany, sort of in the run-up to World War II. Um... And this guy was actually ended up being uh, seeking a, seeing a certain amount of academic excess during the Second World War, which you know the the author comments on, uh, and you know 
there is this guy was not prosecuted as uh, or he he was not found to be like uh, enough of a Nazi to get like to lose his position afterwards. But like the there are always questions here. Um, a touch of the Nazi to him. Yeah, a little, a little, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so then what ended up happening is that, like, after the war, there was this sort of, you know, and especially during, like, the economic miracle, the Japanese economic miracle, um, there was this, you know, sense of, like, well, what is Japan, if, like, from the West? Like, how do we understand what, what they're doing over there? And so you have this sort of, like, set of people who are like like dt suzuki who are promoting zen as like a way of like for the west to understand what's happening in japan as like and also sort of as like a way to sort of build out their career as you know the the experts on this topic and then you have you also have sort of westerners like alan watts sort of taking this up on their own and then what ends up happening is that like in japan you see um this as what ends up happening is that the there's a sense of like oh this is something that is like a uh, a way that the West is understanding our culture in a way that is sort of flattering and it getting re-imported back in uh, as like a you know a, a way to sort of interpret one you know the the like the Japanese success overseas and becoming like a world power in this like sort of new way. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you'll end up seeing, like, and so to a certain extent, there's this sort of, like, uh, there is a sense in which, like, because like, I think that there's actually the statement of, like, oh, if you, if, when you're shooting an arrow, you're actually shooting yourself, right? Like, that is actually just in this book almost verbatim. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and so... A lot of the stuff that Shiro and Archer are talking about, about like, you know, killing yourself with a bow and all that other stuff is something that I think would be, you know, would be uh, accessible to a Japanese reader at the time. Um, But it does have this sort of like, you know, cultural re-importation thing um, that I thought was very interesting. Um, it's very, it's very Shiro and very Archer, right? Because it is actually, it's very, right? It's very thematically it's like, appropriate. It's not a standalone complex, but it's kind of a standalone complex. It's right. Like a, like a copy without an original, you know what mm. I mean? Right. Uh, it's very funny very for like Shiro. Archer as like a faker or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I recommend the we book. We do have to watch Ghost in the Shell at some point, fans. So yeah. You understand what I mean. Oh, <laughs> you've got to watch Ghost in the Shell. I've seen the, I've seen the movie long long ago i also saw the movie long long ago but i've watched uh, i'm talking about the series but we do should we should also watch the movie yes yeah anyway the book is cool um there is you know the this sort of like zen archery conception does exist but it has a sort of weird cultural history it's accessible i recommend it it's called shots in the dark by uh shoji yamada um, Another time. thing that makes sense to me about this is Nasu's definitely got like an interest in Germany. So the fact that this is like uh, like a German cultural exchange thing makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I, the other thing is that I don't think this is unique to Nasu. No, of course not. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's so- it sounds like it uh, it uh, hit it big as an idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, for a lot of reasons that you can you can dig into however you like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've just been. Uh, there's a lot of German in <laughs> in Hollow Ataraxia, so I've been thinking about this again. 
There's some German in Holodraxia. I mean, we also get it from Evangelion, right? Because, like, yes, Nasu loves awesome. himself in some Eva. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah, sorry for the diversion. I just thought that might be, like... It is It is relevant. It is interesting. Yeah. I did. I do remember when Shiro said the line saying that he sounds like a huge dork and this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm being ungenerous, but uh, uh, it's, not, it's not my scene, certainly. Yeah. I'm not a meditation person, I guess, is what it comes down to. Mm. So I'm like, you're meditating? Loser. I am culturally a, a meditation person. I am um, oh, from... Yeah. At least in part, a, a chakra-oriented household. Mm. I was. I've about, never been I, to I am like my life. They're like uh, one degree away from being a Kudo person. <laughs> For me, like I went through a Zen Buddhism phase, and when I was like in my early twenties, as like a uh, you know the way you, you know a Catholic one, you know. Corresponding to my Catholic upbringing, I sort of mm-hmm. went through a Carl Sagan atheism thing, which, you know, I still mm-hmm. sort of retain a little bit of. Um, and so the parallel for my, like, uh, I'll say sort of, uh, I don't know, spiritualist yoga upbringing uh, was like a Zen Buddhist like reaction to that. I had in a my great early uncle 20s. who was a Buddhist, I guess. What's that? I, didn't, I had a great uncle who was a Buddhist, I guess. Uh, but uh, me, I love worldly desires. I will never be free of the cycle of samsara. I am trapped. <laughs> My soul is weighed down by gravity really hard. Oh yeah, I mean, same. I'm not really. I don't really do that that much anymore. But like, <laughs> it was. Uh, it's something that I I have is like sort of in my, you know, in my history there in that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Ataraxia 
is a game that we're <laughs> playing. That bad, okay, huh? Warren, this is gonna be this is gonna be fascinating. Fen is lower on this than me. I I don't huh yeah. I would love to. Uh, do you want to talk about like general vibes first, or like as we go? This is uh, Fate, Fate Hollow Ataraxy is exactly what I thought it was going to be, which is it's Kigetsu Toya but better. Yeah, and about Fate. Okay. Yeah, this is unsurprising. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, Happy to hear. For it. me, Hollow Ataraxia, the the plot, the plot is much more interesting than Kigetsu Toya's plot, and I like it. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. And the hangouts are generally much higher quality. Uh, but, and this is a perpetual problem that was going to continue to haunt me for the entirety of this podcast, I don't come to fate to watch people hang out and make food. Yeah, that's going to be... <laughs> this is, is going to be a perpetual problem that I have whenever I touch anything that is not mainline fate, where I'm like, I click on a picture of Sakura, and I'm like, oh, I really hope this isn't her making lunch again. It's Sakura making lunch again. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is this is this is a personal problem though. I don't think that I, I I'm I'm trying to give this game uh breathing room in a way that I think uh, uh, towards the end of Fate Stay Night I was so sick of Fate Stay Night's bullshit that I was not being very generous. I I appreciate the uh the endless well of your your generosity here. Yes. I'm not having a bad time. I'm having a good time. Uh, I guess is what I'll say. But the the hit rate of jokes is higher than Kagetsu Toya. But it's not like I'm not like loving every second of this. I am kind of buttoning through a lot of stuff, being like, "Yep, I understand. I know they're going to make a fish." Oh, see, I'm not a food person. I I had zero expectations about Hollow Ataraxia going in. Yeah. So Except you had a great like, time. This is the Tsukihime experience for me, is being like, this is going to suck, and then uh, having no expecta negative expectations and then liking it a lot. Yeah, I mean, basically all that happened was, like, my friend who got me into Stay Night was like, hey, check out Holodoraxia. It's good. And I was like, all right, whatever. I, you know, hit rate of one so far, so I'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And then, to me, Holodoraxia is, like, the, the icing on the cake. Yeah. Right? Like, it's the victory lap. Yeah. Um... I I, I really liked all of the fate hangouts, um, and I like like more rider. I like more air lancer. I like more caster. Mm -hmm. They're a lot of fun. I like caster having... coming up on like unexpectedly high for me in this uh, run of uh, mm -hmm. of things. Now you can understand where like my situation in stay night. I still can't stand her husband. That's fine. But Look, uh... I, I understand. I I have absolute sympathy for for a misinterest. Right? Like, uh -huh. don't worry, outs. Ben. Uh, Shiro is this close to NTR. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, let me tell you about another boy that I do not care for. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's the difficulty. Um. Yeah. No. So yeah. I really liked At Hollow Directio when I went through it the first time, and I was like. I really enjoyed basically everything about it. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Um, so I think, he, uh, but I didn't have people, you know, I had never had anybody tell me like, this is the best thing I've ever seen, which I think both of you have been, have experienced. I've heard this a lot and did not believe it for a second. Uh, right. Ba basically from the very beginning, especially because I had played Kagetsu Toya before right. uh, people started saying this to me. Uh, I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> No, it's not. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it, but it's not mm -hmm. going to be the thing that you think it is right. for me. I've been trying to do, like, 
I don't know if this is damage control. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like expectation management. Like I like Hollow Knight Axie a lot, but it, this is because it is like hitting me and like I I am like enjoy all of the stuff that it is doing. Right. Um, and I don't think I sort of expected both of you to be sort of like middling to like maybe you know pleasantly surprised or sort of annoyed. I will say, friend friend of the pod, Kimmy Catherine, Catherine, who was on last episode, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, was right in did correctly peg me as enjoying Bazette and Avenger more than Shiro, <laughs> uh, their dynamic. So I am enjoying that. It's fun. Okay, Bazette is fun. Tell us, tell us some of your thoughts about this, please. I would be so. I may be lower than Ben on it right now. I would be way higher on it if we weren't playing it for podcast, I think. This is another thing, is these kinds of games are not super compatible with playing it quickly for a podcast. Yeah. Especially because the Hangout stuff, you can only talk about so much on a podcast. So you need to get to the meaty stuff, or it's going to be a boring episode. Yes. Um, It is a mix of unfortunately the way my brain works means that i am like well of course i have to see all the scenes mm-hmm. even if we weren't doing this for a podcast i would like exhaustively go through and be like i don't like you very much but i'm gonna sit through this scene i would also do this um i did this and so, and so yeah if i was able to be like oh cool another makadera scene i'm gonna just skip this one uh I, I would like it more, and uh, although I do like the track and field club together, I just... They usually show up all together yeah. when you see one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Makadera is just exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, Baby Taiga, you mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, like, the end, last night, I had a headache, and I was like, I have so much of this to get through. I just have to, like, read so many scenes. We made the fool's gambit of trying to do all of the side scenes up and up. Some of them are good is the problem. Yeah, we didn't. We weren't like, okay, we'll hit what we hit. And then we'll like the way that this is intended to go is you kind of wander and you play what you want of those. But we tried to do everything available to us up to the third uh, Bazette scene, which is just a lot of content. Right. I mean, this is the way that I played it the first time, but I was also not under time pressure. Yes. Yeah. And so it was like last night I had a headache and I was like, I just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired. I The last thing in the world I want to do is read a VN. I want to curl up in bed and then like, you know, in 20 minutes I'm going to fall asleep and it's going to be pleasant. I'm going to wake up well rested and be like, hell yeah, time to face the day. Mm-hmm. And instead I have to play this godforsaken game. Um, ben was very cranky last night. I'm so sorry. Morning, but... I like, I was thinking about like trying to figure out a way to be like, okay, we'll get past the second bat- the set scene and then like try and do how do what we do because i didn't know how long it would take to get to the third one Mm -hmm. but like yeah i don't know how easy it is to coordinate that at all uh and and yeah yeah so it's like the time pressure it's if i was picking away at it a little bit per day Mm -hmm. and not like okay time to go through like four sakura scenes in a row i guess Uh uh-huh um 
I think I would like it more. Yeah, that's um, fair. I probably would too. Like, you know, again, it's not that I dislike this kind of thing. It's just mm-hmm. not never going to be like five stars for me, I guess, if that this makes is, sense. Yeah, this totally. is the other thing is that if I want Moe, I have plenty of places. Gay Moe. You can go get gay Moe. Uh, yeah. And we have gay Moe at home. I am also like gay or straight. I have a aversion to harems. Mm. I just don't like it when every character is horny for the protagonist. And to be, there are a couple who aren't. Mm. Uh, notably Ryder. Ryder is really the the yeah. one. Mm. I mean, um, I feel like there's a lot of like there's a lot of like marginality here. Right? Like, I, I've heard people say, like, I remember seeing, like, Olivia posting about Caster, and I was like, I did not see that at all. Like, I, I just read that as, like, Caster being threatening for fun. Mm. Like, um, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, I, I, in a certain about context, Caster I'm like, okay, I see what you mean. Shiro. What's that? Uh-huh. Uh, about Caster having chemistry with Shiro. Right, yeah. Or, or, like, the like the track and field club. One of the ones that I just did before we, we started was, like, they were all sort of joking about, like, ah, ha, ha, Shiro has a crush on you. And everyone is like, oh, my God, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, They're all blushing, though. <laughs> well, I would be embarrassed, though, too, if somebody was, like, saying that shit to me. Yeah, I guess it's... it's I am... Harems make me hyper aware of who the audience is supposed to be. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and it's like, I can't, yes, I can't put aside the fact that I am, I, I, they make me aware that I am being pandered to and that I'm supposed to look at this and go, hell yeah, that's the girl and she's horny for me. Ha ha ha. This is a problem inherent to the genre that Fate's Day Night and Tsukihime is already operating in, right? Like, this is a thing. Men don't intrude on Shiro's house. Women do. You know what I mean? Like, men don't get to go in the walled garden where Shiro lives with a bunch of beautiful women. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, men don't intrude on uh, the mansion in Tsukihime. When they do, it's horrible, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think the difference... say doesn't get to hang out at the house. The thing... Right. And I do... Yes, I do have problems with that structure. Yeah. But uh, the the two saving graces of Stay Night for me are one, Rin is bi as hell, <laughs> uh, and two, that uh, the focus, the route structure lends the game a focus that I yeah. really enjoy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That is like, okay, Saber's still around. Maybe she still has some feelings for Shiro. She's not that the focus, th- their romance is not the focus yeah. of this rap. Or uh-huh. the, the feelings that these people do have for Shiro are twisted into something else. Mm-hmm. In that route, you know, yeah. And into pain. Um, it's but, not, it's not jumping from scene to scene to scene to scene where it's like, now this girl's turn to like, to try and kind of like Shiro blush and like sidle up to Shiro and. No, absolutely. It's like even if even if uh, they're not a romantic interest, Ryder might still fuck Shiro. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that kind of the, game. Okay, that scene is very funny. Are you talking about the one where she like wants the bicycle? The scene. Yes, it was a funny <laughs> scene, all things considered. Uh, but yeah, uh, amping up the romantic comedy mm-hmm. of, of the Fate Stay Night uh, amps up this like harem vibe. I I, I, I agree with you there. Not to call out Olivia or anything, but. Uh, the ways in which Olivia likes this game has convinced me that I should not play Muff Love. 
<laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely understand what you mean. Um, it's very like Tenshi Muyo. What's that? Oh, is that? This is one of these like this is an old like tsunami show. Um, it's like a harem comedy, very, but a very special boy, um, mm. and all of his like space alien wives. Um, mm. stay, I missed this completely. It's this fine. Is. It's whatever. It's not like Fate Stay Night and Hollow Anorexia are actually a lot more muted than that yeah. is because they're all talking about oh, how much yeah. they're going to marry him. Um, yeah, and Hollow Anorexia is a lot more like. And Face Day Night certainly is a lot more like there's like a in in Stay Night obviously there's like oh there's a romance with a specific person in each route and this is something something that Fen was talking about in a way that like yeah that sort of diverts a little bit of attention from the fact that it's sort of a harem thing but at the end of the day like it is that um, mm-hmm. but like Holodraxia does sort of it recedes into this space that Kagetsu Toya did where like our who is actually like what is Shiro's relationship with any of these people. It's sort of like it turns into perpetually yeah, up in the air, yeah, yeah, and like that gets sort of like well, represented in like the sort of the formal structure and like the the diegetic, you know, nature of whatever the problem ends up being. We can talk about that when we get to like the the plot of both the day and the night like yeah. sides. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about like stay night, for instance, is that Mrs. Zuri is not horny for Shiro, even when she does show up. She doesn't feel like, horny to Shiro for Shiro in this. I, she yeah, doesn't like ask him out. Again, this but... is the this is the there are there most of the time I like a lot of the characters in this game. Mm-hmm. And then there are scenes where it's like, oh, and now this character is down bad. Uh-huh. Or at least you get to go on a date with them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the it's the fantasy being yeah. sold. It's a fan disc. It's, right. Yeah, you, it's you have to throw a bone to like the the boys who like Mitsuzuri. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or you don't have to. The, Nasu Nasu is throwing bones to as many people as can catch him in their mouth. Right. The, <laughs> the first thing that I did when booting up the game is went to the Tosaka Shrine. I did not do that. And I was immediately. My first note is, uh, "This really is a fan disc in the mode of Kagetsu Toya." Yeah. Mm, what is it? What is in there? Um, you can buy fortunes, mm-hmm. and you can buy like wall or yeah character concept art mm-hmm. there's a miko saver that i was like oh miko, miko saver and rin and archer in uh in like i don't remember what archer's wearing but rin's wearing a miko outfit archer is like in a um, big weird hakama with like one of those funny hats yeah. oh yes yeah uh chat about um uh like the the concept of the dojo and like rin's making jokes about being money hungry and uh and then also like explain the mechanics where like you can get a fortune and as you progress through the game you'll get more money to buy character concept art and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah wallpapers have made a comeback i do like wallpapers Uh i've got a wallpaper oh i can't say her name i've got a mysterious white-haired girl <laughs> and put a marker down oh, yeah. Yeah. uh as my background on my computer uh it doesn't work by the way uh, the set as wallpaper button is broken <laughs> it worked for me it did not work for me it deleted my wallpaper wow <laughs> and that's it so i had to like screenshot it oh that's interesting oh uh this is also an important fact about kagetsu or about uh hollow ataraxia i am playing it windowed I'm back to window. Yeah. It uh it broke my computer when I tried to play it full screen, so I gave up. Yeah, I had to like 
when I was doing this originally, I had to, like, I only had my laptop screen, and when I tried to blow it up, it, like, stretched to yeah. the aspect ratio of my laptop, and it looks really bad. So I de- determined that, like, now that I'm using it, playing it on, like, my, my monitor, I can actually set the monitor in such a way that it will, like, uh, like full screen in a way that re- maintains the aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. But since I'm taking notes, uh, that, it, like, doesn't really work in the same way, so... It uh, it turned my one screen black, uh, okay. and I could not access it even to shrink the it back down oh. to regular size uh, for about twenty minutes. That's very. Uh, and I was like, I uh, and then it then it started working, but was stretched out, and I was like, I'm just not gonna do this. I'm just gonna play it small. This is fascinating. It is it just bigger works. than it is bigger than Tsukihime was, which is fun. Yeah. Um, it just worked for me. Didn't it? Oh, it's, fancy. It maintains its 4-3 aspect ratio playing it on a 3-2 screen. I had a lot of problems Wouldn't getting it running. Uh, yeah. You did not have because of your magic com- uh, weeb computer. <laughs> so this is this is the thing about having played uh, fan translated VNs in the early aughts is like, oh yeah, of course you would always set your locale to Japanese <laughs> so that you can Yeah, where did you even, you got it, you're like writing in like a, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this you're running like an ISO or something, right? Like, I didn't even know where I would get that. I just went on Beast Slayer and got the most recent thing that they had there. Oh. Um. It's all Fen. Fen, Fen is our technical advisor. Yeah. I just, like, installed from an <laughs> ISO and then applied the patch, which is clicking and dragging a bunch of files into a folder. Yep. And then it worked. Um. Should we talk about... Should we start doing... Yeah, let's, we let's start do the prologue. This is fantastic. Filtered photo backgrounds are back! I knew you guys would love this. I was on uh, like on top of the world during this bit. It's so good, um, is the thing. Yeah, it's like firing on all cylinders, am, like immediately. I am so jealous of Mr. A. What? What, do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking okay. about? Okay, <laughs> one okay. second. <laughs> Sure, his life sucks, <laughs> but but he has a pretty nice apartment for less than a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's true. That is a sick apartment, and it's for very cheap. <laughs> and his parents are paying for it for him. So, in in New York City, you'd be paying ten times this for an apartment that still killed you. <laughs> it would be smaller. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We open on a shot of the moon that is on a black background, not a blue background, so you know this isn't Tsukihime. Mm-hmm. This is a ghost story, which is very fun. Uh, it is operating in a very different mode than much of uh, Stay Night does. We get a, we get, we're hearing a story of a man named A-san, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. A. He is a student. He's 20 years uh, old. He's living somewhere in Fuyuki, uh, in, uh, in the Shinto uh, part of Fuyuki. He doesn't like people, and he's got some bad neighbors. Uh, and by bad neighbors, I mean there's a little girl who's being abused and like beaten by her family, and he knows all about this and is pretending not to notice it. Yes. Rough. Bad on, bad on you, Mr. A. Uh, this is, there's filtered photo backgrounds that have like this great, eerie, like active fuzz static effect mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. really great really love this stuff uh, a lot of good effects it is also 
I'm glad that we did K&K before this, because this is just K&K 5. <laughs> it is also a little bit of a K&K. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, I shouted when I saw pigeons in one of the backgrounds. I love pigeons. Shoutouts to pigeons. Um, right. So, one day, some shit finally goes down. Uh, he hears people like screaming and all this like ruckus in the room uh, uh, on the other room on the floor. It's like uh, two apartments per floor. So he's the only one who could hear this. Um, and then the next day he ignores it. The next day he finds out that the mother killed the father, attacked the daughter and then kill, uh, killed herself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the daughter has gone missing. They have not found the body. Uh, there was like a trail of blood to the elevator, but she did not take the elevator down. She seems to have just disappeared. Now, Aeson, Mr. A, knows that this is because the girl was too small to reach the buttons. No, it's not that she was too small. Her hands are, it's, her arms are. It's, uh, her shoulder was broken. Yes, right. She so can't. She couldn't uh, reach up to. So she would always ask him to let her yeah. up and down. Uh, and uh, did, did she knock on his door that night too? And yes, he, ignored so he heard it? a knocking and just ignored it. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. He turned up the volume on the TV uh, a couple notches. Well, I was like, oh man, you're so dead. <laughs> I really don't feel, I like, I know this is a complicated situation and it's intimidating to reach out to people around you, but also, man, that baby died. <laughs> yeah. Um, He is being haunted. <laughs> Someone is knocking on his door every night. He, like, looks out the peephole one night and, like, sees the edge of, like, a red hood like the girl used to have. Uh, but he can't actually see what's down there. Oh, this is another thing. He has, like, a long hallway to his door with no lights down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is great. Great bit. Anyway. One day he gets fed up. He opens the door. No one's there. And he's like, oh, thank God, I'm just being crazy. Like, this is, it's all going to stop now. And he turns around and silhouetted against the like light from his apartment into the dark hallway is the figure of a girl wearing a red hood. Ah, uh, great, great ghost story shit here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and then uh, she gets him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it ends. Mm-hmm. Because this is a ghost story that Ayako is telling uh, at like a track and field meet. Uh, it was training camp at the temple. It's so fun. This is such a great. Yeah. The production value for this scene is so much higher. And like this is something that the characters comment on, mm-hmm. which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, they like comment on like her, like, like the way she tells the story is too realistic. Yeah, yes. the Kayede is like, it's too realistic, there's too many effects, and it went on way too long. What the fuck? <laughs> it is so fun that, like, as soon as... There are there are horror sections of Stay Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the end of Fate and Heaven's Feel largely, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so fun that, like, this is more in the uh, Tsukihime, which is, like, urban horror rather than the like more fantastical horror of Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. heaven's feel especially i think Mm -hmm. the 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 end of end of fate it's small scale horror Mm -hmm. but it's um, not like there's an army of shadow octopuses on every corner which is something that much of hollow ataraxia is operating in it's like there is a monster. Yeah. There is something here. You do uh-huh. not understand what it is. And it's so horrible. much of it is the dread of something is going to happen. 
Yes. Uh, Love that shit. And so much of yeah, the horror in in Holodraxia is something happened. Some, someone someone is being torn apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh great. It's just a really fun mode to be in. Uh and it's, then yeah. and then the it breaks and is like okay and now we're back to the state night characters you're in Shiro's perspective and I was still having a great time yeah it was fun mm-hmm. I did boo a little bit uh, Shiro is here I guess <laughs> is my note this is, and you're even the Shiro defender and you're like boo Shiro um, it would have been great if we were in Rin's perspective just for this since it was a training group for the girls yeah. but uh, <laughs> this is really the thing is like yeah I wish more stuff could take place outside of the protagonist's perspective. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, looking forward to other things where that happens more. Mm-hmm. Fen knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Mahotsukai no Yoru. Yeah. <laughs> He's very good. Turns out. Um, yeah, I don't know. What um, do you guys think about this little, like, section after, like, where they're, they're telling each other ghost stories? This is great. Himuro sounds like she's 37. It's so funny. I, I like Himuro she a lot. so much older than the rest of her crew. She's extremely... Uh, what is her name from uh, Nichijo? Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, the thing is, Himuro is a lot more, like, aggressive and assertive. Yeah, but she she is kind of filling the same role the of... The, yeah. like, the prankster girl. Um... My. My. my okay i wanted to say my and i didn't want to wait am i wrong no i am right no you're right no i'm wrong what yes because it's mio and uh, yuko and then my. yeah it's mine sorry i just had to like uh, uh yeah she she feels like of a piece with my uh like yeah. tweaked for to fit in with this cast yeah. but mm-hmm. she's a little nasty <laughs> yeah <laughs> The other girls in in the party are very uh are very innocent of those three. You know what I mean? Yes, there is uh boisterous uh doesn't know what the sex is and hates girl, it. You know, um and Rin is also nominally part of their party, but she's not here for any of those. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm sure uh, we'll get Rin content at some. Point. And then you will get Rin content at some point. Yeah, who's not actually guy? The but oh the one who like uh uh kind of was crushing on Rin during yeah. uh Fate's Day. Oh Ayako. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. Oh Yukika. Yeah, no, sorry, no. sorry, sorry, yes. sorry. Now okay. Yes. The the small one the small yeah. one, not really that guy. Ayako, there's some real lesbian overtones happening with that girl. Yes. Have you yes. seen her pants? Yes. Those are lesbians' pants. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And then she gets hit on by Lancer and is blushing. Ayako gets hit on by Lancer? Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, did you not see I did that not scene? See the scene? No. And then like uh, Ryder shows up and is like her, the strongest reaction that I've ever seen Ayako have about anything was when Shiro said, mentioned Ryder to her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Okay. I was like, oh hell yeah. Ryder okay, Ryder is absolutely a lesbian in this. Yes. She's like, Shiro, I will sell you my body for this bicycle. <laughs> I Shiro, I need this bicycle. I need it to impress the bitches in town. Right. Um and unfortunately it turns out Ryder is a comically uh predatory lesbian who chases around Ayako. Yeah. Now, she is a monster. <laughs> in her defense, she's Medusa. Yeah. That's not surprising. Yeah, I like Ryder is definitely like 
she will try like she knows she is attractive and will like the, like the thing with Shiro, but it is never no at no point is anybody I think ever get the impression that Ryder is actually infatuated with Shiro at all. No, no, no. no. Well, okay, there are some Sakura scenes where Sakura gets jealous, but right? Yeah, but that's Sakura not the same thing. Is, like weird about them. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I do like Ryder's like she is extremely like Sakura's wing woman. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's like a devoted butler. Like I'm going, to, I'm here. Like there are definitely times where like I remember there's one scene where like. Shiro is like talking to like Sakura and someone else, and like Ryder shows up and just like glares at him from the background. Yeah, is that when Sakura and Castor are hanging? Oh, out? maybe. Yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah, where that like where we we get a reference to uh, Miss Perfect Tono-san from the Rival Girls Academy. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Let, let's oh, continue. Sorry. Yes. Uh, let's see. So it's the it's the the track and field girls, Rin's friends. It's Shiro. It's uh, Issei. It's uh, Mitsuzuri, the Ayako, the the archery club captain. It's yep. Sakura. Yep. Is there anyone else? I think that's everyone. And then the adults, right? Like Taiga is there, and Kuzuki Taiga's is there. asleep, but oh, she's right. there, and uh, Kuzuki, yes, is mm-hmm. yeah. is filling in for her. Chaperone. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, there's a, there's a funny bit where uh, Ayako is like, oh, Sakura should tell a story. She's scary, right? And she's like, oh, I'm not scary. Who told you that, by the way? And like, the candle like almost goes out when she says that. That was pretty yeah. cool. Rin sort of tells her, like, you gotta, like, you gotta chill sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's ghost stories about Rin's house being haunted, which is pretty funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, there are all the little uh, Ghost stories about Ilya's stupid fucking castle in the woods. Yep. So all of the stuff that they mention is stuff that happens in Fate Stay Night. So like this, the red figure on top of the center building is, um, mm-hmm. you know, Rin standing there. That's yep. when Shiro notices yep. her. Um, the huge string-like thing in the sky, I think, is a reference to mm-hmm. when oh. Ryder and Saber are fighting on top of the building. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's uh-huh, uh-huh. the cavern under the temple. Yes, yep. yes, that was yep. very funny. The meteorite falling <laughs> on Tosaka's place in the Edo period, I think, is a reference to the construction of the Greater Grail. That's really funny. Um, there's something about a mirage in the Shinto sky, though, that I don't remember. But yeah, then they do talk about Ilya's castle about with, like, something about, like, ancient soldiers or whatever. I don't know. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Ilya's castle in the woods. It's so silly. There's so many, like, just Western-style structures hanging out around Fuyuki mm-hmm. or spontaneously being generated around <laughs> Fuyuki, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shiro goes off to the bathroom and uh this is six months after the grail war ended and on his way to the bathroom he sees a mysterious figure for a second a girl with white hair and yellow eyes wearing (laughs) wearing a ridiculous hat and a weird outfit her hat looks fine here it looks so funny her outfit is so strange wild yeah her outfit is like it's not quite refined enough for me you know what i mean she she is a, a servant in Grand Order, and I think her outfits look pretty great there, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like this is, uh, like, her outfit here is, like, a um, like a premonition of, like, the stuff I see in later Takeuchi art that I'm just, like, not as into. Yeah. It's a lot more, um, it's a lot more fighting game character, honestly, like Leotard. Yeah, than yeah, 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 a sure. lot of stuff that we've seen previously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very Leotard, very, like, everything is skin tight and then, like, with, like, some frills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, uh, 
Yeah, so I guess he's like going out there and he's like, well, yeah, it sure is interesting that, uh, you know, it's been six months since the Holy Grail War and then all the servants are gone. Um, yes. And then immediately he runs into Caster yeah. <laughs> after seeing this uh, this mystery girl. Mm-hmm. Caster, who has uh, sprites without her uh, hood on now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. That that wasn't a that wasn't a thing before. We saw her face once in a CG, right? Mm-hmm. Did we? Yeah, there's like the CG when she's dying. Right when you yeah. see her little elf ears for the first time. Okay, the the animation of her elf ears wiggling yes! is driving me insane. I watch it and I'm like I'm like a cat watching a laser pointer. <laughs> I'm completely enraptured by it. I love it so much. I let you like be like embarrassed by something and her ears will wiggle. It's so there's so yes, many yeah, fun yeah. little animations. It's so good. It's like I don't know that I like most of the her sprites, uh, but there's like this like kind of nonplussed, embarrassed, like mm-hmm. uh taken aback look that she has mm-hmm. that has two ear states mm-hmm. that is like fucking fantastic. It's so good. There's so many little bits of like there's a lot more animation happening. It it feels more like a like a like a uh, uh, Tsukai no Yoru or a modern like Tsukihime remake. Yeah. Than so uh, before they're like the zooms, the constant like zooming and moving around mm-hmm. to like liven things scenes up is here, yep. you know, in a way that it just was not before. So the or um, you would see in like fight scenes and stay night. The person right? who did the scripting, the sprite scripting for Mahoyo, did the sprite scripting for Hollow Ataraxia. That makes so much sense because, like, it's really that style yeah. of like uh, we we we're livening this up in a way that was not before. Yeah, no, it's so interesting to see like for better and worse. You know what I mean? It's like it's very modern. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it can be kind of busy, but like I I like yeah. seeing that like it, I'm paying a lot more attention to it now that I've like noticed that I like heard basically heard about it. And I'm like, oh, there's a really a lot of stuff here that like. It must have taken a lot of work. I'm doing scripting for my VN right now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, God, this is. I would love to have little touches like this, but it's exhausting to do. Right. Yeah. And like, lots of people have like they'll cycle through three, uh, three faces while ha- to express a complex emotion while talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, woof. Like, there's like bits where like I remember later on. There's one where like Saber is like moving around like. Like well, it's like one di- line of dialogue is playing, and like Saber will like move across the screen and like have like three or four, like I think four different faces. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah. This is also yes. Uh. The I think it is closer to Mahoyo. Mm-hmm. It's not really there yet because. No. Uh, Mahoyo is a yeah is such a dynamic. The game. amount of this like, is still like stu- like. Uh, d- like bespoke stuff in Mahoyo is uh, difficult to match. Astonishing. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also the backgrounds are mostly static. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is it is mostly sprites moving. Mm-hmm. Um, There's like zooming around, uh, but it's not like they're like yeah. Like yeah. in Mahoyo, you have like this thing where it like the we can't. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Sorry. To... I've seen like a little bit of the beginning of Mahoyo, so I know the yeah. like the way that it functions. But we shouldn't get too too into it. And like Tsukihime is like this to a the remake is like this to a certain mm-hmm. uh, extent, but like not as in depth as Mahoyo. It would be hard to <laughs> hard so to get there. Um, but yeah, it is also interesting that it's like, oh right, this is a fan disc. They already have a lot of sprites yes. for a lot of these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they just have to make them dance. Hmm. So yeah. Speaking of which, in conclusion, in conclusion, every time I see Caster's ears wiggle, I like stamp my feet and jump out of my chair. Yes, same, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then speaking of which, when Shiro gets back, like we have um, 
like uh who, who is it it's like um uh Saigus, like, Issei's Issei's doing like a scary story right and like uh Kaida and uh, uh Yukika uh, are like vibrating the Yes, the yes. like, like the little wiggle of them in the background. Also, the the like different levels of sprite zoom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is uh this this happened somewhat in uh, Stay Night too, but like they use it so much here, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. It's oh. not weird to have two moms or ten moms yep. nowadays. Shout out, Kaede. Kaede is the most like homophobic, but also kind of gay person. Yes. Uh-huh. You say you say scary story where he's doing like an evil old man voice. It's so funny. And he's talking about like a a, a woman who like killed, slaughtered everyone in a village to bring her son back to life and now he's trying to bring her back to life but he can't because only the the uh living can raise the dead. The dead uh-huh. can't change anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Also great. Mm-hmm. Great bit. Um yeah, it it is so fun because it's like, oh, Right. This is a story that your family has passed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have learned how to tell this ghost story very well. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I like the idea and, that, like... also like a grandpa. Right, you, know, you yes. learned it from your grandpa, so you have to tell it like a grandpa. Um, okay. And now it's Emmy's so that's turn. that's the end of the intro. Oh, right, right. It's like, oh, and now Shiro's gonna tell a ghost story. And then uh, it cuts to... Heaven's Feel Back Night One. Interesting oh. name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I suppose it's one Heaven's Feel Back Night One, yes. I guess I'm finally adding day markers again. <laughs> Someone's having a bad day. I literally wrote that same thing down. That someone's having a bad day. Yeah, I think someone's having a bad time. Yeah, that's that's literally mm-hmm. verbatim in my notes. Um, uh, should I just like read this little section? Yeah, sure. It's not painful to have no limbs to lose myself bit by bit. I'm just scared, scared of being nothing. I can't bear to lie. I can't bear the lie of ceasing to be anything. If nothing comes from this, then this is nothing more than the suffering for the sake of suffering. This is somebody like mm-hmm. having a mm-hmm. really going through something here. Our new narrator wakes up uh, and like ponders that it, uh, it's almost like being hungover, but they definitely didn't have anything to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she is in an unfamiliar Western style mansion, unfamiliar both to her and to us. Mm-hmm. And she makes out a shadowy figure uh, who will only be shown to us in silhouette uh, for, for a good long while. I'm sure we'll see him eventually. He's playing a sliding tile puzzle. I hate these things. (laughs) Have you ever played these things? Yep. Yes. Terrible. Not very much. I'm not good at them because I can't. This is the same problem I have with Rubik's Cubes. I don't plan well. I react. So I can't like wrap my brain around these kinds of puzzles. They make me so mad. I mean, it's like it's really the thing about them is that you learn an algorithm and then you execute the algorithm and that's it. Like there's not a lot of like. Yes. Yes. I can't do this. I have no patience for this. Memorizing shit, having to like think of think about it. No, cannot do it. Mm-hmm. He's having fun with it though. Uh, they are a master servant pair, apparently. 
they seem like an unusual pair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the servant, we're not going to get his name for a while, so I guess we'll just be, he'll just be the servant for a bit. I mean, we get it in the yeah. second one. How, how Do we want to just say it? We're going to get there eventually. We have to talk about him somehow. Well, we, okay. We can say these events. Here's the thing. Our narrator looks in the mirror. She's Great. a butch. She is. Yeah, okay. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Why am I startled at seeing the body that I had grown up with for more than 20 years is a great, like, mm-hmm. opening to seeing yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, it's just a great CG. The, like, like indistinct yeah. figure in the mirror clarifying into her with, like, the line, like, breaking her body in half, mm-hmm. you know? Um, dark red hair and eyes, an unlikable figure, useful only for intimidating others, an armor of male attire that denies any femininity... This is me, the same old me, the same plain old Bazette Fraga McRemitz. What a name. Right. Um, this is, there is a uh, gender going on. Yes. In, yeah. in Kagetsu Toya. Uh, it's real mixed. Yeah. But... Um, yeah. Bazette's looks great. Bizet I like is her so good. like suit being slightly red so that it like, bl- like matches her hair. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think that's a great touch. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, is she wearing her gloves in this? Cause she has a cool pair of gloves that she wears. I think so. She's wearing the, her. It's like, it's like Nasu was like, um, Azaka, Azaka wearing cool gloves to do magic with is cool. I'm going to reuse Azaka that wears cooler one girl. cool glove. This one, mm-hmm. this woman is both cooler in every way and also wears two gloves. Yeah. Yes. Um, this place looks like the Tono Mansion. Hmm. It's the living room of the Tono Mansion shot from a different angle. That's interesting. I, I mean, I don't know that that is true, but it is a drawn background, but it feels extremely reminiscent. Okay, of... okay. I did not connect that, but that's a fun bit. I wouldn't have picked that up. Uh, that was just my immediate reaction was like, hey, wait a sec. Uh-huh. So... Bazette, her servant's like, okay, it's time to murder some people. And she's like, oh boy. She doesn't really remember how she got here, but she remembers that she was sent here uh, by the Mages Association to interfere with the Holy Grail War and to win it. Mm -hmm. She's a combat specialist, uh, and she's stuck in this, like, really unfortunate, like, this is a real, like, I have a job situation where it's like, if she succeeds, it's par for the course. If she fails, she's an endless shit, basically. Mm -hmm. There's no 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 option to fail, but succeeding gets her nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, and like I like the idea that like there's a little bit here where there there is like a clip from someone from the association like shitting on her for being good at fighting. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I guess you can't <laughs> actually assholes. do real magic, but I guess uh, if we need to go fight somebody for some weird reason, um, off you go. Nasu hates academia. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her, he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Her nickname is. God's holder, parentheses, tradition carrier. Mm-hmm. This is this is not a good This nickname. sounds better if your if your native language is not English, I assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she has the most like obnoxious abrasive servant you can imagine. He is really annoying. I kind of find him charming. Yeah, sure. I am stuck in the same space as Bazette, where like I'm like, oh, I fucking hate this guy. He's kind of funny, though. Yeah. He's really annoying in this section. In the second section, I was like, oh, he has some fun. Uh, There's some fun stuff going on with him. Right. The fact that she has a rapport with him makes it a lot more fun than if it was just if she wasn't putting up with it at all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If she was not like, like 
engaging in play with him in this way mm-hmm. you know what i mean then he would be just completely insufferable mm-hmm. but because he has her to bounce off of it's kind of fun yeah you know yeah no it's like and there's a sort of like we'll get to the, the second one eventually and i'll have some stuff to say there but like mm-hmm. so yeah she's she looks at this at uh, the servant and is like i don't know that this is actually my servant this is kind of freaking me out but uh she's afraid to discuss it with him because she's worried that he's gonna kill her because <laughs> again he is a servant uh, let's see. They have a discussion about their strategy for the Holy Grail War. She's like, we, we're part of the Mages Association. We're not wanton killers. We have to, like, do surgical strikes, investigate masters, and take them out one by one. He's like, what if we just killed everyone we see? We'll kill a master eventually, he says at some point, if we kill every single human we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. She mentions a, uh, wanton killer in the previous Grail War who got in a lot of trouble over it and she doesn't want to get penalized. Uh, this is a Fate Zero reference. Yeah. Stay tuned for Fate Zero. This coming, few, yeah. Coming right after this? I think it's next, isn't it? Or is it the Studio Dean anime first? I think it's Dean. Oh, no, it might be the Studio Dean anime. I'm pretty sure it's a Studio Dean anime. Okay, this is, this is a great exchange. He's like, I don't I'm I refuse to not kill people. You're gonna have to use a command spell on me, kind of like how Rin did to Archer mm-hmm. if you want me to obey. And she says, I refuse. I have never heard of a master being ordered by a dog. Anyone who gets killed by their own dog does not to be deserve to be called its master. And then she starts carving a rune into the floor with her heel mm-hmm. so that she can attack him if he if he moves. She's really cool. That's really <laughs> cool. That's some like Toko writing runes with her cigarette oh, kind of yeah. like vibe, you know? Also why are the butches uh, the rune girlies? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, I liked a little bit after that. Where, like, the funny thing is that Avenger just folds immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, yeah. She called him cool. a dog, and he was like, damn, got me. I am just realizing that Nasu has a thing for cool women with dogs. <laughs> I liked a little bit at the end there where after he folds, she says, like, and my heart was beating with excitement at the feeling that a battle was going to break out so I could learn how powerful mm-hmm. servants were. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, the bit where she's like, he backs down and she's like, oh, I guess that's kind of, I guess that's okay, but I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. So, they prepare to set out to do very Shiro-like city patrols. She has a sword called Ratch that she's like, uh, I'm just going to leave that here. It's finicky. Seems like she can't use it very often. Also, uh, I don't forget when this happens, but she is carrying Ku's, one of Ku's earrings. Also. She is. She's like, she pulls out like a handkerchief that has an earring tucked away. And I was like, whose earring is that? And then I saw Ku's sprite and was like, oh, it's Ku's earring. Of course. Right. Like, it, it's, it's very clear what happened here. It's pretty obvious who she is. Right. Uh, so we did get in Fate's Day Night that Ku's original master was someone sent by the association. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I guess we could just say that Bazette is Bazette was murdered by Kotamine before the war even started. Had her servant stolen, mm-hmm. and then Kotamine caused a lot of trouble with it. Yeah, right. It, if you if you weren't uh, if you hadn't put these pieces together, her name is also Bazette Fraga Macaremets. In case you didn't know that she was Irish. Yeah, I mean, also like I forget if it's in this one or the next one, but they like show like I think it's in the next one. So I'll I'll wait till then, but. Her servant says that the town is going to be destroyed in four days, so nothing they do really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I live. I also love this line that where he says, um, "Come, let's continue the Holy Grail War, Bazet Fraga McRemitz, to find your wish this time for sure." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I'm sure right. it's gonna really work out great. Yeah. For her. There's a reoccurring motif of like the moon looking normal and then fading into like a black hole, kind mm-hmm. of uh, in like a inversion of the 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 black sun, mm-hmm. Holy Grail. Uh, the uh, motif from the first game right. from Fate Stay Night. And then inevitably someone comments on like the bright lo- moonlight seems to be the source of yeah, my so disorientation. Yeah, they always talk about it like it's normal. Yeah. There's a lot of, or some of my favorite moments are the camera obviously showing something being wrong mm-hmm. and the characters being like, oh yeah, and you know, just everything's fine. Yes. And it's like, We get like who? glimpses of things that are bad and yeah. then it's fine. Mm-hmm. There's, there... a, there's a good one in the church coming up mm-hmm. at yeah. some point. There are a bunch of shots of Shiro mm-hmm. uh, that are just like short little interludes of like, uh, oh, I am, I, the reader, um, it is very clear that something bad is happening. Mm-hmm. And Shiro's just like, oh yeah, normal life. Mm-hmm. This is, it is also, this is stuff that is like, oh yes, this is also Kagetsu Toya, right? Mm-hmm. It's the like, oh, I'm I'm starting to br- like wake up into a lucid dream. Oh no, I'm sinking back down. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, real quick. Uh, I thought the way that this is framed is Shiro is telling this as a ghost story. It's definitely framed that way. Which is really fun. Hold on to that. Mm -hmm. Shiro, terrible at ghost stories, goes on way too long about fucking cooking. (laughs) (laughs) What do Bazette and Venture eat? They eat at a restaurant. Yeah, they, they go get like a beef bowl and... Oh yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. And adventure, cl- okay. yeah, whatever. We'll get there. We'll get mm-hmm. there. It, is Bazette a divorced dad? Can she make like ramen and eggs, <laughs> and that's it? I will have to. You'll have to see. Bazette's cooking. This is fate. This is Fate's Day night, so it's not unlikely for it to come up. I'm I'm doing uh, squall like ellipsis right now. Uh huh. Your laughs does not answer. Mm-hmm. Bazette thinks about her hometown by the sea for a little bit, and then no, as they wander the city, they realize that there's no one alive in the city. Uh, or very few people, at least. Uh, they find a house with lights on, and uh, the servant goes in to check it out. We switch to his narration for a bit. Uh, he, th- he, like, has a, he talks a lot in his own head. Like, Shiro and, like, Bizet do think, like, have internal monologues in addition to just talking, right? Mm-hmm. But this boy, he has a commentary for fucking everything that happens, yeah. you know? He, like, goes on, like, a drone, like, drone warfare ver- versus servants kind of, like, bend. Yeah. <laughs> a little presciently for a little bit. Um... Uh, He's like uh, uh, talking about how, how what a dumb idea it is to make servants have their own per- real personalities from life and how that means that they can do things like betray Bazette, even though he thinks Bazette is hot. Mm-hmm. Or like how stupid it would be for someone to be like, I'm going to save the world. Yeah, yeah. And how he doesn't want to meet a guy who would say shit like yeah. that. Yeah. There's a fun bit where he uh, like talks about how he like where he, he does basically narrates Kiritsugu's approach to the the war as described in stay night and is like yeah that yeah that sounds like the 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 right way to go about it i think Uh uh-huh yeah yeah he's also very like um 
the modern world is on the brink of ending you know mm-hmm. like climate change doomerism kind of yeah which mm-hmm. is interesting Great. Uh, this guy, he's got a lot to say about society and kids being on their cell phones all the time, you know? He, he does. But, it, but it's sort of like in this weird tongue-in-cheek way. I think yeah, when he says, like, it's the end roll for the Brady Bunch, which, like, <laughs> I wonder, I'm so curious, like, what that was. There's there's one weird, there's, like, a Simpsons reference later that, like, I asked, um, I asked Catherine what the Japanese was, and she was saying, like, it was, like, some weird Nico video inside joke. Oh, uh, that's very that's funny. That's very funny. He also mentions to us that he is uh, the weakest servant of all servants. Uh, he can kill any human, but uh, other than that, he's pretty fucked. But all kill any human. He's still weaker than Bazette. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, he enters the house and there's some kind of monster killing the family in there. Or has killed everything except for an old man. Monster, parentheses, serial killer yeah it looks like a shadow monster to me yeah i thought it was one of the, like the the we, we this is the first time i remember seeing the shadow monsters that we see later. yeah the weird dogs okay yeah i guess in a way uh you could call them serial killers yeah i may have uh been tired or misread this mm-hmm. but there's, there's only a, there's flash a bit where it, so the mm-hmm. yeah there's a bit where bazette walks in and says oh there are five bodies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i remember being a little bit confused about like what exactly i wasn't sure if it was like a different thing like avenger saw one thing and then like the resulting output was a uh-huh. different thing that Bazette yeah. saw mm-hmm. i'm not sure yeah well uh, we, we do know this someone's killed everyone in this family except the old man the old man be, uh pleads to uh avenger uh Bizet's servant uh for help he kills the monster and then the old man <laughs> yes because he's a bastard. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Bazette bursts into the house way too late to do anything. Uh, he's holding like a weird like like knife that's like a fan of knives. Uh, and she's like, oh, I've never seen a weapon that more, looks more difficult to use and stupid than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. She asks if he enjoys killing, and he says some gross line about how he would rather, like, do stuff to people while they were alive. Uh, and she's like, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, and he's like, man, we have a war to win. You really shouldn't care that much about all of this. He goes on a, like, monologue about how he's uh, horny for killing, and also he thinks Bazette is hot and also wants to murder her, but because he, she's uh, his master, he's going to temporarily classify her as non-human so that his, like, murder lust doesn't overtake him. Mm-hmm. 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 Extremely nasty. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> it's a very fun callback to, like, uh, like Tsukihime and, like, Sh- like uh, Shiro and Saber. Where there's a lot of like, oh, do I treat you as a human? And what does that yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, <laughs> another bit. Uh, she is to hear that he is uh, no longer murder horny for her makes her a little bit like it hurts her feelings a little bit. Yeah, because you know, sometimes catcalling is weirdly affirming. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, but sometimes it happens to yeah. you. Yeah, but yeah, there's also an element of. 
being a mage she's mm-hmm. been told her entire yeah. life that she's not here right like i think of like i you could read it sort of as both of these things where like oh i'm not yeah, gonna yeah. i'm gonna treat you as non-human and therefore i'm not going to kill you and being like that seems kind of insulting yeah huh. uh this is the i think the the first bit where it's like oh no this guy's kind of funny is when he hands her a handwritten certificate yeah. of not going to murder you yeah. until later. <laughs> in well-written japanese uh, at this point, they realize that they're standing in the middle of a crime scene and uh, flee. He thinks that they should hang out and wait for one of the other masters to investigate so they can get get him. Bazette's like, no, no one's going to be stupid enough to fall for that. And he's like, I don't know. Maybe some goody two-shoes idiot is going to wander in and get killed at the very first day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how much Avenger, like, hates Shiro. Specifically. Yes. There's a lot of shit talking Shira specifically by this guy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Very endearing. Mm-hmm. They are. Yeah. It's more like second time, second go around stuff, but they're they're like interestingly similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Bazette feels like she can trust him. He's not gonna like turn on her. Really, uh, he's gonna do things like murder innocents, but he's not gonna hurt her. So she's like, I guess I just have to live with this. Uh, as for the like monster presence, Bazette has uh, pieced together that there is an eighth mage in the city, someone not associated with the Holy Grail War. Apparently, she's deduced this in a very like Holmesian fashion of like no one would ever, no one in the part uh, participating in the Holy Grail War would ever fuck up their own chances of winning by doing something this stupid. This is people in Holy Grail Wars love to fuck up their chances by doing stupid things, but. Uh, let's see. Uh, we get some like uh stuff about the previous war. We get some a mention of in, uh the church having incarnated demons <laughs> serving them, which is fun. Bazette has also figured out that uh that Avenger sucks at fighting, so she's trying to like piece together a strategy. She wants to fight the Einsburns last because she's afraid of them because Einsburn homunculi are terrifying, apparently. Uh, she had to fight. Was one. that cop moment? Moments. She hunted down a runaway uh, homunculus and killed it. <sighs> right. She was like a ceiling enforcer, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Cop. Yes. Tragic. Cop. Women love to be cops. Which means that she's one of the people that Toko is running from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, butches. Forced to fight butches. God. Tragic. Imagine. Humanity. So they're going to attack the castle, Einsburn Castle, at the very end. Um, Then, this is by the church, right? Mm -hmm. The first night of any Holy Grail War requires that the protagonist end up at the church. Yes. This CG is very funny. That's... That's just Rin and Sakura. This is Rin and Sakura here wearing dresses that like uh, highlight and accentuate their nipples. I had the same note. I completely did not notice this. Yeah. It's, it's especially bad on Sakura because she's turned to the side. So her, her boobs are like turning conical from the nipple <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. extend, extension. But Rin is this is also happening on Rin's. Uh, neither of them are wearing bras. Takeuchi. 
he tried to draw a bra once on CL and it looked really bad because bras sometimes just look bad, not uh-huh. sexy, you know what I mean? Uh, and then he gave up on it and none of his women have ever worn a bra again. Hold on, I found the CG. I'm going to put it in the chat. Okay, thank you. Because I... I forgot to scream. Completely that. don't. Yeah, Ben, you're going to have to look at this thing. I, wanna, I gotta see it again. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. These are these are outfits that you had to have been sewn into to make them hug your body like that. Right. Yeah. This is like vacuum uh-huh. sealed. Yeah. Yeah. They use magic. <laughs> yes, right. they use they use magic to to make their nipples stand out that much. No, I okay. <laughs> anyway, this is not Rin and Sakura even though it is Rin and Sakura. Uh these it's... are the the Edelfelt twins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The... Given it's Rin and Sakura playing uh, the Adelfeld right. Twins. It's very funny that given the framing of Shiro telling a ghost story, or as I guess we find out, or it's kind of reframed in a second as Shiro having a dream. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting that like, oh, these characters that Shiro knows are playing the part of different people. Yeah. Specifically, the, people the from... protagonist and her servant get to be different, but uh, like mm-hmm. these two bit characters can be reused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Bazette makes a severe miscalculation of assuming that uh, Rin, uh, who is uh, being loud and obviously a noble woman, <laughs> uh, is the master, and that Sakura, who is being quiet, is the servant. So she attacks the servant because she's stronger than Avenger. An Avenger goes to attack Rin, and then two Sabres show up and kill both of mm-hmm. them. Yeah, Saber and Salter. Saber and Salter. Oh. So, okay. The Edelfelts. They're Finnish family, which is interesting. Uh, they're called the Ore Scales. Another uh, one of those Nasu uh, like in- nicknames that are in English that mm-hmm. kind of mean nothing. They're good at Gondir. The, the, like, spell that Rin uses, apparently. We knew that that was Scandinavian from... Yeah. I do like the bit where uh, uh, Bazette is, like, parrying bullets, magic bullets with her cool gloves. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, boxing magics her way across the field. Bazette is extremely, like... You know, she's a very, like, badass combat person. Yes. Uh, anyway, the Edelfelts are always uh, led by a pair of twins who are technically acting as one master, which is funny. Uh, so, so Bazette's a bit earlier about there being eight mages. This does not affect that a calculation because yeah. these are technically one mage. Uh-huh. Well, no, it's slightly different. So, it's that like they are both masters, individual masters, and I think they, if I remember right, they like take up two different slots of the seven masters. It's just that the I'm same. I'm pretty sure they said specifically that they did not. That they're acting as one. Okay, master. maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent now, but I thought the thing was that they count as one master. They just summon two halves of one servant. I am curious. And I don't who have a this will actually so. be talked about later again. I don't think it's going to be relevant. Yeah. No, probably. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? I straight up don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh. Bazette gets murdered. Oh, there's a great bit where she's like, she like turns uh, to look and uh, Avenger's been dead for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. And then she dies. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And thus comes the end of the Holy Grail War once again. Yeah, in red text. Yep, great. The the once again specifically is just red text. Yeah, nice. Then we get an OP. Yeah. Well, they, first we get a next. We get a next time on Heaven's Field Back Night Two. Yeah, and then I, we get. I could have guessed that it would be if this was Back Night One. I could have guessed that it would be Back Night Two, but yeah. thanks, game. Yes. Yeah, and then we get an OP. I love. Uh, I love VNOPs. Is this uh UFO table? Is this the UFO table? The Vita one is UFO table. Uh-huh. Uh UFO table. Uh the original is not, as far as I know. Interesting. Which one was I? I must have been watching the. Uh, was it sixteen nine or four three? I don't remember, but it looked exactly like modern Fate anime. Then does, so the, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was. Yes, it's the Vita one. Yeah, I think that's the one Which, that I had. The Vita one has way. The Vita OPs are interesting yeah. because the Vita is so clearly a release for people who have played this game already mm-hmm. or who know enough about it that they won't mind major spoilers in the OPs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh. I watched both of them and like, I just, I just watched them. The original is so good. It, it, it hits exactly the right vibe of like, Oh yeah, this was made for like no money. Oh, this perfect. Oh, I originally wish I came out and because <sighs> yeah, I was like kind of taken aback by like I was like, did they really? Are they really here yet already? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, this is two thousand five. Yeah, well before they kind of take off. Mm-hmm. Shiro wakes up from his dream about Bazette. Or not to um, say that Stay Night didn't take off. Do you mind if we take a sh- quick break before we get into like the? I need to turn the AC on. This is great. Go for it. I'll be back in like a couple of minutes. Thank you. Shiro was dreaming all of this, maybe? Hell, you know. Maybe. Reality is what you make of it. We'll get when to that. When do we get the bit about it, uh, uh, Rin's experiment? Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. Oh, okay. Okay. First of all. I'm pretty sure it's right It's now. the return of Shiro having multiple bikes and having a lot of opinions about each bike. Uh, <laughs> calling his bikes content. number one and number two is so funny. Rider's not allowed to ride mm-hmm. number one, et cetera, et cetera. I, okay, I did not remember that until later. Yes. Um, uh, it, that's a good joke. <laughs> Shiro is like, oh, I got to get up early. I got to get in the kitchen. We're all, me and Sakura are fighting over who gets to like cook breakfast. I have never been in this situation in my life. It is completely unrelatable to me. <laughs> I, I have been in this situation sometimes and it's kind of nice. I I can make about four different types of food. I do not enjoy it. I like it when people eat my food. I can't do it more than once every couple of weeks. The idea of being mm. of, of cooking three meals a day is so alien to me. This is this is I, this is why I relate more to Tsukihime freaks than to Stay Night people because I find the concept of murdering someone more relatable than cooking every day. <laughs> I mean, when you got, like, how that many people in the house. I don't know. I, I like cooking when I can. I'm not the best cook. I can make some decent crepes. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm serviceable. I can do a good breakfast. Um, I can do a good pizza. I can do something that is I call Ooh. tacos, but is not tacos. 
Ah. Uh, <laughs> and I make a good buffalo chicken dip, which is really bad for you, but Ooh. it's really tasty. If Yum. if I lived Shiro's life, mm. which is to say, I don't have to care about school. I don't have to look for a job. Like Shiro a has a job. He has a part-time job. Yeah. You mean if you already owned a big fancy house? <laughs> yes. Uh, right. And had money from the Yakuza? To... I don't know if he gets money from them. I think he, he just has low like... expenses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess people must chip in for meals. Yeah. Cuz yes, uh, that is that is in fact true. Um I don't know if that happened yet, but at some point somebody talks about people paying rent. Okay, who has money to pay rent? Sakura, Rin, and Rin. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see about some of the others. Well, yeah. Taiga Taiga has a fucking stipend from the fucking yakuza and Ilya is okay, like Okay, right. Ilya yeah. also has money, but it um, seems like Shiro mostly spends money on Ilya, not the other way around. If I lived in a in a nice house with a lot of beautiful women, I would fight to get up every morning and make them breakfast and like I would mm-hmm. not do this. I suppose I would be one of you the would, lazy, yes. beautiful women. I was gonna say you are you are one of yes. the beautiful women. <laughs> you are you are the saber. I am the saber. Perhaps. Speaking I love this. Maybe you're the writer. <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. What did you say? I'm staring at Fen. I didn't catch what Fen said. <laughs> I'm I'm mad about it. Anyway, this is a great CG of Saber smiling. You love to see it. Yeah, oh saber. yeah. I love to look at Saber. There's a funny bit where they're like, oh, yeah, Rin, uh, Rin is off uh, in London or whatever. So Saber's the man of the house now. Mm-hmm. She's like in charge of keeping Shiro in yeah. check. Um, uh, Shiro is getting some weird like feedback from the it not being possible that uh, Saber is here because Saber is not cannot be here. Uh, this is a reoccurring mm-hmm. thing where he keeps like thinking about the fact that he had a tearful farewell sa- with Saber at the f- end of the Fate Route. Yeah, but also Saber is here. Yeah, uh, uh, I said like Shiro tearing up makes me think that this is a dream or something because mm-hmm. he misses her. Yeah, which is really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really and like it's. I think it's also like oh, this is a fan desk thing. You, the audience, also like you know miss Saber, yeah. and it's true. I do miss yeah, Saber. I love to look at Saber. I also love to look at uh, Ryder's casual sprites. Oh, Ryder's so hot! Great turtleneck. Uh, she's wearing jeans. Her hair is very long. She's got gla- She's a glasses girl now. Ryder's yeah. unbelievably no, Ryder's... hot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ryder has so many good sprites too. Is the yes. thing like the ones where she's kind of like concerned or uh-huh. like. Oh. We'll get there. Half of my like, so much of my my notes are like good sprites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is also the return of the Ilya looking at something on the ground, very excited uh, sp- sprite, which is one mm-hmm. of my favorite sprites in the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird expression because it's not just normal excitement. She's like halfway between concerned and excited about something on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. <laughs> she is just looking at the ground. Yes. yes. Uh... I do like um, referring to Taiga and Ilya as the Fujimura group. <laughs> because apparently Taiga's grandfather, like, knows and spoils yes, Ilya. Yes. This is a, a carryover from the Fate Root yes. ending, I think. A lot of this is Fate Root. Seems like most of everything at this point is Fate Root. It is. Kind of. Yeah. 
We'll get to some other stuff this, where it's definitely like this is also Kagetsu Toya. Not. Is that it's Arc Read good ending, but other stuff also happened. Well, or see, yeah, there's one thing Sorry, as we're about to find out, Ben. Yeah. Uh, this really is a bunch of parallel worlds smashed together. Yes. Okay. Um, which is like, yes, yes. But to your point, it is interesting that the only confirmed things that I have seen are uh, that the ending with Saber happened. The ending with Saber happened. Kotamine is dead. Uh, the Grail was destroyed, but not the Greater Grail. They don't know that. Uh, or they have not referenced Which that. is like, all of that is fate route. Yes. There is no indication no. At, as, at this no, point. There is another bit. If you, if you, in the, uh, the Saber's answer scene, um, there is a section where they talk about going up the staircase at the temple together. Yeah, yes. With, where Saber... Shiro still has command spells, but Saber was uh, Rin's servant. Mm. And they're oh, like, right. oh yeah, that must have be, been what happened, because that's the only way we could finish, like, Saber could fight Gilgamesh and still be here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. But, but, but that's also in that scene also. is... So it's not Heaven Seal. Is Shiro <laughs> um, thinking about blinking and her disappearing. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's it is just sort of like there's a lot of stuff going on here. So why is it's it's not any specific yeah. one? It's it's mostly fate, but other stuff is mixed in. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Uh, or it leans heavily on uh, uh, the saber farewell to show yeah. that something mm -hmm. is is off here. Mm -hmm. Now, why is Rin absent from all of this? The ongoings. Um. Okay. I will wait. <laughs> no, real quick. Right before that, there's some bad weight stuff with Sakura. Oh yeah, Sakura, Sakura's uh, calorie counting. Oh yeah, but I have a note on that. But Ryder say calling Saber's digestive system strong and inefficient in energy consumption <laughs> is very funny. Ryder is got Sakura's back at every every turn. It's very uh -huh. good. Yes. Um. Also. Uh, this is exactly what I what I supposed this game would be with Saber, which is a lot of haha, isn't it funny to watch the white girl eat a lot of food? And it is funny. It, it is, is funny, true. But that is 90% of her character. No one's getting character assassinated the way Kohaku did. No one's got it that That's bad. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kohaku Kohaku right. had like one scene where there was like a moment of wistfulness about something indistinct and mm -hmm. then back to uh she's she's wearing the a chinese dress and like being hot you know it is hard around. or like carrying around it a giant an syringe or whatever that nasu managed to character assassinate kahaku so hard so i'm not like surprised that i'm still mad about it i'm still mad about it i'm mad about it and i'm not even about tsukihime <laughs> i know Okay. But, like, like oh, yeah. yes. I haven't played Kigetsu Toya, but the impression that I have is that nobody gets character assassinated in in Hollow Knight quite as bad as even some of the other characters in Kigetsu Toya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like not just Kohaku. Yeah, Kohaku gets it worse because like, Kohaku gets nothing. Like everyone right. else has something interesting happen for them. You know what I mean? Like, like. Right. Uh, I guess Arcoid is the most. Well, Arcoid is the person who has the least far to fall because she is 
already kind of a goofy character for most of the time right so that doesn't yeah. that's not mm-hmm. incorrect characterization yeah. i think it's the the thing about but we do that get... i like about arcoid's route a lot mm-hmm. is that the goofiness is in contrast to something yeah and then mm-hmm. Toya just is like oh yes she's still goofy we get but some it's millennium castle shit but we don't get that much right yeah uh cl we get we get to see a little flash of her as roa you know what i mean he is exactly (laughs) the same as ever because her sweetness is not in contrast to anything yeah uh akiha gets the incredible song uh a story for the evening uh bit and kohaku gets fucking nothing um this is this is the thing is that like mizuka also gets nothing but (laughs) all of all of the characters in this are like that is a recognizable part of your personality yeah or an interesting like offshoot of it right yes and uh or yes there are some characters that is like oh cool you're like more developed than you were in stay night Mm because time has passed yeah um yeah it is very funny that Ryder picked up glasses and bookishness (laughs) she's Uh so but like so the thing with saber that like there's there's not as much like saber melancholy there's a little there's bit a little but there's taste. something that you do get is a lot of like her like remembering like the campaign trail mm-hmm. right like oh like all the stuff about like somebody asks her about like oh didn't you have like sweets and mm-hmm. were you a king and she's just kind of like gets really gloomy yeah. and like no we had like you cut meat off the thing with your knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this is usually had some bread. This is usually comedy bits about how much Saber and Nasu hate British cooking. <laughs> yes, but it is pretty funny. Right. This is something we will see Nasu uh, making jokes about how shitty British cooking is for basically the yes. rest of all of uh, <laughs> fake content. To be fair, British There's cooking is a lot of that. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, that's the. Oh, sorry, one sec. Um. Yeah, I think the the saber is not as bad as I was dreading. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but it's still like ninety percent of her scenes are about food. That's true. Mm-hmm. This is a like yeah. Akira. Also, every single scene is shopping for food or her dreaming about being a housewife or you know, yeah. Yeah, which isn't isn't is not really incongruous with what she was like in the game. It's just also uh, this is why I didn't like Sakura as much as I was hoping to. Yeah, I remember trying to be like, I remember like sort of feeling a lot of like trepidation about how excited you were about Heaven's Feel on and being like, it's still stay yeah. night. It's still the same thing. But this is the thing is I know um, I like Sakura content in the future. So I was really hoping to like jive with it more. I mean, the impression that I have is that's just like a different person. It is a bunch of different people who are made up of parts of Sakura. You know what yeah. I mean? But like disassembled in such a way that I find them a lot more interesting, I guess is the thing. I'm All so of the curious pieces of Sakura to- are there. The like housewife is there. The 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 wanting to be a bride is there. All of those soft parts are there. They're just mixed in with weirder stuff. Uh, I'm very curious. To, I'm looking forward to extra and yeah. like etc. CC yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. It's a long way away for us, we'll but I've gotten tastes of it already. Yeah. So we're so fun. yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through it with the pot. So I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, Rain tried to make a prototype jewel sword in Ilya's castle, blew it up, destroyed part of the castle, uh, blew up her research notes and spent her entire budget and some money I think she borrowed from Sakura. Uh, so she is broke, needs a part time job and is also doing like another hearing with the uh, Mages Association or something like that. Yep. The animation for that is so funny. Yeah, yeah. 
The like light. It has like Ilya's castle like doing the like anime explosion yes. thing of like the little charge up noise, the lights shining out, Ilya sort of grinning, and then like a uh-huh, huge. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a great bit where like Rin is like incre is like uh, there's shots of Rin getting increasingly panicked while Ilya just does this like ominous smile. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, something happened in the Grail is back, where the, the Holy Grail War is started up again, or something. This is this is like there's like a bit about how Rin's thing nearly caused multiple dimensions to overlap, and for like there to be a like singularity, mm-hmm. like nearly in the, in the you say and order a singularity occurring. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. then they're like this. Uh, <laughs> they do not connect this immediately to what is happening. Uh, with the the Grail War, they're like, oh, I wonder how that's happening. It is true that there is mm-hmm. there is interlopers in this, though. Yeah. Well, this is a weird. Okay, yeah. this is how this is not the state the 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 fate route. Uh, basically, every master survived except Kotamine. Yes. Yeah. The only confirmed casualty is Kotamine, who is dead, dead, fucking dead, dead, dead. dead. <sighs> you know. Okay. I'm okay with this. Okay. I got so much good Kotamine content. People and... keep saying Kotamine yeah. is dead. He has two servants wandering around who are like, yeah, don't worry about it. It is pretty funny. And I'm like, I'm worried about yeah. it. Uh-huh. There is a bit You can't of... say my master is dead. Somehow I'm still getting magical energy and not have me going. How though? Uh-huh. Where's he hiding? Anyway. All the servants are back in battle mode because uh, it feels like the Holy Grail War has started even though there's no Holy Grail. Now, there's no evidence that the Greater Grail was destroyed. And they don't know this in this timeline. Do they say specifically that it wasn't? Or is well, it like... Well, the, the thing is, they talk about destroying the Grail and they talk about going up the stairs, not to the cavern. Yeah, That's okay, That's where I'm right. getting that from. So, so far they Maybe. have not mentioned going to the cavern and destroying the Greater Grail. That does not to say it won't come up. This is, but this currently is the there's no thing... Yes, this is the fun thing about this setup is that it is entirely possible that they did and no one remembers it. Yes. Because at least the bits we get of Shiro is a lot of uh, him going, this feels oddly familiar doing this. And like, oh, did that mm-hmm. happen? Yeah. And He doesn't retain a lot of information unless he is reintroduced to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because um, like they also say is like one of the things that they keep saying is that there's no Grail, but we also have Ilya and Sakura just bopping around. So like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is what made me like, oh, I assume they're talking about the Greater Grail, but I I realize now that like I have no reason why I'm thinking about yeah. that that way. So, uh, let's see. Oh, oh, also part of the reason that Rin is doing so much damage control is because she's on the short list to get it sealing <laughs> sealed mm-hmm. to get a sealing designation. So. That seems mm-hmm. like a big deal. Yep. Uh, let's see. So Saber and Ryder are like starting to re like get battle instincts about each other again. Uh, and uh, Ilya's like, "Well, the two of you aren't going to go on like a killing spree, right?" And Saber's like, "I'm not. I can't really speak for Ryder." And Ryder's like, is about to say something, and then she like just kind of like, hmm, "I guess I can't really say anything." Oh, yeah, the cultural festival is also coming up. Uh, again, mm-hmm. very Kagetsu Toya. Yeah, gotta have a cultural festival. Gotta have a cultural festival. I love the map. Yes, the map's great. yeah, we see the map. The map is great. Should we talk about, like, 
the the format of the game now. Yeah. You've got four days. You've got a morning, noon, and night on each day. The the night of the last day is like a special event. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. You can like move around the town, and you uh, can like go into little events with different characters. You know, there's like question yeah. mar- there's exclamation point events that are like moving the story forward or something like that. And there's new events that are just kind of vignettes, right? This this <laughs> more than basically any other game we've covered so far is one that is like I would recommend playing this if any of this sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see fake characters fucking around, it's great. You don't like, really need to... Uh, honestly, you could play this without playing Stay Night yeah. if you have, like, a basic understanding of how fate works. Um, and the thing the thing with Stay Night is, like, we can give you... our Filtered through our interpretation, sure, but we can give you roughly the plot of that game. Yeah. 90... 90... 85% of this is just hanging out with characters. Yeah, and so we're not going to cover all of that, yeah. and also the order in which you do it and how it hits for you is going to be completely different. Yes. Hmm. Uh. But yes, I do. Kagetsu Toya was structured like this too, but it did not have a UI like this. Yes. This so is the so UI makes it so much easier to like interface with and like visualize what you're doing and where you're going. Yes. So I just followed Kagetsu Toya through the pod. Yeah. Like, can you describe it? What, was it just like a bunch of it menus? Was all like it, visual novel yes. choices, yes. like in Stay Night. Oh. Like, it was just like, do you want to go here? One, two, three, four. Here are your choices where you want to go. Hmm. Yeah, having a having a flowchart to like check things off on was invaluable. Yeah, uh, because it was like okay, I can because it gives a similar vibe to the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like okay mm-hmm. cool uh, I have a new thing over here so I need to pick this choice and then this choice and then this choice to get there as opposed to mm. this is so much nicer yeah um, right because it just shows you the entire map of Fuyuki with like all the like I guess you can watch you can see like uh, Fuyuki and then or, or is it yeah Miyama and then Shinto yeah, yeah. and they're like on e- each on one screen each on their own screen and you have like you know the harbor or like the uh, the Emir residence or the school yeah. or like the um, and the temple, yeah. right? And they each of the characters had like whoever each event has like a character on it, and they have little animations that they do when you like hover over them or click on them, and yeah. you have like you know Lancer like winking at you or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah it's cute. It's a it's a it's a fun way of engaging with the thing. Mm-hmm. I will say. Something mm-hmm. something uh, that I do actually miss from Kiketsu Toya uh, is the uh, loading screens that sometimes had like fun development like bits on yes. them. That that is completely absent from here. It is hmm. yes, Kiketsu Toya feels much less polished. Feels more like a Dojin game in that way. Yeah, that is like mm-hmm. here are a bunch of fun and funky facts about us and like random characters uh-huh. and yeah. yeah. Uh, here we're gonna for some reason we're gonna set up the dead apostle ancestors here in the loading screen facts yes <laughs> um um a one random structural element that is not obvious and took me and like confused me for a little bit when i was playing this the first time on the first of the four days uh you can go to school yes and it will and it is a school day and you can it'll ask you go to do you want to go to school and it actually has an extra set of um you can't do like the noon act like the like the non-nighttime activities 
in the school if you don't go to school in the yes, morning. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so there's actually there's actually an extra time slot that doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting bit. Because if you go to the school, there's like morning, uh, noon, and then there's after school. And there's not that and then nighttime. Yeah. And there's not that extra after school section uh in any of the other locations. I think I missed out or I will get it next time, but I, I did not get a Nekosan scene mm-hmm. because of this fact. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just see the Nekosan scene. I, was, uh, I kept for or I never internalized that only the first day is a school day that two, mm-hmm. three, four are weekend and then holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that took me I got so confused. I was like like the first time I was playing this, it got really confusing to yeah. me. Because I was like, I know I'm missing something. What the hell is happening? Like where where is this? Mm-hmm. And it was like hidden in this way. So I wanted to like put that out front to make sure people weren't confused. So the way that I did this going forward is I looked at Lauren Lauren, I looked at your guide and I was like, Oh, I guess I have to do just these things. Oh no. And then I'm I did sorry. all of those, got uh I think back night two, and then uh was like then I talked to Fen about it and figured out what I was doing wrong and was like, oh fuck, now I have to do all of the <laughs> of the goofy scenes. It's I I appreciate that the game marks with an exclamation point yeah. things that will mm-hmm. advance the meta plot. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. a little silly that sometimes those things are just um it feels like sometimes those things are just oh we marked this because it unlocks a later scene yeah uh that is also a hangout scene uh but there are also scenes that unlock later scenes that are just hangout scenes that are not marked um uh-huh. it is a little goofy but right like so basically each one has an exclamation point one will set a flag yeah and the flags determine Things like which uh, hangout scenes you see, and also when you progress to the next Be- uh, Bazetan Avenger section. Yeah, but I, I guess what I mean is there are also invisible flags that unlock uh, yeah. new scenes that, and those are not marked with an exclamation point. Mm. Yeah, and that confused me a little bit. I so like the the structure of the Hollow Atraxia is like really not that clear to me. It's uh, it's so much better than Kigatsu Toya. It's so uh, much it's so better. much better. But yeah, it could be a little more clear, but it is like this is like this is for super fans, right? Yeah. This is not for oh, yeah. uh regular people. This is for like uh people who are like uh for Saber and the world. Anything. I'll put up with anything. Um <laughs> should we talk talk about scenes? Yeah, well, how do we want to do this? I do would we love to talk about uh goof off scenes first and then get back to uh yeah. like uh, let's talk about a bunch of goofy scenes and then we can talk about the second bazaar scene. Who's got some scenes they then... want to talk about? Um the very first scene that I did was uh Shiro in his room with Taiga uh and the only note that I have from this scene is that Shiro is already boy wife but that he likes cleaning so much that he has to stop himself from uh cleaning yep. is very funny. <laughs> Yep, there's a lot of Shiro boy wife in here. It's true. He calls himself. He he says something about uh, him and Castor having housewife solidarity. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, as a fellow housewife, I can't just leave her like oh yeah, like this. Uh, this. Oh oh, we also. I, I was I was. I'm thinking about the scene where Sakura is waiting for like the new church representative to show up. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh. 
and she, and the church representative never does. But also, Zokin's still alive. Yeah, which yeah puts this. Who dies in Fate Route? It's Kotamine and Gil and Gil and Saber. Right. I mean, I think part of this is that like well, Saber disappears. So the the explanation that dies. I've seen other places is that like anyone who like the reason Kotamine is dead or like is like shown as is like you know talked about as dead is that he's the only person who dies every single time. I have yes, every... I have this note for the next scene. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, it makes sense that since Kotamine always dies, he's dead." Uh yeah. Right. So if you put everything in the multiverse collider, there's still no Kotamine yeah. afterwards. Uh-huh. He was a doomed and ass like... dude, you know. Yeah. The way he was eating spicy food at his age, he wasn't going to last <laughs> that way, you know. Mhm. I'm uh, fuck. He's probably younger than me. <laughs> Kidding. He he probably is Wait. like twenty seven or something. Wait, no, he has like he's older. Yeah, how old is he? He's probably in his fifties. Oh, I'd be shocked. How old is twenty eight in Fate Zero? Twenty eight. So he's thirty eight in Stay Night. Oh, okay. So okay, he's not that old, but uh, yeah, he's thirty eight in Stay Night. Kind of guy. So who, I'm. You have to stop saying her name um yeah i'm pushing i i turned 34 this year uh-huh, uh-huh. i'm 30 i'm gonna be 31. 31 i'm gonna be 31 or you're turning 30 no i'm no, turning you're 31 so i'm turning 32 what you're not a full year <laughs> older than me ben wow age gap <laughs> yes me and fen are age gap year yes we're like three months apart or something <laughs> five oh, months apart four you're you're born in June. It's three and a half. I'm born in the beginning of October. You're born at the towards the end of June. It's age gap theory. <laughs> really, if you're not born on exactly the same day at exactly the same moment, that's an uncomfortable power dynamic. Yes. <laughs> you're just cult- culturally, you're everything is different. You know. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What? Yeah, what do we want to talk about? Want to talk about Lancer? Yeah, let's talk about Lancer. Talk about Lancer. Let's go to visit Lancer and his like pants now. Lancer is wearing. Lancer is hot. <laughs> I'll is the thing. Your word for it, but I, I know look. that people believe this about Lancer. He's he's too much of a dirtbag. I want my women to be dirtbags and my men right. to be uh cute twins. Yeah. Lancer's like he's a buff twink, I guess. Uh-huh, but yes, yeah. I like his like setup there on the pier. Is the thing uh-huh. with his like he's picked up smoking. I like how like, bad he looks. Her. His pose is the goofiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt. Yes, he's he's got his Hawaiian shirt on. He's got like a coffee like a coffee can full of like cigarette yes. butts, like some smokes. And he's just, like, sitting there on the pier with, like, this, like, a rod that is just a rod and has no reel yes. on it. Mm-hmm. And a bucket for fish. Mm-hmm. He works he's at apparently very market. good at yes. fishing. Yes. Uh, um, he's, he's apparently been giving the fish to Taiga for, to take uh-huh. home, and he has been in, uh, unknowingly stalking Shiro's house. Uh-huh. Yes. He also, uh, he works in the shopping district, apparently at a couple of different places because he's been fired for harassing women, I think. And, I think he uh, has multiple jobs. 
does he have he says something at some point of i can't get fired from here too yeah okay i might have missed that scene uh lancer has been making a pest of himself and we'll, we'll get himself. into that too this is uh, he okay. is living at the church still <laughs> kind of <laughs> um th- yeah we can finish this scene and then i have another like weird format thing yeah yeah um so, i mean a lot of it is okay so part of this is that like like Ilya, i think like tasks you with going to talk to all the servants yes. and being and like saying like get their picture on like what the um what they're gonna do with the holy grail war and i think like lancer is the first one you can find and uh basically he says you know i don't re-, he gives an answer that we'll see, hear basically a lot from most of them in different forms which is I know that the Grail War is happening. Uh, I'm not going to start anything because I'm chilling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is nice. But if anybody comes at me, I'm going to, like, go I'm in shit and off, murder yeah. everyone. I do, yeah. I do like his vibe, which is, like, uh, uh, Shiro responds to that with, like, oh, yeah, like, you're friends with everyone. And Lancer's like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I might have to kill my friends, but they're still my friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very professional. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like every every servant kind of has a different mm-hmm. way of saying basically the same thing, but it's yeah. like very characterful mm-hmm. the way that they. Yeah, um, yeah, we get like Lancer being like, I I don't know, man, I'm just chasing babes and fish out here. <laughs> uh, right, and Caster compared to Ryder, who is like. I will turn this town into a bloodbath if anybody well, like comes inside. If Sakura decides that she wants to be the bad guy again, I will kill every single person and you. <laughs> and there's nothing anyone yeah. can do to stop me. And in fact, I'm planning for it. <laughs> and then Caster is like, I'm married now. Uh, I've gone down. I watch the shopping channel. Uh, I'm bad at cooking, but I love my husband. Right, like, Caster, for the first time in her life, has low expectations and is, like, you know, getting laid while not under mind control. Uh-huh. So, she's, you know, enjoying life for the first yeah. time. She's on vacation. This is what I like about Caster and Holodorexia, is that she's, like... She's vibing. She's like those rich women who, like, roleplay as, like, um, like, uh, cattle maids or whatever. <laughs> like, she doesn't she's need to do any of this. Core. She's just fucking around. Uh, I do like the bit of Caster, how uh, Saber's like, oh yeah, Caster hasn't taken down any of the magical defenses around the temple. And in fact, she's put up so many more in the past couple of months that I think it might just be a weird hobby of hers, <laughs> but it's still a little yes. worrying. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kojiro, fake assassin, is also hanging out still. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's having a good time. He's not... He's, He's not doing anything. He just kind of hangs right. out and occasionally bothers Caster. <laughs> right. This is there's living. a lot of like <laughs> he can't. You know, there's a good bit where he's like, uh, she's like accuses him of being useless and not doing the chores, and he's like, yes. In in times of peace, truly a samurai is useless. I would be much better off like tilling the fields. Isn't that right? Yeah, and he and she's just like seething. He's like, it would take more magical energy for you to ha- make me materialize and sweep than doing it yourself. And as a mage, you really can't justify <laughs> wasting that kind of energy, can you? And so she's sweeping and mad about it. <laughs> Well, he invisibly. That's won. also a fun scene. This is the scene that, like, you said, like Olivia was posting about, where like she like talks to Shiro and is like, 
You know what? I wish I had summoned a, uh, like, a more a compliant servant who would do chores for me and, like, what, and as someone I could easily, like, mentally dominate and, like, Shiro just sort of gulps and I think the line is, like, I could feel the temperature in my body dropping. Uh-huh. uh-huh. This happens to Shiro with several people. <laughs> Mostly just Caster and Ilya. Ilya, Ryder mm-hmm. also does the, okay. the, the, the thing. But again, speaking Ryder's of, doing it for access to a bike. Speaking of character assassinations, yeah. Ilya's Ilya a life baby. is so miserable in this game. I think she's cute. So she far. did like morph into an actual child. Yes. One, she's an actual child. Two. So, most of the time. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have not seen. A I haven't scene seen much. There's like where... the one scene where she turns on the sexy baby act and tries to like uh, brainwash Shiro, and then have you seen the bit where she's in the where she shows up at the school? No, I don't think so. Yes, did you like that scene, Ben? No. <laughs> the okay, really okay, the, the first half of that scene is Shiro going, "I look like a criminal." Oh, oh no. I remember this. Um, oh no! Wait. Uh, this is this is a thing that I do not love with Ilya in this is that she mm-hmm. makes a lot of jokes about Shiro being a lollicon or like well, yes. okay. yeah, no, that's, she that's does not miserable. say the word lollicon but yeah she implies that Rin yes, no, that is really bad. <laughs> yeah so I guess Ilya is kind of the, the Kohaku character assassination yes. in a way instead of Saber I am, I am hoping that there is something there at some point I'm like holding out hope but right now there are some good Ilya scenes um I don't know how much you're going to like them like so here's the thing I I really despise a lot of the the Ilya stuff mm-hmm. where it's like ha 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 don't you look like a criminal or whatever yeah. um and like I hated all that stuff in Stay Night yeah. too um where it's not like she's like making the char- she's not making that joke in character but it's positioned in the same way so it sort of reads the same way Tiger again. Dojo stuff <laughs> Too, where she's like, oh, it's so much. This is honestly not as bad as Tiger Dojo, yeah. either. Like to oh, me, Ben's making eyebrows, but can't fully argue really? with you about it. Because uh, I mean, there's at no point in here does Ilya like put on like talk about wearing like a Nazi uniform yeah, and like is, nobody says the word lolicon. So like that's like my, you know, that's like the floor. <laughs> the bar is on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's the it's the thing where. You can tell a piece of media is aiming itself at lolicons mm-hmm. if it makes a joke about the protagonist being a lolicon. Yeah. Which Absolutely. every yeah, time yeah. Ilya's on screen, aside from maybe the first time when mm-hmm. she's in a big group, uh, it feels like the game is looking at you saying, Isn't it isn't it kind of funny that Shiro's hanging out with a 13-year-old kid? She's it doesn't it look good or look bad? She's an adult. She's 19. She's 19. But like the way Mm -hmm. that there's a scene where Shiro and Ilya talk, and it's like they are talking, they talk about when she was born. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you are talking like she was born after Shiro, Mm -hmm. which is just not true. (laughs) Yeah. Which one is that? Uh, great question. I don't know that either, but... It's not important. It's about, but no, broadly speaking, I I absolutely agree with you. Like this has always been a weird tightrope like for the... Ilya, right? Where it's like yes. she is 
enacting being a child she she she's a little she's enacting being a child because she never got to be a child right yes. and she is like manipulating people with that like childishness because she looks young and she's able to take advantage of it but also because she craves affection from other people this is she's just like that now right yeah. we we don't get the other side very often yeah and there's like stuff later that's better, and there's stuff later that's also worse. So she's like, cute, you know. But this is not why I like Ilya, right? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, the reason that I like even some of the stuff early on in Stay Night with Ilya, mm-hmm. uh, especially on a reread, is because I know that she is acting, that she's putting mm-hmm. on an act for Shiro and for herself. Yeah. Uh, and that under that is a person making cognizant decisions about how they present to the world yeah and Ilya, so far in this is innocent and is everything that Ilya isn't mm-hmm. uh in stay night yeah is like oh yeah i'm just an innocent little kid that so. it it is funny that she teases isei but the rest of that scene sucks yeah uh, so yeah, the, the I I made the very bold hoisting of myself by saying Illy was my favorite character in Fate Stay Night. Uh, I this is not uh, this is not helping. This is like uh, well, I guess this is just not really game with the stuff I like about Ilya in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, even Ilya, yeah, no, I mean, even I Ilya not as bad as Kohaku and Quick Joya. Yeah, right. I mean, so the thing is that like Ilya isn't like reduced to the same degree but the stuff that happens with Ilya is way worse than like the stuff that happens with Kohaku in like political slash moral terms <laughs> uh-huh. yeah going back to me being the game making me aware of who the presumed audience is mm-hmm. Ilya is, is in that case uh, like yes framing herself as a very or at a very certain yeah Person. She's always been a des- designed for Lollicon's character, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's especially bad here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing for me is, like, I read this, like, this Fate Stay Night, Ilya makes me uncomfortable for the same reason, even if there's other stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So, no, I totally like, I just, that. it doesn't read as, like, different to me. Hmm. It reads pretty different to me, but I understand why, if the, if the type of character is, like, a complete, like, off-putting thing for you, then, yeah, I totally get why it would just be like, the you know. Do we want to talk about any other Ilya stuff? I feel like character by character is a pretty good way to yeah, cover this. To we talked this. about Lancer, we talked this. about Ilya. Have we finished talking about Ryder? Is there anything else to talk about Ryder? Ryder's so hot. I There's a lot of good Ryder stuff. Just the, keep um, saying this. Yeah, Ryder is like, I'm a monster. I'm going to kill everyone in this town the second I have an opportunity. All for Sakura. I love Sakura. Yes. <laughs> that's that's Ryder's mm-hmm. bit. Um, I've said she, it, I've said it yeah. multiple times. I really wish Ryder wasn't a like predatory lesbian. It doesn't it yeah. doesn't not make perfect sense to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's it's the thing of like I desperately need Rin's perspective back mm-hmm. so that we mm-hmm. have someone who Diversity is into girls and doesn't chase around one girl while she screams no. I did not see that mm-hmm. scene at all. So that that is also the scene where uh Mitsuzori gets flirted with by Ku. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I did not see that. Yeah. Ku Ku flirting with people scenes. Um most of them like eh, mostly land. I didn't really like them. I think this this is the thing is that Ku is also sort of like 
you know, a bit of a pest about this. I've never been a coup guy, you know, I guess well, that's the thing. Um, like, the, okay, so I think, like, the, the, the sort of canonical one here for me is, like, Shiro is, like, sitting on the bench in the park. Ku sits down next to him and is like, man, what the fuck are you doing here? I wish there was, I wish there were women. Uh-huh. And... Do you, do you know this one? Yeah, like, yeah. He, and like, then Ku is like, you know, digression about, like, what if you were a woman? Yeah, I'd fuck you if you were a girl. <laughs> uh, you don't have to blush, it's fine. Lancer said trans rights, parentheses, they're hot. <laughs> yeah. Lancer chaser moments. Yeah, right. Lancer's like the, 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 the creep boyfriend from Boko no Hentai. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I'd fuck yes. you if you dressed like a girl, bud. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And then and then it goes into, like, the, the track team shows up. And he's like, ah, yes, time to, you know, perv. And <laughs> time to perv. Then, like, they, uh, yeah, so they, he, like, tries to, like, flirt with them. And then is like, you got, hey, you want to go and, like, uh, get some lunch? And they're, one of them, most of them are like, yeah, I, I guess, whatever. And Shiro calls over uh, Himuro and is like, hey, if this guy starts to act up, this is what you got to do. Mm -hmm. Um and then they they all sort of go away, and then like ten minutes, like what is it, like less than ten yeah. minutes later, Lancer is like running off and uh, saying like, "What did you have me eat?" Uh -huh, uh -huh. And the the joke is that like they had him eat a hot dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah. So he thought he ate a dog, and he got upset. Well, no, he has a uh, that's like his um. Oh. He has a gear saying like that says he's not allowed to eat dog ever. Oh yeah. right, right, right. Okay, yeah, right. It's not not just that he's scared. It's the yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, well, okay. The thing with Lancer is that it really feels like the game can't decide if he's uh, hot and good at flirting and, like, uh, good at women or if he's a creep <laughs> or if he's going to assault someone. Well, I mean, so this is the thing. I think that's interesting, though, in terms of, like, the way that Lancer versus uh, Ryder are presented, where, like, you know, uh, same-sex romance is, like, presented in this sort of like comedy pervert way yeah. and a like a grown man hitting on high school girls is like oh isn't that kind of funny he's kind of good at it isn't that cool this is why i don't like it yeah yeah no i i think it's like i think it's like bad but it is like and it's like present but it, and i think it's just interesting to contrast the ways that it's presented okay because i think there's a lot of like heteronormativity in that like um that like polarity yeah there well okay yeah this is the other thing i i know intellectually that lancer is a grown man mm -hmm. he looks like he's like 18 does he? he he doesn't look that young to me i don't know if i agree maybe i'm just wrong maybe but like maybe I, I don't know i mean it's anime it's, it's like there's a lot of like who knows he looks like uh to me someone that uh I, he he could go either way where you're like uh depending on who's drawing him he looks like he's like in his 30s but someone's gonna say he's 18 you know mm -hmm. like a jojo mm -hmm. or vice versa you know mm -hmm. i guess he's in a liminal space this is kind of the thing with all servants is that um yeah he reads older to me though generally mm -hmm. writer too they both read like in their 20s I guess that's the case. Saber looks like a like small. Saber looks like a teen. Oh. Aside from Kazuki, everyone who we have an age for is like twenty two or younger. Yeah, I think Food Taiga's twenty two or something. Yeah, I think um, Taiga's older than that. And so, like, yeah, I guess that that just kind Taiga of puts me like baby. 
puts me in the mode of oh these are all like high school or just graduated high school age people right i mean i don't know if i we, we've talked about like you know joking about oh yeah taiga is 24 and stay night um okay we talked about like oh you know joking about age gap whatever but like even high even college age students hitting on high schoolers is like weird right and like okay you know, I, I think like when you're in your like 20s and 30s it doesn't matter as much but like yeah yeah it's an awkward an awkward period there okay it's funny the when shiro imagines Ryder uh running from the police on a bike <laughs> It is very uh-huh. funny very when funny. she and she like takes off her glasses to uh, to uh-huh. um, turn the police car to stone. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Shiro Shiro like is trying to talk her out of getting a motorcycle by saying she can't get a license because you know mm-hmm. she isn't human, doesn't have any paperwork, so she couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And they, if she got arrested, it would cause a lot of trouble. And then he does not say, "Of course, she would never be arrested because the police would never catch her." Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she doesn't figure that out. So. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of like, yeah, the, the, the Ryder Shiro Sakura dynamic is sort of funny because like, I was so bummed when like Shiro and Ryder were just like reading books together and like bonding like uh, the slightest bit and Sakura came in and was like, no, this can't happen because I'm jealous, you know, and I was like, let, let yeah. them be bros for fuck's sake. And yeah. Ryder's like, you're not allowed to come in my room anymore. And it's like, I know you're trying yeah. to be a wingman, but like, you you live there half the time. Like, you two should yeah. be able to interact. It's very like, it's this weird, it's the harem thing of like, well, men can be friends with women, but really, it's like overtures to marriage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I definitely remember like, okay, back before I dropped like a, a bigger bomb on them, my parents were like, I told them like I was like in when I was like in my twenties, I would just like spend time with my female friends alone and they would like they were like scandalized and I was like, what are you talking about? Uh the the Ryder Shiro book club is cute. Um mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the the best part of that scene is uh let's see. Um is Ryder saying, I have my own ways of having fun. I'm a woman after all. In other words, I'm not as impenetrable a person as you and Sakura believe. Uh-huh. Which is like, oh, she's dating Rin and other girls under their noses. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh the rest of the scene is pretty boring. Yeah. Um the Yeah. Yeah. What other what good rider stuff has there been? The, I'm scrolling through my notes looking for so rider funny. things because I don't funniest. have it organized by characters. Um her and Saber clash a bunch. There's a bit about the octopus and like food. Oh yeah, I like the oct- the octopus one. This is, funny. is also a zero reference. It is uh, zero reference, actually. That's why she hates octopus so much. Hmm. Uh, <sighs> Ryder does. Ryder tries to pretend she does that. There's no foods that she doesn't like besides snake, but she doesn't like natto. She doesn't like mm-hmm. bush. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, I don't like natto either. I can't eat it. Ryder has a part time job. Oh. Ryder does have a part-time job. There's a good, there's a very good scene with Ryder and Caster. Mm, um, I've not seen this. Yet. I don't know if either of you saw, but it's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Uh, Ryder again. The scene where that's the scene where Ku and mm-hmm. is flirting mm-hmm. with Mitsuzuri and. Oh no, it's a different one. Uh, sorry, I mean, I mean the the one where it becomes clear that Ryder comes over and says, uh, "I work around here, actually." Mm. So she also mm, works yeah. at the at the place. I see. I see. 
Um, um, let's see. Uh, um, the bit where they clean Rin's house is funny. Ryder has some good moments yeah. there. Uh huh. Uh huh. There are a lot of. Oh, like, I like the the one where Shira goes there alone and like finds her like gym equipment in the in the basement and like quietly backs away. Uh huh. And then <laughs> yeah, he's like, and then I feel like I've seen something and, like, like very it. private. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any saber scenes you want? I to love do? the idea of Jim Rin is like a gym rat. They do this in Stay Night, yes. but like. She's a martial artist. Yeah. She should be buff. She is. Um, She's buff. Real One last rider thing, although I guess it's more of a Sakura thing, mm-hmm. is... Oh, we uh, should uh, transition into Sakura then. Yeah. The the yeah. cleaning thing, or the, the cleaning, rain cleaning part two is what I titled this. Uh, mm-hmm. Music, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the bit where, uh, like, Sakura says, um, like, please excuse me, ojimashimasu. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ryder's like, shouldn't it be Tadaima? <laughs> and they have like a cute conversation about how actually Shiro's house is more her home than than Rin. else. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rin's or her own. Yeah. yeah. Sakura. There's some nice scenes of Sakura like having grown and changed as a person, and having like friends and connections and the ability to assert herself. Yeah. yeah. That stuff's nice. The her her as captain of the archery. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Love was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Like the are you talking about the bit with the the rock paper scissors? Yes. Yes. Yes, cuz cuz she yeah. can boss around Taiga. Taiga bosses around Ayako and Ayako can talk boss around uh Sakura. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're at you know yeah, no, stalemate. It, and there's a lot of stuff about like um, you know, I I like so, okay, so there's a there's this thing here where like we see Sakura now is like, oh, she's like grown as a person. Um and there were like hints towards this at like the end of both, I think at least the fate route and of Heaven's Feel, certainly. Um and while it doesn't actually like work like that realistically, like it's not just like, oh, it's a half a year now, and now she's like, you know, very assertive. But the, at least there are like hints of like they like mention, like, oh yeah, oh, you know, for a while it was sort of touch and go, but she's, you know, started to find her voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That stuff's nice. Um, which I like. And so it's not just like, oh, yeah, everything fixed all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was like, oh, this was just six months ago. Um, there is there is a kind months. of idealized Shinji's better now. <laughs> and So here's the thing. I had uh, Rialta Nua where Shinji was not like, he was just like, he, he was like a, a physically abusive only later on. Mm-hmm. And not like actually a rapist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very, Which, very like, different vibe. Yeah, this, and it really changes like the way that you approach the Shinji scenes in Hollow Dyraxia. Yes, or at least the way that I would have. Saying, this came out three years before Rialta Nui yeah. existed. Shiro yes. references yeah, Shinji beating Sakura too at one point. Yeah. Um, he does, yeah. But yeah. yeah, there is a like throwaway line that is basically everything's fine now because Shinji's good and Sakura yeah, is Sakura's like got like a nice tone in her voice while talking about him. It just, yeah. it, it, it's, it's not great. I will say that the, uh, the scene where he's like, uh, my life sucks. And then like, you can see him appear in the background of the stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. just like tiny. That joke made me laugh. The, okay. The bit where he said, I'm only in three scenes. And yeah. I was like, thank God. <laughs> Thank fucking God, yeah. There's an incredible... And, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we have other things to say about Sakura? Uh, she's Her housewife thing doesn't really do much for me, so I'm still not very interested. I like her. that she's friends with Caster. That that bit's cute. I like that she's... 
I love the one where she, yeah, where she's like complaining about Rin to Caster, and she's like, "I would let you know, let's take Caster home. I want to, I want to learn from her." Yes, yes. There's a, there's a, uh. a brief. She's talking about Rin, but she uh, mentioned for a second. It sounds like she's talking about a Kiha, which is very funny. Yes. Well, what she says is she's like, "Oh, it's it's To," when she doesn't want to say Tosaka, so she says, "It's Tono-san yeah. from the Girls Academy." And then, then there's a moment where she's like, "You know, she's 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 rich. Uh, she acts the, like a good person, and everyone looks up to her, but she's really an evil like asshole who is manipulating people." I'm like, "Yeah, that's uh, that's and that's a key, huh? <laughs> Yeah, but then yeah, it's she's she's talking about Rin, obviously. Mm-hmm. But fun crossover moments. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Her being friends with Caster, it makes sense. They're both housewives. Um, I I do like the, like, I I personally like all the stuff about, like, Shiro and Sakura, like, cooking together. Like, they, it's, it it reads as, like, a chop-talking kind of thing to me. Yeah, it's like, I get why people like it, it's just not my thing, right? Yeah, totally. I just have, it's just fun for me. Yeah, totally. Um... Um, okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the the one Shinji scene that you were going to bring up? Uh, yeah. Ben? Transferring uh, real quick into mostly Issei, but mm. Shinji's also yeah. here. Uh, Nasu has realized just how good a couple Shiro and Issei are, and is leaning yes. all the way in. Uh huh. Absolutely. Um. There's an the the like one of the first I think the first Shinji scene that I ran into is. Shinji or Issei and yeah, Issei and Shinji both coming up to Shiro and being like, "Eat lunch with me, yeah, yeah, yeah. eat lunch with me." <laughs> um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Issei blushes during that scene. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's great. It's it's very good. <laughs> the first Shinji that um, I saw was the Docs one, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I yeah, I do like the bit where they're like, "Fine, if we can't if we can't decide who who's gonna like where we're gonna have lunch, Shiro, you choose." And he's like, "Oh, that's easy. I'll just go with Issei." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's... And you get that like you get that weird like uh, sprite of Shinji where he like I hold on. <laughs> There is a, a bit pick. after that where Shiro's like, did I say something? What, did I like go too far? And Issei's like, oh, yeah, if you had done that to me, I would be choosing suicide. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just put this oh, 3G yeah. sprite in the, the chat. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Weird one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's great. It is ass. Uh, Basically, every time Issei is on screen, it's to be slightly or extremely gay for Shiro. Mm-hmm. 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 Pretty much. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, um, uh, yeah. Do you remember what the context of Gothic Lolita uh, Issei is? No, I do not remember. Okay, I have it. I remember in my seeing notes. it, and I remember like. And I don't remember where it came from, but uh, there's also a bit where Ryder's at school and uh, everyone is talking about, like, all the pretty girls that uh, yes. Shiro has around him. And like, oh, and Ryoto is pretty good looking, too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, it's so good. Shin- or uh, Issei is clearly being uh, set up as a potential love interest. Yes. For... It is very funny. 
There is a bit in the uh, in the temple where Shiro gets pressed by Issei's brother and to help him clean up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they end up having lunch together. And then this is where Shiro, one of the times when Shiro discovers that Castor sucks at cooking and mm-hmm. uh, Uzuki just has no feelings, so he'll eat whatever she makes anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, this starts like a quest chain of helping Castor learn how to cook. I have not like fully followed this yet, but uh, he has mm-hmm. promised to give her lessons. And yes. there's bits like, this is going to lead to something terrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically every step is Shira going, this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. This is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the second one is like, he sees her like in the shopping district and she's kind of looking a little bit like, you know, her little ears not really knowing around. what she's doing. He um, helps her shop, and like... all she does is talk about how hot Kuzuki is. Real, mm-hmm. like, uh, real newlyweds energy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are they wet newlyweds or not? Because there's one part where they're like, oh yeah, they're married, so they're living together in the temple. And then there's another part where they're like, oh, they're gonna get married. Is there a wedding scene I think somewhere they're married. Here? I'm pretty sure they're married. Yeah. Uh, this Okay, that is... But also, that is... One of the interesting things about the format is that it's a four-day loop mm. where uh, your progress from the previous days carries over. Uh-huh. So, like, mm-hmm. you can start, uh, yeah, you can start a a thing on the fourth day, and then everyone will pretend it already happened on the first day even though mostly their memories have been reset. That's time shenanigans. Yeah. Yep. Um, Which is like, yeah, that is the one place where like, I think as a game, this format look, works really well because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there are things that you can only do on certain days. Yeah. Mostly day one and day four. Those are mostly the days that only certain things happen on. It's raining really hard. I'm sorry if you can hear this. Um, But it yes uh the the kagetsu joy toya being the same day over and over again Mm -hmm. and very clearly a dream is like that kind of Mm. works a little better Mm -hmm. in terms of yeah i don't maybe maybe at some point we'll find out something about the setup for this that is like oh actually it makes perfect sense but one more caster thing Uh, i like her casual clothes it's cute there's i like them a lot i showed them to my wife and she's like this is this is clashing um and i I don't think she's wrong but i also really like them i don't think she looks great but (laughs) it's better than better than her stay night sprites that's true uh and we one more shout out to the ear wiggle (laughs) okay i'm i'm ready to shout out the ear wiggle as many times as you want yeah um Mitsuzuri. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I like her I like her zip off jeans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's really dumb. Uh I got a scene of her uh bullying Shiro into uh playing arcade games with her. That's yeah. all I yeah. saw. Um yeah. there's not there's like that and like the, the one where she gets hit on by Lancer. Um and then some of the stuff in the archery range. Yes. Um, oh right. She was in the archery range that one time. <laughs> Because the, the want to talk about her brother? Oh right, her Sundere brother. Yeah, who's down <laughs> bad for Sakura. Yeah, yeah. there was a and, moment where like, I was like, "Is he down bad for Shiro?" Oh no, it's Sakura. Yeah, 
I think there was the, the one bit where like there, there's like a top comedy scene with like Taiga and Sakura where Sakura is like giving her a massage or whatever. And as a one-off side note, they talk about how like she was showing this off at she was like doing this for some of the students at the um the archery range, and they talked about how like she gave uh Ayako's brother a massage, and he was like unable to move for like the next day. <laughs> yeah, the scene, the bit, the bit. Well, he's in the the scene where Shiro visits the archery range. Uh, every time mm-hmm. Sakura tries to talk to Shiro, he's like, <laughs> "I need help. I'm a big baby." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw the scene with him where he uh, goes up to Shiro and tries to like pick like doesn't try to pick a fight but kind of picks a fight with him all because he's trying to like ask about what he could get say uh, Sakura for like a gift yeah and he just goes oh, about so it in, like the the most like troublemaking way possible Shiro's like yeah why no, does he's... this guy hate me so much are you trying to like fight me <laughs> what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. and then like the that that's a really good bit where he's just like trying to get a, a buy Sakura a gift, mm-hmm. and Shiro's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with this guy a little bit. Uh-huh. I'll help oh. him, but also I'm gonna mess with him a little bit." Yeah, I I want him to say to my face, "I I like Sakura, and I want him. I'm gonna make him say what he likes about her, yeah, and then I'll tell him pretty. like her hobbies." And, he he has yeah. to like open up about the the things about her personality that he likes. Yeah. Which is funny. Like the He's gotta get weirdly yeah. intimate with his bro. Mm-hmm. His bro that he I like that I like that scene a lot actually. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's very funny to me. Um and then there's like the Oh, the 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 one with um the, the, the rock, paper, scissors, Taiga Mitsuzori yeah. Sakura scene. Afterwards when they go and get like um Obanyaki, they get seen together by some of the high schoolers and some of them are commenting like Oh man, poor Minor, poor Mitsuzuri Kun. Like, uh huh, uh huh. Sakura's like, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Something bad happened to him, and they're like, ah. <laughs> um. Real quick, I just remembered an incredible rider scene. Mm. Uh, where she's talking to Shiro about door to door salesman. Oh right. Uh, mm-hmm. While you were away, an unknown mm-hmm. character came by, suggesting we purchase a tabloid su- subscription. I refused, but he would not give up. He will come back every day until we buy one. A type of persistent burning passion, it seems. <laughs> Frankly speaking, would it be acceptable to regard him as an enemy? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah. Yashiro's like, please then, don't eat the salesman. Just call Sakura. And yeah. the, the bit about how Sakura will, like, listen patiently and then give them a big smile and then threaten to call the police <laughs> to get them to go away. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good bit. Um, track and field. Do you want to talk about like the? Yeah, I was just gonna say, I I like the one of the very early ones is um, uh, Makadera like, like slide tackling Shiro in the school, um, mm. and seeing his his uh his copy of Rin's pendant, oh, and right. going yeah. like, oh, you have wait, are you and Rin have something matching? I gotta get that too. I can't be. She says something like, uh. Either there, or maybe it's in the prologue, where she's like, uh, she's talking about Shiro saying, like, I'm a girl too, so I can't let him, I can't be beaten by Shiro. Uh-huh. And, like, this is, it's this weird sort of, like, ambiguity about, like, I guess it's fun to me to read it as, like, she views Shiro as, like, competition for Rin's affection uh-huh. and doesn't really understand what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Two things about Makadera. One... 
she is she's too ganky i guess it's three actually too ganky <laughs> um two yeah. she's one of my least favorite types of character which is uh doesn't know what sex is and is mad about it <laughs> it sounds funny how many like <laughs> yeah like wait uh, are there other examples of this that you would that i might like recognize here um none that i can think of off the top of my head but you've definitely seen it okay. before i feel like i've seen this before yeah it is okay it is uh more often an elementary schooler trope mm. um hmm. uh but she she kind of fits into that i don't understand what like yeah i don't understand what uh sex mm. is but i'm going to uh pretend i do and yeah uh and be mad be really ag- aggressive and physical um three yes the entirety of of it is hard to read the entirety of the track and field club as they're at least by <laughs> uh-huh they're an incredible polycule <laughs> uh-huh yeah himuro being like actually kaede is a huge masochist and the other one comes in and she's like uh i'm not talking about oh, yeah. this it's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, wait, like we're again. Yeah, Yuki comes in and is like, "Oh, she's a pervert." Like what? Like, that's the that was the line. Uh-huh, it's very funny. Uh-huh. I like Himuro is the most fun for me. Yeah, like, yeah. Yukika is a little bit just sort of there. Uh, Himuro is like mean in a very fun way. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, the bit where she's at the temple, um, is like, there aren't ghosts. I don't believe that ghosts exist. So I'm here to make sure that ghosts don't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She's like she's like Mulder and Scully like in the same person. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, we got No, she's she's a lot of fun. There is a there is a see there is a sequence of scenes with her later that are some of my favorite stuff in this game and i'm not going to say any more of that until you get closer to it because it is hard to get to and i will point you there when the time comes you got any more track and field club thoughts uh let me think uh maybe want to talk there is want to talk about neko-san i have not seen her you've not seen any neko-san she's been mentioned once or twice interesting Interesting. yeah she's in this but not very much and i i missed the one scene with her Uh uh i'll go to school on my next loop there is a good bit where she mentions uh i won't talk about her then but i will mention this one bit where she does talk about she wanted to bring shiro to out to dinner you know what i mean uh, as a reward for his hard work etc etc she's like Mm -hmm. but there's a there's a ghost story happening at my favorite like restaurant that i go to apparently a like hot woman comes in orders food for two eats it all when no one's looking and then vanishes after paying (laughs) it's like oh yeah her and uh avenger are having are having dinner there Mm -hmm. Uh that's a good bit yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that what unlocks the ghost house no No. i went to the ghost you went to the ghost house yeah i went to the ghost house and i haven't seen it i also went to the ghost house uh Uh, i guess fun to see that house during the day not a character but it is there are a bunch of scenes that are kind of just mood setting or like tone setting Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. that are like typically pretty short uh the the haunted house fits into this there are also one or two at school and mm-hmm. some other places that are just like shiro goes somewhere is like everything looks 
fine here. Why am I here? Yeah. And then like leaves. <laughs> right. Like the, then, the, um, yeah. notably the bit with the, um, uh, the shed where he like goes into the shed and is like, I feel like I should be doing something here. Don't know what that's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Um, um, there's, yeah, there's, an, there's one at school where he's like, why am I turning around so often? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like silent behind me. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we haven't actually talked about Saber yet. Um, is there I was else saving you want to do? best for last. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about- yeah, no, that's fine. I'm just thinking that like, is there, do you want to talk about baby Gil? I was just going to say kid. Why Gil. is baby Gil here? Well, I, well, well okay, that becomes clear the second time that you see. He him, said, but... this is too fucking stupid for me. I'm going to, it's bottoms up I'm and to a baby yeah. with a youth potion. And I'm going to be a child because this is shit for children. Um, I do appreciate that Gil is like, everyone I've talked to hates me. How did I become such a bad person? Mm-hmm. Had a torrid gay romance that ended in tragedy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. Ben and I are yeah, just so like, he's like he's just like a little like one step away from becoming a supervillain. <laughs> right. He's got his little like hoodie on and like what I I don't know what the script on his shirt says or what like it looks like I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know what language it is. Yeah. But it's something. Um, anyway, yeah, that's yeah. The, he's just little around. Gilgamesh is here. He's there. He's there to say, um, uh, Kotamine is definitely dead and has nothing to do with this story. He In okay. Lancer has already mm-hmm. said that. Uh-huh. And also, he's playing uh, soccer with some kids. Yes, which is like again reinforces that like oh he's well liked mm-hmm. and like he is a good person. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saber. Yeah, not much to say. Uh, Herc- uh, yeah. Heracles is defending uh, Ilya's castle, and he'll just kind of stand there, but if you cross the line, he'll just start screaming. Okay, uh, the VA in that scene is incredible. Uh-huh. The way that Shiro's mm-hmm. voice trembles yes. is no, very funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just want to say, look out for a follow-up to, to that scene. Okay. Ilya was plotting something, so yeah. I presume... Ilya was, was plotting something, and uh, just look out for the follow-up. I see. Uh, okay, Saber, Saber. We're going to talk about Saber. 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 Saber's cute. Yeah. Um, I like the... There are a couple bits... So there, there are a couple sections where there's, like, sort of Shiro will do stuff by himself, and then now he'll go with Saber. Mm-hmm. And mostly this is, like, going patrolling at night, but there is the one little bit of, like, um, the, uh, like, cooking the yams. Like, the sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet potatoes. Saber's sweet potato eating sprite. Very cute. Very charming. Oh, or she has God. a couple sprites I have just like, for this. I have, like, seven screenshots of this scene because she has mm-hmm. four or five distinct sweet potato eating sprites. Mm-hmm. That's true. And they're great. They're all great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with specifically the one with her mouth a little open, stars in her eyes, yeah. uh, holding mm-hmm. a sweet potato, going like, "Wow, this is so delicious." Um, yeah, again, like, I wish she's not got a lot going on, but it's no. cute to see her. There are 
it's that scene that scene is so good uh there's a scene where she's talking about lingerie that is like oh. mostly lands yes that's where yeah. that came no, up it, that, that one i like a lot actually this is this is Rin's role in the story at this point. Yes. Right. Is she has planted a whole bunch of seeds to, to hurt Shiro. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, the, the, this, is, this has some of the best non-sprite animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. With a, like, the screen slides down and Rin appears. <laughs> yes. And it's mm-hmm. really funny. Right, and, but it has, like, her little, uh, her Taiga Dojo sprite, yes. like, dancing on her bed yes, with yeah. her, as, like, her regular sprite in the foreground, laughing, like, yeah. laughing. Yeah, Saber doesn't like, understand the concept of lingerie, so Shiro has to right. uh, like explain, uh, give give a fairly good answer, honestly, yeah. about uh-huh. why women wear lingerie. <laughs> he's like he's like bullshitting, but he ca- actually hits the mark, and like Saber's like, I totally understand now. So will you help me pick out my underwear? <laughs> right, like what he says is like, oh, it's a, um, a woman's uh, pride. Uh, it's a woman's pride. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I understand. Like, this is one of these things where it goes back into, like, when she was a general or something and starts talking about, like, oh, yeah, when I was a king, you know, you come back from the battle and you wear your your glory uniform. Uh uh Sometimes you take off your armor as a show of, like, good faith to an ally. Mm -hmm. This is a very, like, uh, Shiro and Saber in the bros club together moment. uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh I appreciate that extremely uh saber transfem moments <laughs> absolutely um i like the um i like the the ending of that scene is like they open the door like saber is like i will not you know i'm gonna make you go shopping with Bo, go lingerie shopping with me yes. and shira runs away in like a little sex comedy way or whatever yeah. she uh, says then, i will never wear underwear again unless it was hand selected to me <laughs> for me by hero you're right and then they walk and out he, he, he books it yeah, and then you open the door and you find uh, Sakura and Ryder like listening in from outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like Sakura says, uh, like, like uh, as they leave, and it's playing like the comedy music. Uh, like, I wish you luck in your endeavor. And Saber just has like the smuggest little like smile <laughs> as she goes and hunts down Shiro. I just posted in the chat. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Saber great is perfect. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Saber sweet potato eating. Perfect. Um, uh, oh, uh, one that we missed that I'm, I'm remembering now is there was one that I kind of liked a lot um, of, like, Taiga in the woods. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Coming back from Kiritsugu's uh, grave. Yeah. Oh, I did not get that one. And where she's like, hey, did you tell, like, Saber or Ilya about this at all? And he's like, I guess I didn't. Um, huh. <laughs> and also, he never goes to visit Kiritsugu. He never goes to visit Kiritsugu, yeah. He kind of leaves that up to Taiga. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I think I think it is the the vibe there, if I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lauren, is he's like, I don't, I'm not like worthy. I haven't done anything that I can like go and tell Kiritsugu about and be proud of. Um, right. I mean, I think that like he definitely has, I mean, thinking about what it would be in Stay Night versus Holodoraxia is very different, right? Like, um, because in Stay Night, he's still very much like, I'm gonna be, you know, a hero or something. And in Holodoraxia, he's definitely like, like, there, it is this sort of like weird sort of, you know, multi-layered space where who knows what actually happened. But there's definitely like, Shiro is written in a different way than he is written in all of the other, part, in every route of Stay Night. Mm-hmm. He's chilled out. Right, like, he's chilled out considerably. Um, 
which is, I think, like, it's sort of interesting to see, like, okay, yeah, he's less, like, and he's, like, a little bit more playful with people, I think. Mm-hmm. He has a sense of humor as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, returning to Saber really quickly. Yes. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, there are a couple, uh, we get a couple of good um, Saber kind of, or melancholy scenes with Saber. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's one in the in the dojo at mm-hmm. uh, Shiro's house where, um, uh, this is mostly Shiro thinking, but I'll probably soon forget all the small talk exchange today anyway. Yet the evening sunlight dancing on the walls by, of the dojo and Saber's gentle smile, those will surely stay in my mind forever. Mm-hmm. Is really good. And again, like, Gets it back lean- to oh she's she's gone here yes. yeah mm-hmm. it leans pretty heavily on uh, mourning saber for for drama you know what I mean? yeah. Um, yeah um there's another one where she's at the docks that I yes a lot. yes I was looking for my notes on that and I can't find them but yeah I mean it's a lot of like uh, you know it's like it's an interesting thing about like regret about like leaving the country. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, she's, like, reminiscing about, like, oh, this is so different from, like, the shores of the mm-hmm. England where I grew up. And, uh, like, you know, it'd be nice to go back and be able to to see that again. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple things about the scene. One, uh, the title of it is This Is Not Heaven, um, mm-hmm. which is a really great mm-hmm. scene title for a scene about talking about hometowns. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, having read more to Arthur, uh... I forget that Nasu's saber never left Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. one, uh, the first time saber leaves Britain, or, or King Arthur <laughs> uh, leaves Britain, is to carve a path all the way to Rome to rescue the Pope. Because um, saber's Catholic. <laughs> Do you remember that saber's Catholic? Um, and then the second time is is Saber's downfall is Saber leaves to go help Lancelot in France mm-hmm. and then Arthur. comes back to Mordred. He said Saber again. I, okay. King Arthur leaves to go help Lancelot in France and then comes back and Mordred has attempted a coup mm-hmm. and is waiting at the docks or at the like harbor to fight the Saber's returning battered army because they just fought a lot of French people. <laughs> um the british love to do this uh mm-hmm. and so yeah it is it is yeah the just i think we are going to get a more fully featured uh with the unlimited blade works dvd set uh there's uh, kind of nasu's arthurian legend mm-hmm. is included as a book and so we're going to cover that at some point but it is huh. it is always fun uh looking at the differences is like Oh, at least in Morta Arthur, kind of King Arthur unites Britain and then like knights go on quests and like until the Holy Grail comes up and his and his country falls apart, it's mostly peaceful. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. versus this sa- saber is kind of ruling over a country that is constantly at war, uh constantly trying to keep itself together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other bit of this I like is um Saber the uh, Saber like ponderously talking about how she wishes she got to see the world you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh, i have a mm-hmm. moment of being like but you're across the world right now and then i'm like oh but she's not here yeah it's like this like weird like uh self-mourning uh-huh um 
Yeah, I I also my other note for this scene is the way that these two talk about hometown could not be more different than how I feel. Yes, uh, yeah. I was also here. Yeah, no, like, I had the same thought. Like it label put me down for hates their hometown. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I'll never I'll never forget the loneliness and isolation of where I grew up. Uh huh. But I have no intention of ever returning. Yeah. Um. Versus the way that both Saber and Shiro talk about their hometowns is like, I couldn't really go anywhere else. Like, here is where home is. This is very them, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just like expanding to a country scale, I'm certainly not uh, romantically uh, in love with the idea of the United States. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> There's like a little no. bit where Shiro's like, well, everyone loves the the country they're born in. And then like there's like a weird like picture and then it's like, but sometimes people also hate it. And it's like, oh, what do you mean? Yeah, there there's not a single person who does not love the land they were born and raised in. Even if they don't have any clear feelings of affection for it, it is a subconscious instinct that is difficult to defy. Difficult but not impossible, Shiro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which again is like as as you said, Ben. It is extremely Saber and yes, and Shiro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely, it's it's a very funny joke that playing poker with Saber is a fool's game because her luck stat is so high. Right, a luck stat is like a real thing you can have in uh, yes in this. Uh, that's great. Uh, there, I, I love Saber even when it's repeating stay night jokes uh, she gets incredibly grumpy uh, there's a training scene uh, and she gets incredibly grumpy mm, that mm-hmm. Shiro would dare learn anything from Ryder <laughs> how about the scene right, I think she's like Archer I can excuse yeah. but Ryder you know I could even ignore Archer's influence but Ryder out of all people <laughs> how about the scene where Saber right, is like, she has like this teddy weird... bear Oh my, yes. Okay. My title for that, uh, for my notes of that section, best scene in the game. <laughs> I love her. Yes, she is just dancing with her teddy bear, her teddy lion. And yes, that's true. You're right. Her her plushy lion. Shiro like shows up and like sees her, and she tries to hide it. It's such a funny he... like 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 delay where she sees him, panics, thinks about it, tries to hide it, and then tries to act like nothing weird. Just yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then he, he just teases her a little bit too much and uh she loses it on like I think like, they just say like wind takes over the house or something uh-huh. like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um I also want to post Miko Saber. That's one of the extras that you can uh unlock in the in Rin's Miko uh, Rider small. I think like Miko Rider when the little the the you know the bike the mama number two mama chari <laughs> yeah um there's also a great scene of uh most of the scene is Ilya and shiro getting a, a stuffed animal mm. but there's an incredible mm-hmm. scene of tiger dojo saber in the background as Ilya's bullying saber oh, right. for having a stuffed animal right Ilya found yeah, out about it deciding that she wants one yeah yeah because saber's like crying and repenting in the background as Ilya taunts her and then Ilya's like i also want one and saber's like how could you do this to me man <laughs> Um, I okay. Me, my dear Ben, uh, a cyberbullying PSA, but with <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh. it's saber cyberbullying, cyberbullying, cyberbullying. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, there's a, 
this is just more like saber eating jokes, but I I do like the bit where like I do like Taiga like seeding the house with like fancy food. Oh, like yeah, sure, like magazines. Like, uh, I think by my count, Shiro has promised expensive dinners to at least two people mm -hmm. by the end of what we played. Mm -hmm. Saber being yep. like, you know. Foie gras sounds expensive, but what if we just raise the goose ourselves? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then you know, going you out, and being out like, here in this courtyard here's for where like, we put the pigs, animals. <laughs> yeah. We're going to raise some truffle pigs. Is yeah. that okay, Shiro? I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, I like the bit where she just like lists fancy ingredients. Like, oh yeah, these are the things that I want. Uh huh. I don't um, know what to do with them, but you probably do, Shiro. <laughs> Uh, I think we mm -hmm. mentioned it earlier, but uh, again, the the entire uh, the party going to clean Rin's house is one incredible music. Uh -huh. They all like come on screen as like they're uh, talking about it like they're gonna fight the raid boss. Yes, uh, yeah. so Sakura I've... being like, I should have specced as a cleric. Is yeah, I haven't seen this time around. What was that? I was gonna, I haven't seen that one this time around, but I remember it very very mm -hmm. vividly. Also, Sakura being the only one who already has a cell phone of the of the main three uh -huh. is very fun. Mm -hmm. Gamer uh, Sakura, she she knows about the internet. That's why CCC happens. <laughs> there you go. Um, it Sakura is, just spent too much time online. All of like... the jokes about Rin not knowing what the internet is makes so much more sense after playing this. Because mm. <laughs> uh, like, I can see that. I can see that as an extension of her character from Stay Night. Mm -hmm. But, like, there wasn't a, like, oh, and Rin hates the internet. And then this game is, like, Rin hates the internet. And I'm, like, oh, I see. That's where you all got this. Rin will not use emails. Um, mm -hmm. Rin uh, thinks emails are from the devil. The the other good bits from this, Saber putting on her armor. Because uh, one time she, she got uh, something bad happened to her at Merlin's workshop. And so she doesn't trust Mage's houses. Um, good for her writer's, right. writer's apron makes her look like a barista yes it's cute <laughs> um, and also uh, Saber stumbling into the basement and thinking that like wondering like she's like what kind of a workout obsessed servant was <laughs> Rin trying to summon <laughs> but this is a catalyst yeah yeah I mean I guess like it's kind of flattering to think that like Sabers would be very buff and like work out a lot but Mm -hmm. uh yeah Do you have any other characters uh we should talk about like the the nighttime yeah that's what i wanted stuff. to do when we were out of um out of mm -hmm. characters to yeah. talk about is that everyone i think that's everyone we have girl with white hair yes okay so first uh, of all oh Shiro, right yeah. there's like a few ways to get bad ends in this right yes if you mm -hmm. if you don't go out on the 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 day the last day everything just kind of times out and there's like a little monologue about it all resetting right oh right speaking of timing out uh if you if you just go to go to sleep you get an incredibly morbid monologue mm -hmm. sleep mm -hmm. it's a rite of passage from the closing of one day to the reopening of the next a natural thing for anybody a reoccurring memory hole limp and powerless i'm falling into that abyss uh-huh uh-huh Right. I mean, I think it goes very well with some of the uh, the stuff from the back nights, right? Yes. Where like, you know, like visit getting reassembled from nothing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yes, it is like extremely thematically uh, resonant, but is is such mm -hmm. a funny thing for Shiro, like as he falls asleep, to be thinking about like, 
Ah, uh, yeah. Falling into Oblivious. an abyss, limp and powerless. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, right. You can end your... Well, yeah. You can end your night a bunch of different ways. You can hang out at the house, which we've talked about most of those scenes. Yeah. Uh, you can go exploring. Mostly once. nothing happens. Uh, unless something big happens. Yes. Uh, yeah. And... Right, uh, yeah. Yeah. Shiro like looks around the town. You have to like explore all the parts of the town, and then it's like, okay, I've mm-hmm. I finished Miyama. It's time to check Shinto. If you try to cross the Shinto bridge with Shiro alone, he gets uh, blown in half by uh, apparently Archer. Well, I think that I think that that's after the second Bazette scene. Is that okay? Okay. No, uh, it's before. At it's least not. I had it before. Oh, oh interesting. Anyway, yeah. we're, we're, it's not like directly tied to it. So I think we could just talk about that. Uh, for some reason, Archer, who looks like Archer in the Unlimited Blade Works ending, his hair has gone down to Shiro style uh, again. Or at least that's what it looks like to me. He's kind of indistinct. He's not wearing his... Uh, Red coat, yeah. 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 There's an interesting bit where like uh, when the scene starts... During one of the dialogue boxes, you can see a like a red mm-hmm. like uh, glint off in the distance from the top of the building, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it goes away for a while. And then in like one of the next couple dialogue boxes, Shiro just gets blown apart. Yes, yes, it's pre- it's pretty funny. So yeah, uh, he's uh, Archer is guarding the the bridge for some reason. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. Yeah. Now, if you before the 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 next Bazette scene, if you. Ex- go to explore the city on the last night what happens is shiro discovers that the entire city has been emptied of human life and an in like seemingly endless army of shadow beasts is uh hunting down everything human in the city yes mm-hmm. uh he fights one one of them off and then uh sees the mysterious white-haired girl who uh says something about him fucking up pretty bad and then he's torn apart by monsters Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very mysterious so there, yeah again there, there's some great the as much as I'm like uh, a lot of the um, like hangout scenes are the writing is fine to good mm-hmm. there's some great very evocative writing in the like real plot scenes like uh, mm-hmm. I know her I know this woman but that would be an, an hour later there's just no consistency to this it's frustrating I have all the pieces to the puzzle but as mm-hmm. Shiro looks at this white-haired woman and is like, I know who you are, but like in an hour I will know who you are, uh-huh. but I'm about to die. There's another mm-hmm. version of the scene if you do it with Saber, uh, that gets a little further along. Same with the the scene where Archer kills uh Shiro on the bridge. There's a, <laughs> yes. Uh the, real quick, there's also some great writing in the in the just timeout end. Oh, yeah. uh, and so the last night ends mm-hmm. the abnormal will return to normal the curtains will close on this battle and what should not have been possible will return to the void from which it came mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the last line of that end is uh, and the hollow paradise keeps on turning mm-hmm. oh hollow hollow uh, let's see if you bring Saber to the bridge, uh, she'll deflect a bunch of arrows until Shiro tries to like run in and deflect one for her. And forget, but he forgot how to do magic because you haven't retaught him how to do magic yet, and he yep. die- he gets like blown his head blown off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do if you do the last day with Saber, that's an interesting scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah. You get um. What, the horniest CG in the scene in the 
in the uh, game I've seen so far. Okay, let me find my notes for that, and then we'll do back night uh, to finish it off. Yeah. I think that this is after back night, too. I think so, too, but yeah. again, they're not really, like, tied at this point, yeah. so I don't think it matters that much. Oh, yeah, okay, this is where I stumbled onto the plot. This is... I mean, the one where she's, like, lying on the ground? Yes. yes. Uh, oh, the, right. the one where I was like, this VA is really horny, and it, then Shiro this, is yes. like, it seems almost sexual somehow. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. yeah. She's uh, she's an interesting character. Anyway, the on the last night, if you go out with Saber, the the beasts have appeared. Saber's like chopping them down because they're not very strong. They're good at killing humans, but they're not good at like fighting servants. Obviously, uh, we get the CG of uh, the the mysterious girl standing in front of an army of monsters. Uh, this is the this is the CG where her hat is very big and silly looking. It is the mm -hmm. funniest looking hat in existence. I like I can't it looks over, like a muffin. I can't overstate <laughs> just how ridiculous this hat looks. Mm -hmm. Shiro leaves uh Saber to fight the monsters and chases the girl. Uh he grabs her arm and is like, Are you behind this? You have to stop this. And she's like, Or what? You gonna rape me? I'm okay with that. <laughs> what? That's a really weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Shiro is like, okay, uh no, I'm I'm a little thrown now. Uh did you do this? Did you restart the Holy Grail War? And she's like, Oh yeah, totally. Uh this is not the right time to stop me though. Uh she says something in a language I don't know which language it, it is. Latin. It's Latin. Uh, it means don't touch me. Mm. And then the she has the, something called the Shroud of Magdalene. <laughs> Like Mary Magdalene, it's tra it's translated a little funny here, but this is this is from official translations. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it it's very good at fighting men. <laughs> it ties him up. Mm -hmm. uh, she is, uh, even though he is like completely bound by the sash, it seems like his presence is doing something to her. She says something about being possessed. Uh, until, like, he's got gotten too close to her. She runs for it, uh, while seemingly in pain and, like, bleeding. Saber cuts the, the shroud apart, saving Shiro from it, because it's, uh, it doesn't have any effect on women. <laughs> no power over women. Uh, she... Oh, and then, uh, Shiro runs again, leaving Saber to the beast again. Now we get the, the very, very horny, uh, CG of her writhing in the grass. You, okay. Her thigh note, gap is bananas. I had not you noticed could, this. Like, right? You it can is... roll a bowling ball through those legs. Wild! Uh, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, there's this really weird, like, bit where she's, like, sexy dying, and she gets more more dying and more aroused the closer Shiro gets, and he the, keeps getting closer to her. The gasps of pain grow hotter bit by bit. With each step, I dig deeper into her body. Little by little, I expose her body. If that's the case, the moment I reach her, she will climax. Is, uh, that's an interesting way to phrase that. And then she explodes into knives, killing him instantly. <laughs> I think right she has a claw it comes out of her insides because right. she's bleeding from Does the it? chest yeah okay. she's yeah no from, like, it like comes out of her body it could still be a claw but like yeah. not from her hands okay. it's, yeah it's yeah it is they're very claw like but they're coming yeah. from like mm -hmm. inside her rib cage or something yeah and um, then uh as he dies he remembers a demon from a fairy tale mm-hmm 
and he's like he he helpfully narrates to us we have to learn her name from somewhere else before we can do this mm-hmm. and then then, mm-hmm. then he dies so that's that girl mm-hmm. mysterious one kind yeah. of a weirdo kind of her whole deal is a little bit weird uh-huh she is uh i suppose we'll probably get more of her later i'm interested to see how much of the character the grand order interpretation of the character is here i'm guessing very little I will just say that I am not the biggest fan of her whole jam here in Hollow Ataraxia. I liked her in the Grand yeah. Order thing, uh, but she was much uh, like uh, goofier, you know? Yes. Less like weirdly like, oh, that, whatever. We can talk about it mm-hmm. later. <laughs> I will say uh, uh, the the like what are you gonna do with that big bat energy is uh, that she had when she was like are you gonna assault me is not completely gone it's just played in a slightly like less uh uh repulsive huh. way you know what i mean that's good um anyway 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 We should talk about Back Night 2? Yes. Yeah, it's like a Back Night 2. Back Night 2, which is uh, the Avenger one. <laughs> mostly from Avenger's perspective, as opposed mm-hmm. to the other one, which was mostly Bizet. I've heard you like having multiple protagonists. Me? Me. <laughs> you? Yes, it's me. I'm... You've heard you like this. Yes. Uh, I don't dislike this. It's just nice to get out of Shiro's head. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, We get to... Uh, we get him uh, talking about uh, uh, waking up and like uh, it's a little uh, indistinct what he's actually talking about um, but uh, he's like he like wakes up crying before Bazette apparently mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot some of the narration I think is interesting yeah I'm not clear on what it means but it is good there's some bits that were like um, stood out to me like uh, in short, my body ga- finally gains human thought through agony. Uh-huh. It feels as if I multiplied into a hundred people, all of whom have been mixed on a pallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever clear identity I had is gone, as the countless indistinguishable beings I have become melt together. Mm-hmm. To be resurrected from nothingness demands that much of a price. Mm-hmm. I have attained the state of no self. It is pure paradise with neither happiness nor sorrow, one that will never bear fruit. Um fascinating yeah uh some of that stuff like i i think it'll be good to revisit yeah uh at the end i know a little bit about this this is another thing i know a little bit about uh, a a fair bit about avengers deal from fate stay night uh like yeah right no yeah so this is where we get like avenger is anger made you right Yes. yes yeah yeah um and so we heard about like you know there was they they had the whole thing about him getting like basically like dissected by a village uh-huh. wait he does not say that part yet he does not give the he says that uh he he says that he's angramanyu he says that he did a good deed for the village and he leaves it at that oh, i thought that happened in state night uh he says that here too he does not he i know what his his like uh backstory is but he doesn't cover it in, in this part 
But th- is that not something that happens in Stena? I thought it was. I don't oh, think that... Oh. Does Stena connect Angramanyu to the hypothetical servant? I'm not sure. Ooh. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember. Maybe, maybe you're right. I thought they talked about like no when they talk about like oh the the servant that was summoned by the Einsburns in the Third War. Did they really clarify that? I cannot remember. We've it's I'm, been a while since Stay Night is why. I thought I remembered them talking about that there. Anyway, anyway, while Fen is trying to figure this out, uh. We get, from his narration, we get a little bit more information about Bazette and what's going on. He confirms that Bazette is Ku's real master, was killed by Kotamine in front of the church, all that stuff. She keeps coming back to life. Uh, he says some gross shit. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, he's extremely, like, 2000s edgelord right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, he's like oh, I, I, maybe I want to fuck her corpse and then eat it. Uh, but I'm not going to do that, you know? Classic, classic edgy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So instead, he just plays the sliding tile puzzle and waits for her to wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bazette is back. She does remember the previous loop, and she's mad about it. <laughs> uh, she still doesn't remember how she got into this mess in the first place, but she remembers being killed by the Edelfelts. Uh, and then she demands an explanation as to how this, like, loop is happening. Um, yeah. Wow. She comes drive this- just deleted my... Sorry. All my heaven's field notes are gone. Oh, no. That's annoying. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, he says that as long as she is contracted to him, she can continue this loop from the first day over and mm-hmm. over again. She comes to the conclusion that this must be why he's such a wuss otherwise because is because he has this like really incredible like power over time that means that well, she can never lose. Right? He says, uh, revival of the dead requires the use of sorcery, either time travel, control over parallel worlds, or negation of nothingness. I'm sure that whichever one he has, the other two will never come up again. <laughs> um Yes, there, there's a fun bit happening here where he is letting her make assumptions and then tell, like n- nudging us and being like, yeah, but it's it's not what she quite what she thinks, you know, mm-hmm. it's like she mm-hmm. the bit I think especially is her being like, so as long as I'm contract with you, I can never lose. And he's like, yeah. And then to us, he's like, she's never going to win either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. that's fun. Uh-huh. Like maybe she knows that implicitly, but she's like not thinking about that. <laughs> it does turn out that he has negation of nothingness. Yeah, he's he's void type. Yeah, Pokemon, which is like, oh, that's why we, we've been seeing a, a void moon. This is why he was like, uh, he he vibed so much with Sakura. Yeah, because she's also void type. Um, Bazette is so cute. Oh, maybe we're not there yet. Uh-huh. But uh, let's see. Where let's are? See. Let's oh, see. the bits where she's like talking about like uh, her memory and like uh, where she's like has a question. Oh. Like, wait, uh, where are we? Sorry. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, uh, oh, oh, right. There's a bit where she's like, hey, uh, I know that you're bringing me back to life. Would, uh, yeah. would it be po- would it be would it be in any way possible to get rid of that pain I experienced while being revived? Even if uh, even if it is for the sake of escaping death, whenever I think that I'll have to pass through that pain in the future, I get squeamish. Or how should I put it? Yeah. 
And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You'd be dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, I get it. I get it, babe. I, I, I wouldn't want that, that either. But like, you are just gonna have to put up with that, probably. Yeah. And he's, he says, uh, I just wake up. That's weird. It must be different for me. And it's like, your, inter- your monologue at the beginning kind of implies that you're <laughs> not being totally truthful with her. Um, I, yeah, just the Bizet sprites we get here are really yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Oh, yeah, they're so good. This, okay. There are some good looking women in Fate's Day Night. Mm-hmm. There are incredible women in Holodraxia. <laughs> Yeah. The looks are strong. I yeah. like Bizet a lot. Yeah. I like Bizet a lot. Um her her weird combination of self-assured and also kind of uh flustered. Her the her gap moe is cute, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ben is using a different font than I am. What? Yeah. My font? Yeah. My font in my notes? No, in the in the game. Whoa, what? How do I do that? Because uh, we took screenshots of the same page, and mine is like half of the page, and yours fills the entire. Mine does overlap. Uh, it does like go on to other pages sometimes. Mine does as well. Okay. But... okay. Anyway, this is where we get Avengers. Uh, who Avenger is, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that or he says that he is Avenger, which is a mm-hmm. class that shouldn't exist, et cetera, et cetera. W- uh, we do get a fun bit of his monologue where he's like, "I need to kill people." Or I'm going to become a good person. Yes. Okay. I actually was able to find in your old Heaven's Field notes that you shared Ooh. with me before. They do talk about Angermanu, the uh, based on the god of Zoroastrianism. Mm-hmm. There was a hero named Angermanu who was born in a small village, uh, and was like chosen as a sacrifice. All right. So we can talk about it. Yes. His body was carved with curses. Performed every there sin imaginable on him. Blamed now him for I all the world's this. evils. There was just something I was like, I was like blurring it with what I know from Fate Grand Order. uh, And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, fuck, I don't know if we could talk about this. But yeah. uh, they haven't mentioned. Bazet doesn't know this, but mm-hmm. yes, yes, no. yes. He is a. Uh, but like someone who's played Fate tonight would be like, yes, this is like this is the servant that was summoned in the third war by the Einsburns yes. and then just died because he sucks and is not actually a good servant. He just was like chosen as a sacrificial offering by yes. a village, and mm-hmm. he is why the uh, Grail was tainted for the uh, next two wars. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and he was he was what was getting summoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through Sakura. By by, he was what Kiri wanted to summon. Yes, know? yes. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. It is. Yes, it is just a fun like. Oh, he was a sacrifice. Um, but and is mad about it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. fundamentally, at heart, is still a good guy. Uh huh. And he just has to like push himself to not let himself think about him being a good guy for long uh-huh. enough that he can finish this war without like reverting to mm-hmm. a hero. Yeah. Uh let's see. Let's see. What else? What else? Um There's a great there's there's a fun bit where uh Bizet will say unintentionally really mean things about him being like a wimp and a pushover and a baby and a loser. Uh and mm-hmm. like he'll be like, haha. And then inside he's like, Oh, I'm sad now. <laughs> you really yeah. got me with that one. I'm gonna pretend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Yeah. He accuses her of being a lesbian for a bit. Kind of sucks. Um, uh, he talks about her boobs a lot also. Oh, yeah, I think the bit where he accuses her of being a lesbian is the bit where she talks about the servant that she would have liked to have summoned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. She and I think you to... do get like a little screenshot of like, like Ku and his armor. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She she uh, has a fairy tale attachment to Ku from when she was a kid and reading his story and like she wishes she could give him a happy ending instead of what he got at the end of the mm-hmm. uh, of his tale. We we get Ku or Shiro summarizing Ku's story to him, right? In yeah. here, I mean, there's one of the bits you can. One of the things you can do on the docs is like ask him about oh, regrets on the past. I have and he not goes into that. the whole okay. like, um, that's a that's a pretty good scene because it is it is yeah. fun because it's like oh right, this is one of the reasons that I read Ku is pretty young. Is like mm. the end of his story is and he died young. <laughs> mm. I've seen well, his yeah, young doesn't though. necessarily mean he wasn't like in his twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just means he wasn't like he didn't die of old age. Yeah. So yeah, Bazette does this like really like uh uh like wistful like uh recollection of her childhood and like looking up to to the servant that she wanted to summon who the person who she eventually wanted to summon you know what I mean mm-hmm. Avengers like is like I'm just a little guy he's like a big buff man <laughs> I feel bad I wish she liked me <laughs> mm-hmm. it's my birthday mm-hmm. it's also yeah a great moment where like. Bizet's only wish as a child was to save this fairy tale character. This is very. This is that's a Nasu protagonist to yes. me. Is I have like a, a I have an inexplicably specific thing that I is the only thing I care about. <laughs> but also is in yeah and in an unattainable goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. It's definitely a, a, you know, this is this is normal for lesbians. So it's a, like somebody asks you who your crush is and you're like, this presumably fictional uh, uh, historical figure. Oh, right, 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 right. That's why she has the earring. She doesn't have the earring from Ku. It was her catalyst. Yeah. Because she mm-hmm, said yeah. that she had a catalyst. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, connected the, the two. I wasn't sure if it was something that she had, but he had both earrings yeah. in Stay Night. So she wouldn't have it. She would have the real one in mm-hmm. a Rin's pendant kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, she talks about the Grail. She doesn't. She has no wish for it. She's going to pack it up and bring it home to the association for them to like dissect or whatever. Poor Ilya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Avenger also doesn't have a wish. Uh, though when she asks him, he says he wish would wish that he could finish a puzzle talking about the tile puzzle and he's like she's gonna be mad if she fi- figures out that that's what i'm talking about but uh-huh. it did sound a little like uh mysterious and like evocative probably i hope uh another great bit where Bazette's like I, I detected magical energy and he's like oh yeah really i can't do that <laughs> i can't even do that <laughs> uh real quick i think that this is a little bit earlier but i am feral for blushing Bazette. <laughs> oh yeah that's Gap Moe, baby. Yeah. Again, there are just some really incredible girls in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes running for the skyscraper that she detected magical energy on. Uh, this is the skyscraper that uh, Archer was uh, bombarding Shiro from. So maybe and it was... Where, uh, and uh, Saber and... and uh, that's true. That's true. Night and like... Uh, they use this one for a lot. Yeah. She's yeah, carrying. It, it a, is, to be fair, the only building higher than like 
three or four stories. Yes. She brought uh, uh, a poster tube this time, which presumably has her, well, has something important in it. Presumably frag or whatever. It has a bunch of orbs for her to ponder in it. But... Yeah, it does have orbs. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit where uh, uh, Avenger is like, what's in the box? Hey, what's in the case? Hey, can I see? Can I see? And she's like, fine. And she pulls out a bunch of weird orbs. And he's like, oh, I get it. I don't get it at all. <laughs> there's a bit earlier that I think... Uh, where they're talking he's talking about like how how proud uh she should have been of him for not killing and eating the food cart man yeah, uh-huh. and he because I, I really wanted to munch on some odor and meat too i'm gonna but i'm an obedient little puppy doing whatever my owner says <laughs> come on pat me on the head <laughs> he's just a and little then guy she, like, and it's his birthday yeah and then she says this this is what you no- should normally be doing why should i praise you for that and then his little internal monologue is like my owner's being mean <laughs> Um, so now we get some Bazette being introspective about the kind of person she is. She's like, uh, we flip perspective. Oh, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Wait, do we? Yeah, if we're getting Bazette's internal monologue, I no. remember that there's a perspective. No, no, she talks about. Oh, this okay. first. she talks a little bit yeah. because she says uh, she talks about how uh, she struggles with like the callousness of being a mage and wanting to be like nice to people and she says Mm -hmm. something about how she wants to live correctly and avenger in his head is like that's something that someone who thinks that they're not living correctly says Mm -hmm. that's not what normal people say at all real quick we do get a similar thread from uh i think it's the caster and sakura scene Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. where caster is like mages are people who have to live fully in both the mm-hmm. mage world and in the real world mm-hmm. and uh the only difficulty or you cannot you cannot ever erase the boundary between the two yeah but you have to like firmly plant yourself in both mm-hmm. um which is like yeah kind of echoes some of what she's she f- she feels like someone who's like i just want to be a normal person <laughs> yeah <laughs> avenger kind of gives Bazette a weirdly inspiring pe- like pep talk <laughs> Mm-hmm. where he's like uh you're he like tells her that she's doing better than she thinks she is you know what i mean and then he gets really introspective about uh like reaching out to her and like starting the cycle thing with her you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh and now we get a perspective slip uh shift after he yeah. after he basically said tell like in his eternal monologue is like nothing is ever going to come of this we're just going to what's he what he says something like to Bizet, he's like, I'm happy to continue this until you are satisfied. Because what he's mm-hmm. not saying is, like, Bizet, you can never win this. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are, it, it feels like she's in uh, purgatory before going on to the, the next life, mm-hmm. basically. She's in a roguelike. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it feels like she's already dead. <laughs> she's, she's in an artsy well... roguelike. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, she's she... in an artsy roguelike about, mo- like, uh, uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's in like uh, if that uh, spirit fairer game was a a, a combat roguelike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess before we get this the POV shift, um, there is a uh, a little bit of Avenger internal monologue about how like uh, what is it like talking about like hero of justice stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, just hearing Hero of Justice makes me want to vomit, but mm-hmm. that's the best word for it, like, of what it is that I guess you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
uh in Bazette's shoes she uh she's she has really complicated feelings about avenger because she kind of likes him but also he's a gross asshole freak uh and she kind of doesn't like that she likes him as much as she does Mm-hmm. Uh, but also she wants to get his like, real name not just his like uh, monster name you know what I mean and to show him that he can be something other than the than like the per- than the the like Zoroastrian devil you know what I mean mm-hmm. let's see yeah so she gets a f- glimpse of him of like a person uh, for a second he's, he's just like a shadow this entire time <laughs> She gets a glimpse of a person as he like looks down at the city wistfully. You know what I mean? And, it's uh, yeah, it's funny because I know what Avenger looks like from Grand Order. Uh huh. And his he looks like a scrawny uh, Heracles is what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. Um. And that is really funny. The the silhouette we're getting is exactly that. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then the CG we get is not at all that. Oh. <laughs> uh... Yeah, yeah. So she like tries to connect with him, and he goes back to being like a like a like the funny man asshole. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, okay, okay. But she's convinced now that despite how much like rage and hatred he has for all things, uh, that he does actually love the world underneath all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yes, yes, he does. Real Archer V two. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Right. So it's sort of interesting how like in. Because we've talked before about like, uh, or I don't know if I was there, um, about like the nasty protagonist, like the the spiritually strong guy, and the uh, like I don't know, physically or like you know, physically strong uh, female lead. Yeah. Um, and we sort of get a little bit of both of those things with Bezet, with Bezet, right? Like, yeah. Because she's she's like the nasty protagonist person. Like I want to save this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going. They have like emotional problems, and I'm going to like help them through self sacrifice or whatever. She's like doing the Shiro thing, but she's also like a, you know, like the the combat badass who mm-hmm. has like you know, she does have her own problems, but they they do feel more Shiro ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're so, they're like weirdly mat like even. You know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. In that like. There are things that he knows emotionally that she does not, you know what I mean? And, like, things right. that he can help her with. And, she, they, it, like, emotionally speaking, they have, like, this uh, uh, it, a more grounded, like, I have something to give and they have something to give, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Instead of it being, like, most of, like, the emotional weight is carried by one person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, she still is uh, carrying all of the combat weight. Women have to do everything, you know? Yeah, I know. And the the combat scenes we get with Biz, with Bizet are really cool. Yeah, she kicks a lot of ass. It feels like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The concept of I put on really cool gloves and then punch bullets out of the air uh-huh, is just uh-huh. cool. Mm-hmm. It is cool. <laughs> she does. It is funny it. to see like Avengers POV talking to looking over at Bizet and she's he's like, damn, she's really like laying these guys out. What the shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, sort of, like playing defensively and trying to like not die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a funny bit where she's like, "Well, the, his fighting style—he'll never win, but he'll never lose either." And I was like, "I think he'll lose." <laughs> I yeah he yeah. Um. 
Cool. Yeah. But yes, that is like Avengers playing not to lose. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. not actually playing to win. Yeah, he can't. And, and and I guess the the bit is he will never lose because he can just do it over again. Yeah. But he'll right. never win. He will never uh-huh. lose and he'll also never win. And, and like that's that stuck here with him. Fighting yeah. style. Which is, yeah, is, uh, yes. Is again, like, if he, if he believes he could win, that is, a, again, a path to being a good person and not hitting the world. Because mm-hmm. maybe he could get what he needs. Mm-hmm. The next Bizet episode is called uh, Dialogue Mobius Link. <laughs> Mobius Link is one word. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about these day titles? Uh, I'm not like really move. They're not moving the needle for me. Yeah, mm. they're fine. They are. They are more. Oh, you wrote this in English, didn't you, Nasu? Kind of stuff, which sometimes I think is really great. And other times I'm like, mostly you're kind of just throwing darts at a board, man. You're 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 throwing darts at a board of synonyms. Nasu's name uh, hit rate is like ninety five percent. Um, Nasu's day title in English hit rate is like. 50 percent maybe i actually maybe. like dialogue mobius link because of like the like in you know in the sort of you know the, the very chunivio mm-hmm. way of like oh the mobius strip like the mm-hmm. repeating thing and i guess when i i didn't actually realize that it was referring to the next bizet scene yes. i was like oh that's a that's a cool name for like what is happening in like the the um the Shiro scenes. Mm-hmm. But like, it it is also like, Bazette is also looping. Yeah. yeah. The thi- I guess the, my problem with it is conceptually it's, a, it's, a, it's fine. Uh, it's the mouthfeel isn't there. The like, um, mm. it doesn't sound cool in the way that I think of a lot of Nasu thing names, uh, mm-hmm. as like, uh, what is it? What did, what did you say? Uh, fun to chew on with your brain. Yeah. It's not quite working. No, I absolutely get you. It does fall a little flat in that way. Okay, so that's uh, that's two Bazette sections and a whole bunch of goofs. And we talked mm-hmm. for a long, lot longer than I was expecting to about all the goofs. But I do yeah. think that we've pretty much got the characterization of a lot of these characters, and we're going to talk about a couple of things that are uh, like good come in the coming up stuff. You know what I mean? Outside I have a of, uh, I have a better idea of what to take notes on now, yeah. and it is going to be really stand out hangout scenes and then also yeah like actual story stuff but yeah 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 yeah. story stuff is interesting yeah i'm enjoying the main story and i'm enjoying some of the side scenes yeah i'm having a decent time yeah yeah i mean i feel like that's like the the best case that that's about what i expected on like the the upside was like or at least like hoped for was that like you were hoping that you enjoy the the bazetna adventure stuff because I think that's sort of it's a neat it's a it's a neat like Nasu story. Yes, yeah. It's like um, I could just do this. I don't need the rest of the game. Is actually mm-hmm. is is the thing is I would probably be higher on it if these were two separate games. You know what I mean? Or I would be lower on uh, the goofs, but higher on the the thing itself. Okay. Right? Here's mm-hmm. the thing. What? Is yes. Thank you for reminding me that I wanted to say this, and maybe I will have different thoughts when we get to the end, and I'll try to keep this short because uh, this episode is already very long. Thank you, dear listener, for uh, hanging out with us for this long. Um, there is something about the format that, even if uh, I think one of the things is say night 
uh, it is easier for me to feel the contrast between like the casual hangout and the the Holy Grail War in Stay Night. Uh, one because the story kind of guides me through those two things, um, but also because the way that scenes happen, the way that you choose scenes, and that there's a there's an interface for choosing the next one between scenes, uh, makes me feel. Let's see, um, it's like it it makes it easier to divide these into individual chunks so that instead of watching a scene with Saber and going like, oh, but like something tragic is happening and like, oh, remember when they went and like died on the bridge? It's okay, I'm in this scene and this scene is carries the entirety of its context. And so uh, the way that in Stay Night, for instance... And I know that I said I was going to keep this short and I'm going on and on and on. Um, I'm so sorry, Ben. Mostly Ben. Uh, uh, the way that Stay Night is like, oh, I'm in a hangout scene, but I still feel the oppressiveness of the Holy Grail War. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't feel that here. Modularity um, works against it sometimes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, for sure. I mean, like you can't really have um, like the, a lot of the hangout scenes, like you're saying, they feel the weight of like the... The ten, the tension of the the upcoming conflict, right? And like the a lot of the character drama that like gets sort of the sort of flow is sort of in this con. All these hangout scenes are in the context of the character drama that's happening. And so, like one of the ones that stands out to me the most in Stay Night actually is the one where Sakura calls um, Rin like Nason the first time, mm-hmm. right? And like that relies on so much of like the the built up context. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout that route specifically and it only hits in a specific way because you have been following all of the rest of those scenes like in that order and it uses the the build-up very well and this is one of the things i actually really like about stay night is i think the Mm -hmm. format is well done i think the story is very tightly paced Mm -hmm. and it builds on itself in a way that's like very appealing and i definitely agree with you that hollow araxia like you because of the format and because of its sort of the premise of like a fan disc like you can't really do that at all no so a lot of the stuff that i liked about stay night just like structurally just isn't here this is a thing um that i bump into in in the goof off scenes where suddenly things will get serious for a second and shiro will be like I'm on the cusp of realizing something about the world. Here's like a tantalizing glimpse of something. And then uh, Taiga will burst into the room screaming at, at him. And then all of that will go away because this actually is not one of the main plot advancing scenes and thus nothing can happen. I find that kind of frustrating at times. It's like, yes, I, I know I know what's happening. Uh, I, I get why it's built like that. It's just uh, it just doesn't work for me as well as like the the modularity can be kind of frustrating as I guess what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think the the other thing the modularity uh, brings that is not great is mm-hmm. as I feel like uh, the way that people talk about Stay Night kind of uh, um like repeating itself over and over is not there's not none of that but i think usually 
uh, those conversations have a different purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a different take on what is being said. Uh, the the modularity um, kind of means that there are some that are kind of like, quote unquote, quest chains where you see one interaction and then that unlocks another one, which unlocks another one. Um, and there are others that are like, uh, oh, you didn't know that I've already seen this other scene which had exactly the same setup as this one and like every scene uh kind of has to be like okay here's caster's deal here's Mm -hmm. shiro's interactions with caster uh yes you may have seen three scenes that did this already but you could have gotten to this one without seeing those Mm -hmm. so we're gonna do like exactly the same setup you guys toya same problem yes which is like yeah, is absolutely. inherent in the modularity. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. which is like wired problem. Fair. Um but I I guess the thing there is I wish just that the the unfolding route structure of Stay Night is so good. And I had kind of mm-hmm. similar problems with some of Tsukihime is oh, because it's near side and then far side, mm-hmm. it's okay. The far side can depend on you having read one near side route. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kahaku can depend on you having read Hisui. Yes. Other than that, every route has to set up yeah. exactly the same stuff if it wants to play with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it works best with Kohaku's route. I think that, that one escapes it, but like the the Arcweed and CL routes are kind of like get jumbled by this, right? Because they're think just the, they're the same yeah, <laughs> in the, a lot of ways. The the ways in which CLs kind of speed runs parts of Arcweeds is really interesting. Uh, but that, yes, that is like, uh, I think you could do even that even more intentionally, uh, if you knew that readers had read Arcway's route and you could play with expectation rather than being, well, we kind of need to get to this point. So we're going to like run through this. Yeah. This is why like coming to Tsukihime from Stay Night, where I really, really appreciated like the way that the route sort of like used each other and like built up on top of each other in, in this sort of layered way. Uh, coming to Tsukihime, really the only thing that I thought stood out to me was the sort of pair of made routes that like played with your expectations in this bit, in this yeah. way. Yeah. Learned a lesson from that, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, and then this is a fan disc, so like I don't even really compare it. Like, no, this is sort of like just for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the this is getting back to the. It's all this is like all media is fan service to it. All popular media is fan service to an extent, but a fan disc has got fan in the name. <laughs> you know yes, what I mean? Absolutely. Well, and and this is this comes back to uh, both for the pod and also my brain being broken. Um, the requirement that uh. Yeah, the requirement that you or that I go through every scene, even for characters I don't care about very much, mm-hmm. uh, that like I don't mind so much or it helps that Saber is one of my favorite characters. And like they kind of assume that you know what Saber's deal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very little like repetition there. But for characters like Caster, who didn't get very much time and stay night and certainly not in a like friendly mode they have to do that setup 
repeatedly to be like, okay, here's what your relationship with Caster or Shira's relationship with Caster is. And like, um, yeah, I, I think I would be, it would grate less if I wasn't trying to 100% the thing. And so fast. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely tried 100% the first time, but I also, like, took a lot of time to do it. Um, and, like, like by the end of my first playthrough, I was, like, 80 hours. But a lot of that was, like, I left it on overnight. And I was just sort of, like, walking away and doing this over the span of, like, you know, like a month and a half or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was not, I did not have the energy to do a six hour podcast today. So I've really hit my limit here. Yes. We're also, it sounds like we're basically done. No, it's okay. How long has this recording been going? I have 523. Yeah, 520. So it's not as bad as I was worried, but uh, I am beat. Uh, I hope that this episode came together pretty well, despite the fact that I think I was too tired to really have the uh, like energy and discussion that I was hoping for. I thought we had a great discussion. Good. Yeah. Okay. It's hard for me. I am not, I don't, I'm not good at uh, uh, that kind of uh, extrospection. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. I'm, I'm always happy to, to hang out and record with y'all. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. Are we planning on doing the, uh, the wrap up as well or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. What was our plan for that? We'll talk. We'll talk. Let's, Let let's do the, this episode's wrap up and then. Yeah. We'll see how much of a... If we can do it in three episodes, uh, do you want to just be on all three? Uh, (laughs) I I would. But uh, if you don't want to, you can also just just do this one or do the last one too. I like Hellomatics a lot, and I will talk about it as much as you let me. Okay. Um, Okay, good to know. Yeah, I I think we can do three, and um, I would love to have Lauren on. Okay. It's a joy to talk with you. Lauren, I was staring at Ben, and uh, yeah. my brain like short circuited uh-huh. as I was like you, and I was like, I mean, it is also a joy to talk with Ben, but Ben is stuck with me on this I podcast, um, and so I wanted podcast purgatory. We as long as we keep doing this podcast, fan, we will never be able to win, but also we will never lose. I. Thank you for making the joke that I was also trying to formulate. <laughs> um, so, which goes I up to a gay couple? Which one of you is the Bizet and which one of you is the Avenger? <laughs> oh no! Am I the Avenger, Ben? <laughs> whose boobs are bigger? <laughs> <laughs> Who looks better in a suit? Oh, Ben. I don't know about that. I don't think I would look good in a suit. I guess I could pull off a suit. Yeah, you might you might look better in a suit than me, Fan. I would need a haircut. Uh-huh. Um, you, you do short hair better than me, is the other thing. That's true. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I unfortunately just I wear gloves everywhere. Do long hair. Ooh, yeah, you do wear gloves everywhere. I, I do wear gloves everywhere. But also, I do kind of want to take this bullet for Fan, so Fan doesn't have to be the nasty little guy of the relationship. <laughs> Okay. I didn't mean it seriously. I you just, definitely have more nasty little creature energy than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Ben is a soft, cute little creature. Yes. Uh, uh, Lauren, how many bizet sections are there in this game? Uh, how long will this hold up? I think there are five and then the finale. Interesting. Okay. So like 
three and four is our goal for next time and maybe a little more if we can so we yeah we do uh up to not doing five that sound like no something? i would say up to like wait i would say doing at most doing um three the bit in the middle there and then doing four uh-huh okay um and so here's the thing there's also extra content that is not in the actual game proper this is true um, this might drag you haven't it out to gotten that you're, you haven't unlocked sense. any of it yet but there's like there are sex scenes there's um a couple little extra vignettes um that are in a different menu okay yeah here was um, i i assuming that was the case my pitch was go up to five mm-hmm. and then do five and, and don't do five don't do five. five five and finale and then the extra stuff as our third episode interesting we let's we'll work it out yes this one uh, this one was always going to be kind of messy to follow along uh no yeah. matter what i'm so. so sorry dear like our listeners who are trying to follow along uh-huh. i'm so it's gonna sorry. be hard regardless this is like um well it's a non we'll game we will say at the beginning mm-hmm. of the podcast episode we won't I don't know exactly how much we're doing next time, but we will always know at the beginning of the episode how much you should play before you listen to it if you're yeah. trying to follow along. This is another thing. The nature of our podcast. People don't go like, oh, wow, Moon Archive's out. I'm going to listen to it right this second. People go, wow, six hours this week, huh? I'll get to it this weekend. <laughs> you're de- Don't make assumptions about me. <laughs> Dedicated listener, Lauren. I was about what to say, is- I'm sure that at least one person... Uh, sees I, us go up and immediately switches. I'm Look, sure. I but I see it go up and then I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this on my walk to and home to and back from work uh-huh. starting today for the next week. <laughs> That's half of the podcasts you need in your life is one. Right. This is like you know, I listen to this and like you know a couple other podcasts a month. That that total. That's, That's it. very funny and also very flattering. I hope people like our podcast. We have no intention to stop. Ever. We are part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Yes, we are. Go listen to Abnormal Mapping. Go back them on Patreon. Yeah, do it. GGP is good. You can't pay us. You might as well pay someone. I finally got around to listening to uh, the second to last Double Zeta episode. Oh, Um, yeah. Double Zeta. Where... What else do we say here? Uh, Lauren, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, if they sure. Want to, if you want I, to be found. Sure. I don't have a public Twitter account. I am on Tumblr as B-T-A Beta Purse, B-E-T-A dash P-E-R-S-E. I am also on uh, Blue Sky, apparently. Oh, now. are you? Yeah. Very exclusive group or whatever. Um, As a... Uh, where is it? I need to actually look it up again. Yeah, Beta Persei, B-E-T-A-P-E-R-S-E-I. I have posted twice. Once about uh, pouring one out for Ikoku Nikki, which oh. ended recently. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the whole run of Ikoku Nikki. Yeah. Oh, we should do that for Yuri Tea Time with you. Oh, please. I, I would be so happy That to. means I'll have to read all of Ikoku Nikki and have my heart broken again. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's that's my deal. Um, I also hang out in the Discord. It's yeah. a fun Discord. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, DM us for an invite or whatever. I got hit by the new uh, Discord username. 
So oh yeah, you lost if, your name. I did realize that we'd never like yeah, DM our Twitter. We can also give you an invite there. Mm-hmm. But if you want to DM me on Discord, I'm fennec.moe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Brand friend, consistency. Friend me. I I cannot believe that I couldn't get Fen underscore Fox or Fennec underscore Fox, mm-hmm. which is like, I have never had trouble getting that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, Discord's like, someone took that already. It's been, uh, the Discord thing has been, I got my name, which I'm relieved about, but it's been kind of annoying. Yeah. Discord, very annoying lately. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, there, there's a whole story about this that is stupid and not, maybe not worth talking about. Ben, where can people find you on the internet? HTTPS backslash backslash forward slash forwards. <laughs> okay, back making this way more complicated than it needs to be. That's a lot of slashes. I think it's backslashes. Uh, you type in 15 slashes. HTTP colon backslash backslash uh, fennec dot moe. That will bring you probably to co-host. I think it's co-host now. Um, Which any day now I'm going to start choasting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're definitely going to start choasting like a motherfucker. I finally cleaned my desk. So it's all coming. The possibilities up. are limitless. You can oh. find me on Twitter at Ben Ends. You can find me. Uh, I am closing in. What? Do you want to say it? I was about to ask, Ben. Go where ahead. can people find you? What? Where can people find you? Where? In the real life? You can't. I'm not real. Um. Anyway, my visual novel, Reckless Sympathy, I'm in the scripting phase. Uh, it's kind of kicking my ass way more than I was hoping. Uh, but hopefully that'll be part one of that game will be out soon and it'll be playable and people can play it. Uh, so you can go to uh, uh, at Doomgender on Twitter to see me occasionally make effusive posts about it. Mm-hmm. I'm also on co-host at Ben Ends, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't chose much either. You can follow us at Crying Rules on Twitter. We're also on Chost <laughs> at Fate Dash Moon Dash brand consistency fan this is a huge brand consistency like mass mistake yes um, uh, also i forgot i just realized that i forgot to post our la- last episode on uh co-host mm-hmm. uh it's fine i'm checking yes it is fate dash moon dash archive um what else do we say Ben, if people wanted to leave a five-star review for our podcast on their podcatcher of choice or itunes or whatever they happen to be able to access what should they say uh god what should they say um you could tell us your favorite sprite in hollow ataraxia I was about to say, uh, please write British cooking sucks. Yeah, okay. You could also hate on British cooking. Yes. I don't have any particular, like, beef with British cooking, but... <laughs> I've been there. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. Bland. Mm-hmm. Saber's not wrong. <laughs> this is just a Europe thing, largely. <laughs> They were also eating hunks of meat off the floor with her knights. So right, yeah, it's extra bland. Um, but where she's like, "Well, we didn't invent sugar yet, so and also salt was worth its weight in gold." Yeah. So England hadn't colonized the world to get spices at that point. Yeah, uh huh. Uh-huh. 
finally savor an unproblematic king. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no imperialism here. Yeah, she never mm-hmm. left England. Uh, what else do we say at the end? Uh, next time we're covering a random amount of <laughs> hollow ataraxia. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably up to up to and through at least the fourth Bazette scene. Yes, at least that. So do that. Um, yeah. And we'll say at the beginning of next episode, if you're someone who like really doesn't want to get spoiled on anything, we'll say how far we're going to go. What are we doing for your ET time? Is there anything that can follow up a funeral parade of roses? No. Uh, do you want to watch something like bad? Something shitty? Do you guys want to do the, uh, the Yagakini light novels? I'm thinking if I have enough time to do. I don't think we have enough time. Yeah. Uh, we, there's another. There's to. another fate chapter dropping. So oh yes, this is. Oh yeah. Is, is on, on my birthday, which is Tuesday. Everyone oh, say happy, happy birthday, birthday, Ben. Thank you. Happy birthday. Something that would be uh, a quick is maybe a couple. Have you ever read any of the um, Yamaji Ebene mm, um, manga? Think like Indigo Blue, Love My Life, Sweet Love and Baby. I don't remember this. If Ben didn't um, tell me about it, I probably didn't read it. Um, that sounds great. I would love to okay some manga. Yeah, let's do some manga then. And okay. then yeah, me and Fen next weekend, instead of a nice break week, we do have to record another. We went oh, a little no. too long uh, on the part one. I am <laughs> uh, so like, I'm looking forward to capsule. hearing your time capsule in like three years. It's like an hour and a half. Is that how long we went? It's just an hour. Uh, probably just mm-hmm. an hour. I think yeah. there's some pre-pod in there that will probably get cut. Yeah. So it's like around an hour. Uh-huh. Uh, and I feel like that was the warm-up. So let's hope we can keep it at an hour as the as it really gets like... Uh, as like shit starts really popping off. I think we had to go through and like give our thoughts on each character. Oh, this we won't is- have to do. We can just kind of give a brief thoughts on the chapter and like, mm-hmm. predictions. And, um... Ah! All, right, all right, all right. I need some food and to go lay down. Yeah, something like that. Uh, thank you so much, Lauren. Lauren. It's been great having you. It is. I had a lovely time as I'm always. Glad to hear that. Thank every you so much for guest, having me on here. Every time a guest doesn't say, "I can't believe you did this to me," <laughs> then I am both like relieved and surprised. No, it's so much fun. Good, good, good. I don't think I think people who podcast regularly would probably never want to be on our podcast. Uh, but people who don't podcast regularly think like, "Oh, this is like fun. I set my day aside for it." Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember the good old days, fun, where we used to just call each other on voice and then talk about fate for six hours to no one for no reason. <laughs> Some of those were repetitive conversations in the way that, like, yeah, we still have repetitive conversations oh, yeah. on this pod. I have talk- thoughts that I like to like mull over uh-huh. yeah um the pre-podcast podcast the lost pods mm. okay okay let's go for real fan say the thing one day let's meet in the digital sea
Do I need to know what the uh, the schedule is or whatever? The um outline. Uh it's it may be useful. So you may want it may be useful for you to pull it up, but it's not as organized as usual because of the nature of hollow ataraxia. Yeah. Yeah, it, like when we were talking about like how are we going to organize this, I was just like, oh my god, I don't know. I like the only natural breaks are the um the back nights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I wasn't sure like how much you wanted to do per thing. So if yeah. you wanted to do less than one, that would be so complicated. <laughs> well, yeah, but luckily this is, it's like Getsutoya. There's, uh, there's like main plot stuff to talk about. And then there's like, oh, these are gags that I liked, you know? So yeah. we don't have to spend that much time talking about the like day to day stuff, which means there's actually way less to talk about. Than it looks like. If yeah, I mean, sense. it depends on how much of the day-to-day -day stuff I guess you want to talk about. Like, yeah. we can go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a lot of... I have 120 pages of notes, but most of it is screen caps of, like, <laughs> I like this writer sprite. Yes, okay, or whatever. Fair. I took about 10k words of notes. Um, because I was uh, documenting fairly exhaustively most of the stuff that was happening. This is this is a weird Scrivener problem where if I take the more screenshots I insert into Scrivener, uh, the slower it gets to type. Huh. Like the more like weird typing hangs I get. That's weird. Uh, I'm just using so, Google Docs. Yeah, so I can only do so many screen caps. It makes me discerning. Mm. I could just put screen caps elsewhere, but. It's more convenient to have them in your notes, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Big, big notes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I'll be kind of jumping around, because I, I don't know the order that we want to do things in, but... Uh, I'm happy to follow whatever order you like in this document, because I have notes on every single scene that I have watched. Same, yeah. Okay. Some of some of the scenes I have watched boil down to Taiga does some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but mostly, Taiga does mostly. a lot of more stuff here than she did in State Night. Well, they really, really did cater to the Taiga fans. <laughs> they catered to all of the fans. Is the thing yeah. in the the fan disc? Yes, yes, yes. I do think that Taiga uh, kind of uh, ended up in so many scenes. It's very funny, um, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's a Even consequence the of just fans like get something. What'd you say? Even the Shinji fans get something. I presume I the Shinji of? fans out there. I don't. It, it's weird. Did we you can talk see about it. The scene Ben, where he's curled up on the dock, going, okay, "I'm in." That one. Okay, okay, okay. We have to like. <laughs> made me laugh. Is the thing. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what people. This is the only thing I can imagine people liking uh, Shinji for is like, oh, he's my scrungly little loser. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh -huh. Yes. Right. He's a shithead and he knows it and uh -huh, like uh -huh. he gets a bunch of bad shit that he deserves and uh yeah. How you doing over there, fan? Uh I'm almost there. Sorry. You're fine, you're fine. It's all chill. But yes, I was getting my hair done for like five hours yesterday. Uh so oh, I'm shit. exhausted. 
Nice. Oh, you, so you got it done done. Yeah, I got my hair dyed. Oh, what'd you get it dyed to? It's kind of uh, like a like a lighter silvery purple on top and then like a denim blue underneath. Wow. So that oh, man. do a ponytail, it kind of does a two-tone it thing up and really down. It looks really cool. That sounds awesome. I want to see it. I've realized that uh, I don't actually like how my hair looks after a blowout. You know what I mean? Because it gets mm. too too like foofy and feminine for me. I think I look better when I'm about sixty percent disheveled. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but I do like the color. You know? Yeah, I have determined that I do like a blowout, and now I spend like an hour after, like now I spend like a long time after I shower, like mm. not exactly doing a blowout, but I like mousse and then. Uh, like I have the hot, br- my, my wife got me a hot brush for my birthday uh, or was it Christmas? And so I do like a whole hot roller thing mm-hmm. and I don't know how much it actually helps, but I like doing it. My hair is naturally curly. So I do use a blow dryer and then like kind of like encourage my hair to curl again. Cause the mm-hmm. hair dye is kind of like stripped that out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's sort of like chemical straightener almost. Yeah. 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 I'm back. Um, ah. Oh, hello. Hi. You surprised me. I just put my headphones on. Haha. Sailor Moon is, in uh, fact, pretty formulaic. I've seen Sailor Moon, but uh, have you seen Precure? No. Okay. You Then you wouldn't know quite what I mean. Um, Fair enough. Sailor Moon is uh, is definitely the same kind of, like, monster of the week. Uh uh like formula as like mm-hmm. something like precure but precure is very like uh we shift teams but all the same plot beats happen <laughs> hmm. i mean not all the same plot beats but like there is always a monster that uh is the same monster every episode for that run of precure and uh it has a name and it says its name in a funny way you know what i mean it's there's zakena the monster for this season of precure you know oh They're it's the same one every time Yes, it changes form, but it's the same monster. And it's like it's like aping the uh, like Sailor Moon objects turned into monsters thing, but it's always actually the same monster, you huh. know. Interesting. And Sailor Moon's just a little weirder than Precure in my book, is I guess what I mean. I can see that. Mm-hmm. The Utena is better than Sailor Moon, yes. Is, yes. is what I'm getting at. But I like Sailor Moon more than Precure. Yeah, that makes me want to... I like Precure a whole lot. Yes. Uh, the current season is great. Mostly. <laughs> right. I mean, I wouldn't even compare Sailor Moon to Utena. No. Like, when I was watching I, Sailor I Moon, I was like nine. Ikuhara. And I wouldn't want to watch Sailor, uh, Utena when I was nine. Hmm. I would have been fine watching Utena when I was nine. I would have been bored. I don't think I would understand it. I would have been weirder. I liked weird shit when I was a kid. See, this is uh, me watching uh, incomprehensible anime for my entire teenage years. You know what I mean? Well, so here's uh, the thing. I don't think I would have understood Utena as, like, especially weird when I was younger. Like, I think that, like, I feel like before you, like, you know, when you're when you're kind of young, you don't really have enough context to, like, be like, this is strange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, because you don't even really have like the the yeah. settled of like the idea of what's normal isn't totally settled yet. Nine might be too early. You're right. You're probably right that nine is too early. But like early teens, I think I would have ate, eaten up Utena. Sure, if I was like fourteen, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
this is me, me watching every single anime on Adult Swim and not understanding uh, what is happening in Ava or Big O or Ghost in the Shell, but still like, being like wordlessly fascinated with it. And did they broadcast that Evangelion on, on Adult Swim? They did. I don't remember I didn't this. see much of it. You know what? The one episode I remembered of Ava when I was a kid was the uh, gay bath scene with Shinji and Kaur. <laughs> That was the one that stuck that's in my so brain funny. so Incredible. Much. I missed that. I don't know, because like, I, I definitely watched like, Big yeah, O and like, Ghost in the Shell and all that other stuff, but like, yeah, I saw Ava. Evangelion. I didn't have TV. <laughs> yeah, Sven did oh. not have TV. Um, wow. If there, there are two things that I wish that I had seen, because I would be a more interesting person now uh, when I was a kid or teen. Mm-hmm. One, I wish I'd played Fate Stay Night. There was a window for uh, me to play Fate Stay Night. I knew people who played it, and I wish I had like leaned in. I was playing Japanese Aroge. Uh I was afraid of so downloading like, stuff that uh like fan translations and shit. I didn't know how to do it. Yeah, no, and like again, uh at some point we'll uh I will drag someone on this podcast through leaves. Mm. You, but also a guest. Yes, I'm excited. Um which is like yeah, I, I I think I said it in our Discord. It is foundational in a way that Ava is for a lot of people. Oh, right. We haven't really gotten into the main discussion yet, so I figured yeah. this is post-pod, if anything, so I figured it was fine. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Like, um, I remember hearing about Fate Stay Night when I was, like, you know, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, like, I've known who Saber was for, for forever, basically. But for the longest yeah. time, I was just like, oh, this is an H game. Like, I there's so much random hentai running around. Like, it's the 2000s. Every other <laughs> fucking meme is talking about how much they love Bible Black or whatever. And I'm like, I'm so fucking sick of this shit. Uh-huh. Um, Black, is it Black Butler? What? No. Black Butler's an anime. Very different. <laughs> no, yes. But Black Butler and Bible Black are the two that I... Always, that is Always. extremely dangerous. Uh, people talking about Black Butler, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, why is everyone talking about just like uh, anti OVAs? Right, but yeah. So for a long this time, I was just like, oh, this is like some you know whatever La Blue Girl or whatever. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm not gonna. Wa- I'm not gonna go out of my way to like do this. Um, and it was only like. Like a couple of years ago, where my friend was like, "Yeah, no, Rialto Nui exists, and it's still worth playing." And I'm like, "All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, whatever." And like, I wish I could like grow a copy of myself in a lab and expose it to Tsukihime in its teenage years to see what happened to my brain. I am always thinking this about so many. I think things. it would have done things to my brain. Um, I may have eaten someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just always, always like, what if I'd replaced the, like, I I guess it was fine, but the game I played about cat girls. Uh, <laughs> With Fate Stay Night. And this, this guy, like, collect, the one bit I remember from that game is the protagonist going like, oh, right, like, they're all cat girls, and male cats are really lazy, so, like, me doing anything must be really impressive to them. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) It's really dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't, like, 
what if I what if I replaced that like yeah I enjoyed it at the time like mm-hmm. whatever but uh what if I was a more interesting person who like played Fate Stay Night and was like wow wow Zen archery <laughs> oh god how embarrassing would that have been I think archery is cool so it might have worked for you I think uh, the way Shiro does it is cringe, but in general, <laughs> shooting things with a bow, very cool. I wanted to do archery when I was in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to do I never fencing. got around to like figuring out how to do that logistically, but... I think... This is the two genders. Are you, a, are you a fencing lesbian or are you an archery lesbian? Yeah. I, I think if I had seen Nutena when I was... I, I actually didn't see it until like, what, the late 2010s. I only watched it like this year, last year. Yeah, I think that if that's one thing, or if I'd seen that in high school, I would have. You know, there some divergence might have happened, but at the same time, when I think about like what shit was like in Maryland in the two thousands, like every now and then I think like, man, what would happen if I'd like gotten my shit together early? And I look back and I'm like, you know, there was just no way that was going to happen, regardless. One of the first times I can remember ever hearing people talk about lesbians was the one time me and my sister went to like a like local uh, non-school affiliated anime club at a like library, like a town over because we were both so into anime that we were desperate for any kind of anime content. And it was full of weird adults. (laughs) And uh, they got into a big argument about Sailor Moon lesbian censorship. Incredible. And this is like the first, like some of the first time I remember like human beings saying things about lesbians and girls being gay. I remember the first time I ever understood what that, the first time I was introduced to that term, I was in fourth grade and it was like, there were like older boys who were like calling each other that as like a term of abuse. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would that not just be better in every circumstance? I don't understand. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to like, you know. 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. It happens to you. I don't yeah. remember the first. Life comes at you fast. Yeah. Very slowly, in fact, actually. I read the but... Pierce books when I was young, so that was also experience. Like, uh, there's a lesbian in Tamara Pierce books. Uh, oh, fuck yes. Oh, God. Tamara books. Pierce is so goddamn good. Yeah. That was like the, that was my, my tune idea. That was formative fancity, fanc- fantasy stuff for me. Yes. Oh, man. I loved all that girl. Pa- like, I like the, the, like, circle of magic stuff more than the more, like, sort of, uh, like swords and sorcery thing yeah. but like yeah yeah, yeah yeah no absolutely i love their gay moms yeah i also uh in terms of like chuny shit that sticks in my brain i always remember the girl who had weather powers trying to stop the ocean and almost dying yeah oh man that was hell sick. yeah god so fucking good i don't remember when i learned about gay people but i do remember getting my ear pierced in third grade third grade hearing the uh the um like piercer say something about uh like piercing your right ear being a symbol that you're gay Uh uh-huh being like yeah i will do that i remember that be uh, i remember hearing that too because my brother got his other ear pierced and said that since i was a fag i should get the right ear pierced (laughs) or whatever (laughs) yeah no I, i remember like gay ear discourse like, peak uh-huh. 2000s. God. Tell us how old you are without telling us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Etc. Okay, okay. This is very fun. We should talk about the thing we're here to talk about. I will have a lot of fun talking about the thing we're here to talk about. 